live painkiller already episode 320 100 more for the 420 what should we do for 420 no idea we should here. get you so high that's <laughs> <laughs> like two years down the road so you know midterms will have it'll be legal in north carolina then yeah. <laughs> right who knows but anyway two sponsors tonight we have uh 1-800-Flowers. Uh, they have put a lovely arrangement back there behind Woody. We'll talk about that later. Uh, a new one called Creature Quest. You'll hear about that. Nature Box and Squarespace. Links down in the description if you're curious right now and you can't wait. But we're going to talk about them in a bit. So uh, let's get right into this. I, yeah. I wanted to talk about the orangutan sex slavery, which is apparently a, a, a thing. <laughs> Just for the record, while this is Kyle's topic and idea, I also want to talk about orangutan sex slavery because it sounds great. Yeah, man. So I, I linked you guys to this Vice article. It's it's confirmed. This is a real thing that happened. There's um, plenty of like substanti- substantiating our articles and stuff, but this says uh, there's some images here. Uh, you say it says meet Pony. She is an orangutan from a small village in Borneo. Where they, I think that's where the first survivor was, right? Where they cut down the for, the rainforest to uh, to render the palm oil. Uh, they now Borneo is known for being the world corner of uh, primate sex slavery. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that basically, a... go on. Well, this orangutan uh, was saved from uh, a prostitute village in Borneo. Um, it says we. I don't know who that is, but oh, Michelle. Disalettes, the director of the Borneo Orangutan Survival Foundation. She uh, found this uh, orangutan chained to a wall, lying on a mattress, um, and uh, completely shaved, apparently. Uh, If you're going to have an orangutan prostitute, you want to do it as best you can. I'm not an expert in orangutan body language, but that to me is a come-hither look right there. That orangutan was not a sex slave. She was a slut. Interesting you bring that up. Uh, she I says, quote, if a man, <laughs> uh, Michelle says that if a man walked near her, she would turn herself around, present herself, and start gyrating and going through the motions. That's one of the qualities think, I look for in a woman. That, uh, do you think that an orangutan gyrating is like nice and sensual, like Beyonce, like a slow <laughs> rhythmic move? Or do you think it's a frantic, just, <laughs> I get a grape after you rape me. Yo, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, up, oh God, this is like who? Okay, the fact that one part of this article says, uh, "Did the clients realize they were in fact getting an orangutan?" Yes, that, that it section is a doesn't prize. need to be written. Of course they do, because otherwise you'd walk in and be like, "I paid for prostitution, and there's a monkey chained to a bed in there." We, there's been a grave <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Wait that's a, a great ape, did you I, asshole. Did I, did I, <laughs> Did I, I? I don't think so. You won't have sex with this. I made you good money for a human vagina. Um, like this, how AIDS started. This <laughs> like this poor little orangutan. Oh, all so judgmental. It is like. And first of all, who? How do you decide? How do you first figure out that? Like Dippin' Dots. When did? How did Dippin' Dots figure out? Hey, if we put ice cream in little balls and then put those balls in a cup, people spend an extra $2 on it. You know, it's like an incredible, like, how the fuck did they figure that out? This is almost as impressive as Dippin' Dots. Like, how did they know <laughs> it would be okay fucking an orangutan unless first they said, here's my card. This says orangutan uh, concierge or escort service. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, come by and I will show you. Uh, we've got a wonderful, her name's Pony. Uh, it, it's an ape, though. We're not animals here. You know, ape. it's great <laughs> ape. Don't let me cut her short. Yeah, it's, it's as close as you can get to fucking. You know what? An we were a good having- 
two and a half minutes into this story before I realized that the clientele was human. I really thought there were orangutans coming along, fucking this other orangutan for like a couple of minutes. Our guest tonight, Wings of Redemption, here he is. (laughs) (laughs) No, because if it was orangutans, they they couldn't pay for it, and so this is it's like... Like, what like, bring bananas, like big bunches, and some guy's really like, he's like, I got a lot of bananas here. Like, <laughs> count them up. I, this what, monkey, or this I ape read was getting that raped somewhere. And then you think, because this <clears throat> paragraph right says that people thought that Pony, the, uh, the ape, was lucky and they would have her pick their lottery numbers. No, they fucking didn't. That is a lie. That's what they told this vice reporter because she didn't want to admit that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Th- there was only that one guy a week coming in. He was the only one fucking her. All the oh, other ones were there for lottery tickets. <laughs> you know, all. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So apparently, apparently, fucking the orangutan was like it, she was like their star performer. She earned more money than their humans. They, mm. they you know, they got plenty of whores Hard. in this place. I, this is the sort of place you walk in and they, they parade out a bunch of girls that are bar- with their clothes barely on, and you pick one, and then they they'd be like, oh. But for five kuka extra, you get pony. And she's, <laughs> you hear her getting fucked back there. And it just sounds like a shit show, like stuff getting broken and crashed. And you're like, yeah, I got five extra kuka. Let's make this happen. It, it, it would be like a real sort of, it seemed like a lot of people wanted to do it. Like she was their, their star Including attraction. her. Like, yeah, it, oh, I, I really, I get the, you, a man walks by, she starts twerking. That's yeah, she's not happy with the situation, but she's totally down to fuck. Let's just be clear about that. That's just the way it is. It says here it took them over one year to rescue her after she was discovered because every time they went uh, in with forest police and local officers, uh, they would be overpowered by the villagers (laughs) who simply would not give her up. They love that (laughs) monkey pussy. Mm. They would threaten us with guns and knives with poison on them. In the end, it took 35 policemen armed with AKs and other weaponry going in there and demanding that they hand over that monkey. It was filmed by a local television crew. It's like a and in the modern day Cleopatra. Helen of Troy. She's in there and the most beautiful orangutan in all the land. I think it's funny that, not funny, uh, funny in a macabre kind of way, knowing that uh, it, in the article it says that she was kept by a madame, uh, and I read that as madman, which makes a lot more sense. <laughs> she was kept there by a madame, and you know that like every morning that she'd have to go in there and shave that orangutan. Every other day. Okay, every other day you go in. You don't want to make cause a skin to chafe. That's unpleasant to look at. Obviously, you want you're gonna fucking orangutan. You want a nice, smooth skin, pleasant, minimal orange hair, and hopefully chained to the bed so it doesn't rip your ears off. Like, so. what do you think the orangutan liked? Like, do you think she was down for spanking? Like, could you put no. your finger in her mouth? Like, no, no, because these are foolish things to do while fucking orangutan. Like, you just named. Number the the two warning you know you get on a roller coaster and there's like two warnings like keep your hands and feet in no no like <laughs> loose objects like those are the only two rules the only two rules of orangutan fucking are no hitting and no fingers in the mouth like that's it what if like, you, you walk <laughs> in there like an orangutan like so so hear me out on this right if I walk in there like this I knew that was what was coming right yeah. <laughs> you knew it. <laughs> How will the re- orangutan react to that? Will, will, will she be d- like a double it, it, DTF? It 
because it's chained to the bed looking the other way. <laughs> and I sincerely doubt that they gave that little monkey a vanity mirror because it was being like sign languaging to the madame, her keeper, being like, if I'm going to get fucked, at least let me see who's fucking me. You yeah, know, look, or whatever. You see her in the picture there, right? She's clearly she, looking. That's a DTF fun. monkey right there. Or, yeah, or that's a DTF eight. monkey. It, it sounds like she was kept in like inhumane conditions. But, I mean, I don't know what it's like living in the jungle either. I would wager they don't ask you if you want to get fucked out there either. Isn't rape a big part of monkey culture? They're built for it. Culture? They it's, are built for it. Enormous. You see it, those big red asses? They literally like, are built for it, yes. They, it, the guys it, just it, walk up to them, start fucking them, and then walk away. Female great apes built for rape. At least half of the orangutan community commits rape like once a year. Like, because that's just how they. We, we've talked about this on PN. Yeah, yeah. Like, they just they rape their way. I'm wondering for where these stats come from. I'm like, was that a right wing or a left wing website that you read? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just eating male half. Oh, it the male like half. Male, it sounds like Tony is going to get raped a lot more now that she is out of human clutches. It sounds like if you introduce her back to the monkeys, she's going to be. They're going to be like standing outside her cage, watching her get raped by monkeys. Be like, see, this is how it's supposed to be. <laughs> this is how it's, it should That's, be. A tiny Filipino man's penis. It should be that huge monkey cock she's taking right there. See, she loves actually, it. Actually, people's dicks are bigger. Ah, they are bigger. I've heard that. Interesting. Yeah. That's a genetic, that's an evolutionary that's thing. We evolved this a big penis, uh, the largest in the primate kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Gorillas are very small because they don't need to have a big. De- uh, gorillas have teeny tiny little penises. Uh, it's like an insult in some like I don't know some fucking countries where they have gorillas. Well, they'll be like, "You're hung like a gorilla," and people who don't know will be like, "I guess that's good." And it's like, "Oh, not really, idiot. That guy's seen a lot of gorilla dicks, so you're the fool here." And <laughs> much like me and human dick in your mouth, like like a uh, acorn glued to the bottom of their torso, looking dick. And then they have <laughs> uh, big balls. I think bigger balls than us, but smaller balls than chimps, because uh, chimps have enormous testicles yeah. and small because they need all that testosterone because they're all just competitive. Like, and their competitive isn't like I'm going to beat you out on the field today, you bitch. It's going to be like I'm, if we get in a fight, I'm going to try and rip your hands off. That's what they do. They go for the testicles in the fight because they figure if they rip those off, we don't need to fight anymore. That was the whole point of the fight. Like I didn't want you to fuck my girl. If I take your balls, like fight's over. Yeah, you've got like what fifteen minutes to to fuck her before no more of that sperm's coming back before you bleed to death. (laughs) We mentioned sports and fighting, and it made me think today how much I like a sport is almost directly proportional to how much of it is fighting. Right, like top of the heap, UFC. That's my favorite sport. Like that's the thing I watch. It and it's just fighting, right? Boxing, kickboxing, stuff like that. I enjoy that too. UFC is the best. You'd think football would do well, but not really, because they don't fight in football. They don't take their helmets off. Right. Next best, hockey. Right. They have actual fights in hockey, and they often take their helmets off and other shit too. You know, depending on the era. Or they have to let the guy take their his helmet off to be polite because that's you're cool. And, and then you know, I, I actually kind of like basketball more than football. And if you rank it on where the fighting is, I think basketball might beat football in how like they fight. Yeah, but they can't make contact. Those arms are too long. They they don't. They're, they're too. I would whenever think I that see would help them. Whenever I see those basketball players like throwing, it just looks like like big whips with knots on the end. Looks like they're one of those things that they keep outside of car dealerships. Like they're like <laughs> big wide hits, but not a lot of damage. 
it, it's weird when you're that tall and your arms are that long. Like somehow they're very coordinated, but it's easy to look uncoordinated. I, you know, they look weird when they dance too. You know, yeah, just sure. yeah. if you're threatening seven foot and you've got seven foot long arms, then you just don't dance like Bieber or whoever's good at dancing. I yeah. don't know. Um, just weird, you know, like, but there are some people in the NBA, like LeBron, he's not like seven foot two or something freakish, but he's still tall, but he has like normal, like not normal. He's very in great shape, but he looks like not gangly. He looks like a normal, like muscular he's just, dude. I, I, like, I, he's one of the stronger guys. Like yeah. that's one of his strong suits. I think is that he's but so he powerful for more, his, for his height. He's, a lot of those guys look like you stretched him out. Um, especially like, like if you look at like Yao Ming when he first came in, he he looked really stretched out. And then he put on a lot of a lot of muscle. But LeBron is so thick. Yeah, it's and just like fast most athletic. basketball players they stretched him out. With LeBron, they use some sort of enlarging ray gun. Proportional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know who the new bowl is? Mm-hmm. Oh uh, sure. Yeah, very good. It played defense deep. and uh, very dark. <laughs> Very dark. Oh, so you actually do know who it is? Okay. Oh yeah, sure. So, I think he played for the Sixers for a while. He may have. I, I know very little about basketball, but I'm trying to find a clip of this guy. Basically, he is so gangly that every bit of watching him is like I'm a little bit panicked. Like, is he going to break? Is he going to take? Is his next next step going to be the last where that leg does break? Because you look at his arms and you're like, that amount of muscle on that tiny skinny little arm can't possibly be enough to control arms that long. Like just the oh my bone. god, he doesn't look real. Yeah, he doesn't look real. He looks like a real Slenderman. You know what he looks like? He looks like on South Park where they got Stan that black uh, transitional um, surgery to turn him into a black person. And they like his legs were all stretched out and everything. And they were just far too skinny for his little body. And then they just his ankles exploded or his knees. His knees finally exploded. Are you you seeing that picture with the short guy? Are you guys seeing the same Manute Bull picture? Yeah. So that short guy, if you were looking at the same one with the bullets and the three basketballs, that's... Oh, what's Muggs, his name? I want right? to say Spuds McKenzie, but that's the dog. Muggsy it's uh, Muggsy Bose. That's what it is. Muggsy Bose won the slam dunk competition that year. He was like the first guy under six foot to have ever won a slam dunk competition, I think. And uh, they used to always juxtapose those two against each other. They played at the same time. That's cool. The tallest I like the seeing shortest. that in, uh, in different leagues where they like have those little pictures. They'll be like, this is the biggest guy in the NFL, and this is the smallest guy in the NFL. Because it's like almost getting to watch and be like, these guys are both in the same league. That guy had probably an 80% easier time getting here, and it was still hard as fuck for that guy. I can't imagine how many times that guy had to be like not, not just better, but better by an order of magnitude than everyone around them for tryouts to be like, okay, we're going with the guy who's 5'8". Because he's just <laughs> a fucking monster. Like, you try and tackle him. You know, you can prove it. But, yeah, yeah I like yeah. There's, there's a good one. Or, uh, I like it when they do different sports, too. Like, like, hey, here's an American swimmer. And here's an American gymnast. Yeah. And, and one of them is, oh, like, 6'3", and the other's 5'3". And yeah, they're, some, they're some girl with, like, but like she's, like, 5 feet tall, but her thighs are this goddamn big around. Like, like yeah, it, I, I like to see those juxtaposed uh, athletes. Here's the uh, oh my tallest God. guy. That's the tallest guy in the history of the NHL and the shortest guy in the history of the NHL next to each other. It's like neither one of them should be there. Uh, the, the tall guy, Zdeno Chara, he's, he's getting old now, but he was a very, very, like, one of the best defensemen for a long time. He's like 6'10", uh, jacked, 
from, and he's got a face that is so clearly from like Czechoslovakia, yeah. or one of those places. And yeah. then the little guy Gerby is like, uh, I think he's like five five or something, like really small. He he's not in the NHL anymore. He's playing, I think, in the KHL because he wasn't good enough to keep up for more than a few years. But hockey's a sport still. that we're like. <laughs> Char is a superstar. People don't know him. He's had a long career, and he's been one of the better yeah, defensemen in the league for yeah. a long time. Um, but sometimes you get a guy. Like, uh, didn't Tampa, the Lightning, have a guy? Is it LeCavalier? I can't say his name Le right Cavalier. now. LeCavalier. Was he, was he the small one, or was it one of his teammates? Uh, it was Martin St. Louis. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they played together. And uh, yeah, the guy was like, he was a you know, fire hydrant sort of you know, powerhouse guy. But, uh, yeah, in hockey, I, I, I think there'll always be a spot for some guy with muscles and agility who can dance around and just play below your waist. Yeah. That's why so many, some people think Crosby's the best skater in the NHL because he's got the biggest butt in sports. There you go. He's You don't yeah. know that like, joke of like how he's, big Crosby – like if you find like pictures of Crosby at like, all-star events, it's like he's clearly a guy who's in incredible shape because he's a professional athlete. But like his pants, like all these NHL players wear like baggy, bad-fitting pants a lot of the time because uh-huh. their asses are gigantic <clears throat> and like fill up pants in a way that it's like that's unseemly. <clears throat> like if you were dancing as a backup dancer, that, that's a good ass for that. But you know, <laughs> we just wear big – because that's distracting. I used to, but, yeah, I played. Uh, I play with a guy in the NHL, and um, God, I'm so gay. Anyway, I was watching him lace up his skates or something, and you could see his thighs. Maybe he was getting undressed. I don't know, but um, he's working on his skates, and he's got his leg extended like this, so his quads get all flexed and everything. Oh my God. Like like an anatomy drawing or something. Every fucking muscle. Like there's muscles around the kneecap and stuff that I had never noticed. I've got pretty strong legs. Nothing like this guy. And when I played with him, also, so when I played hockey, look, I was not a special hockey player. But um, my best attribute was my speed. This guy was faster. He was a defenseman. He was faster going backwards than I was going forwards. It was just <laughs> ridiculous. He was so like NHL players are their feet. They, their skating sounds different. Like this kind of a like it, it's I don't know. It's somehow both yeah, more efficient like, and I, pushing more you're ice. You're exactly right. Like if you go to like a free skate where everybody's just skating around in a circle, you'll hear just like little like. Of people skating. If you like are playing with really good people, it sounds like someone's out there with like uh, an axe, like Tom Hanks made out of that figure skate on <laughs> Castaway, and it's just out there going, ah, just smacking <laughs> because every hit of their skates, just like big shavings of ice are coming up because they hit it so hard. Oh, but they're yeah, it's, it's a great sport. I encourage everyone to get into it. Yes, yes, uh, it's a lot of fun. The Blues fired their coach, their head they coach. Did. I, I didn't think going to happen. No, it should be noted that that coach is very good. I'm not saying he was good this year, but like career-wise, I would you say he's going to get in the Hall of Fame? Oh, not not even a question. Uh he's uh fourth all-time in wins, only one win behind Al Arbor, who's third. So, yeah, he's Hall of Fame, no doubt. And uh and, um I don't did he have some involvement on the Olympic teams? Am I crazy? Do I have that right too? Yeah, he coached the uh, Canadian Olympic team to a couple golds. I think he was one of the coaches there because for a while he he and Mike Babcock are I think the two best coaches from Can or they were at the time of mm-hmm. that. But he's a real good coach. But 
he he coached the Flyers for a while as mm-hmm. well, so I'm sure you like him. I think he but, lost a cup yeah, he, there. Yeah, he did. Uh, made it to the finals was, and lost, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that was right into St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, but sometimes like coaches in every sport, like they're, they're like effective and then that effectiveness wears off and it's time to get a new coach. Yeah. It's like he was trying to like still play a style of hockey that doesn't work as well anymore. Like obviously he's the professional, so he knows way more than me, but it just seems like seems like every other team hitch is moving in a speed and skill direction. And we've spent way too long meandering about in the grit and, uh, you know, indescribable, you know, attributes of, you know, he may not put up a lot of points and God damn it. He can't catch a fucking pass, but he's the kind <laughs> of guy you need out there to get the team grinded up and going. And it's like, those are just a bunch of words. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it doesn't help. That just means that, Hey, in reality, our GM made a shit deal with Jory Laterra, that little bastard soaking up 5 million a year. And so we can't afford somebody better. So the I got to pretend we're in that, that position for a long time yeah. too. Like but, when the whole I, league moved to speed, like post lockout, the Flyers are like, uh, yeah, let's get Chris Pronger in here. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> gigantic, like slow moving, whatever. Um, excellent though. Yeah, I love Pronger. Yeah. he was known for. He was an excellent defenseman. He was not an excellent defenseman in Philly. He was often hurt, and uh, and it was the speed era. Like he just became He's less effective. Then he was old, end of his career and stuff. But as far as Hitchcock getting fired, though, I'm. I'm happy about it now because I figured the Blues were going to be like, all right, we don't want to fire like the third or fourth best, most winningest coach of all time in the middle of a season of his last year. You couldn't let him get another win. And then they just fired him right in the middle of the season. And so I'm excited for that because basically what they did before this year is they said, all right, Hitch, you signed one more year contract, then you're retiring and we're bringing in Mike Yo from the former head coach of Minnesota. He's going to be your assistant coach, one of them. And then after this year, he's going to be the head coach. And so at least now, they're going to get a half season of experience under this new guy in a season that's already going very badly. And so hopefully they'll have that experience for the beginning of next season. I just hope, like, so you're throwing like- away this season. You're saying, yeah, yeah. fuck it up if you have wild card to. spot. There, no, I think I don't care. The season ends today. The they make the playoffs. And this is not a Stanley Cup team. Like I, the Blues have made the playoffs by percentage more than any other team in NHL history. We can afford to fucking miss the playoffs. I just want to win the Stanley Cup. And so whatever gets us closer to that is the direction I want to go. Even if it takes years <sighs> to slowly build that direction, like just get it. That's why you I'm glad what? we didn't resign captain. Because if we resign David Backus, we'd be way better this year. But three years from now, we'd be like, God damn it. This dude's hands don't work because he's been beat to shit for 15 years in the NHL, and we are paying him $7 million a year for the next four years. You should follow the 76ers because they do exactly what you're hoping for. They, if, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the process, but they just fucked up like purposely for three years. They, they'd be like, hey, this player, yeah, he looks like he's doing pretty well. Let's trade him. Let's trade him for a pick You know, because we, we don't even want to be good right now. If we trade him for a pick, it'll have two benefits. We'll lose more now, and we'll win more later, right? That, that usually lose more now is not something that teams are looking for, but the Sixers were. And uh, uh, people have different opinions on how well it worked. You know, they're saying, because the Sixers are kind of turning it around right now. And some guys are like, hey, you know, like, look, it worked, it worked. And other guys are like, ah, the players that are turning around are not, you know, fuckheads. <laughs> you know, he, yeah. they, uh, they came after him. They were just, you know, anyway... So it sounds like you want to initiate the process and have the yeah, blues suck for a bit. Not, I mean, we're, we're too good to be, because if you're going to tank 
and get a good draft pick, you have to be like bottom five teams in the league. And the Blues Drake aren't bad enough. No fucking way they would trade him. Send him they, to the Flyers. Would, that would you guys can't afford him. Or maybe you could, but there's no. Please, they're, they're not gonna. They're not gonna trade Tarasenko. Philly has like, a nice just, young team. You put Tarasenko on there. We got a thing going on. You yeah, guys are just no, not even good at losing. Not even good, were, not good enough for losing. That's been the problem for years. Is that the Blues <laughs> were like, you know, we can win. You know, we can have a winning record a little bit, and yeah. then not make, and they make the playoffs, and then get, lose, and then not get a good draft pick. And so mm-hmm. they're not. They're in like a building phase, not a total rebuild and tank because they can't. Like trading Tarasenko would be the stupidest thing ever because they we. This is his, what second year of his eight year contract with us, and he's right in his prime. So we wouldn't do that. We just need to get a couple more pieces and but who fucking knows our goaltending is so bad you can't even analyze shit this year like our goaltending is historically bad like it's a, a month ago i was like you should try it out will get better because it is, it is unsustainably bad i was telling all my friends talking about the blues like they're so bad that it has to get better these are professional nhl goalies they will get it better because they it just will by the by math mathematically we can't stay this bad at goaltending through the entire season and we have continued we have gone worse we it used to be like man philly and st louis are really sucking now even philly fans are like oh look at the goaltending over there and meanwhile they've got one of those like learn to shoot things just taped up over the front of the <laughs> which might actually be doing a little better uh, than our I, when i first before. started playing ice hockey um so we're all bad right and we're playing in like the learn to play like people who suck league or something and uh rather than a goalie they just took a bench and leaned it over in front of the net and uh fucker was unstoppable because no, <laughs> <laughs> no one could like lift the puck at least goalies would suck too and it'd like go through their skates or <laughs> you know they'd watch it dribble through but you know you really had to pick off a corner or something to get past a bench and and in that league with shooting that nobody realizes until they try and shoot a hockey puck on ice is like you watch it and you watch a guy take a slap shot it's so hard and in no time that puck's four feet in the air you know sailing right top shelf in the goal you go out there with a hockey stick if you haven't shot a puck before i'll give you an hour and a half to get that puck off the ice using the stick and i'll come back confident that you have not like i will know (laughs) that you have not scored on that this um, tall bench on the net because you'll be like, all right, this time, if I just, if I chop at it at this angle, it has to go <laughs> up, right? I'll just, no, fuck. Is it stuck to the ice? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's way harder to shoot well so than you to think. to change the topic wildly. Okay, fair enough. Um, our, our old friend Milo was supposed to do a yes! speaking engagement at, uh, at Berkeley uh, yesterday, yes, I believe, or the day before. And there was a, there was a few rabble rousers. Uh, it seems now a, a few important things to know is that like there was that big like uh, that group of like law enforcement that the university just kind of kept in a building and didn't allow to intervene with the violence. But there were Molotov cocktails it, thrown. Not the university, because I think the university's the, like, go ahead. I think the mayor was the old one who said who told the actual police not to go in, right? Because okay. he would have to be that one, right? I, I, I was hearing that it was like Berkeley like security that they had just like kept somewhere and never act like got Campus out there police, to do anything. Maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. They were throwing Molotov cocktails, which, by the way, in case you don't know, if anyone out there thinks a Molotov cocktail is a fun thing to do, that's a destructive device. And, you know, you, you could get you go to it's a federal crime. Like, it's a big deal. They, they, they put that Molotov, a glass bottle with some flammable liquid and a, and a cloth stuck in. You might as well build a pipe bomb. Like, you might as well build a uh, things a, not to do on YouTube without the proper license. 
there you go. You can't. You can't do it. And people who, you know, they've, they have caught people throwing Molotovs at like things like this before and be like, ah, we're going to fuck your life over now and just hit them with that, that federal sentencing. But anyway, they, 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 you know, they, they overturned stuff, burnt, uh, burnt stuff, started fires, threw rocks and fireworks at police, and uh, they canceled the event. And, uh, and then Donald Trump tweets about it. The next day he goes, hey, Berkeley, if you're not open to free speech, maybe we ought to pull that federal funding. And it's a lot of federal funding. Is <laughs> I it? Like, I had no idea if it's a it lot It was like or $400 million or something like that. And, and like, and, and like um, let, let me see. Is that right? It was a ton of money. It may have been 450 something. That does make sense. If it's a public university getting federal dollars, you can't just tell someone, hey, you can't speak here and share your ideas. Like, that's not, like, it's free speech. It's a public university, right? $370 million, so. What? Yeah. And I, I don't know the time period yet. I'm still looking it over. Like, for all I know, it's $370 million since the 60s. Like, I... I think it was more likely 370 million four years ago, and now it's like 400 and something million. Because I saw a pie chart today. I I have a pie chart in front of me, and ah, it's, it's, it it's a year. It's that uh, the 370 million is the 2015-16 school year. If I'm reading this right, I've only scanned it. That's crazy. It's I thought tuition would be like a really big part of it. Oh, this is their total sure. awards. So tuition's not even on this circle. Like I. For all I know, tuition is, you know, like it would dwarf the other elements on this. I'm not sure. It's a lot of money. I don't, I don't <clears> think them losing $400 million of federal funding would be a, a sneeze. Although I'm not sure that Trump can do that. And I think that's what a lot of people are discussing right now. Wait, can he? But I think what we should learn about Trump is that he'll find a way. You know, you saw what he did with what Giuliani talked about. He's like, hey, Trump came to me and he said, hey, how do we do this the right way, the legal way, up to the edge of the law and no farther? And that's how Trump does business. So if he can get a group of government <laughs> experts farther. together, it, sometimes, not, you know, maybe in civil court. I, I don't think he's done anything criminal, has he? Yeah, you'll see. Yeah, he gets this group of experts together. He says, hey, how do we actually make it happen? Like, I don't care if I got to call this guy in the energy department and he's got to tell the guy below him to do a thing. The Muslim ban is an example. If you, I hate that they call it that because there's so many Muslims yeah, that aren't. It's not they a got band. it from it's not him. I mean, he called it a they Muslim did. ban. Well, he initially said he wanted a, a Muslim ban like months and months ago during the campaign, but he talked about grabbing pussies and stuff too. Well, okay, you know? so like, Giuliani like, said this. Giuliani said, "I, I heard exactly." Yeah, Trump came to saying. me, said, "How do we legally do a Muslim ban?" And then he said, "I'm trying to get this as close to accurate as possible." He's like, "So I changed it and came with a security focus and came back to him with this country ban from seven you know Muslim countries with special provisions for people who aren't Muslim." And because yeah. uh, we keep, and I'm glad band, they put right? the spe- I'm glad they put the special provision in there for the uh, for for the non-Muslims because the situation that you had in places like Syria was those Yazidi Christians were being targeted, mm-hmm. exterminated. It, you know, Still it, are. They, they, uh, certainly there's infighting within the Muslim community, but it's like, yeah, let's capture these Yazidi. I, I bet. I, did you see that photo of the Yazidi Christian girl being auctioned off as a sex slave? You know, it's it's these people need help. So I so said, I got no problem with that. I, I, I like most of what Trump's doing right now. Uh, you know, arguments with Australian prime ministers aside and, uh, and, and alleged corruption charges aside. Sure, I want him to be hard on Russia. I actually Russia. haven't heard I don't, those. The corrupt- well, I, not really corruption, but, but oh. when I hear about them, spe- hear, hear about like the Treasury Department ease some sanctions against Russia, I want to hear more about that because that seems like the sort of thing that's either going to be downplayed by Sean Spicer tomorrow 
or he's going to come out and look and, and say another example of fake news. What you have here is an, and he's going to like spell it out. We'll be like, oh shit, okay. Because it seems like you need at least a day or two to figure out if each day's news stories hold water. Or not. Uh, NBC's anchor Peter Alexander tweeted this morning, breaking U.S. Treasury Department easing Obama administration sanctions to allow companies to do transactions with Russia's FSB successor organization to KGB. Um, 50 minutes later, he tweeted, new source familiar with sanctions says it's a technical fix planned under Obama to avoid unintended consequences of cyber uh, sanctions. Yeah, so, so they, they did so step that back pretty quickly after they said it. But and the harm's already NBC. done, and I feel like that happens so much that, look, there's plenty to be yeah. 2,288 retweets on the what ended up being incorrect, the fake, and then 75 on the redaction, the request. Like, that's what's <laughs> that's annoying. That's how with redactions any kind of, always work. Yeah, yeah with yeah. any kind of, like, redaction. It's so annoying when they're like, oh, you know, we don't want to actually, we want to be able to say that we told people that we fucked up, but not there really. So we're just going to put a little tiny thing that says, oh, there should actually. be a penalty for that, you it's know, so, because there's yeah. definitely a reward for jumping out front and being like, aha, breaking news, everyone. Uh, but there's no penalty, it seems, you know really, it for being, be? I, I, I wish... think, go ahead, I want to hear your version. I got a little idea, too. I <laughs> okay. think that, like, you know how there's, like, these recurring news, uh, when someone does a show, Seth Myers has a thing, and he's like, "Now a closer look," or like uh, Bill O'Reilly might be like, "Here, you know, what does he call us? Talking points, right?" There should be a segment of like Fox, ABC, NBC, etc., that is essentially let's talk shit about each other. NBC got this wrong, CNN got this wrong, Fox got this wrong, and just blast them with how stupid everybody else is. And mm -hmm. I swear, if that was a thing, one, it would make me want to watch your show because everyone else looks so stupid, and two, it would make, if I was a news person, it would make me very careful not to be on somebody's stupid list. You have too many commentators and not enough journalists at this mm -hmm. point. There's too much opinion-driven opinion. news fucking swimming in your words. I can see it on CNN. There's this very pretty blonde woman on CNN who, who, who uh, she seems, to, she, it's her and a, and a man, and they seem to, like, lead this show in the afternoons that I watch. And she's got so much, like, at personally, personally at stake in this, it seems. She's like, but Senator, don't you understand that this and that? And she's like, really? You can tell it, it's, it's personal to her. Yeah. It's, she's not a journalist examining facts. I want the news to be more like courtroom proceedings, but instead it's more like reality television. Is it Kate Baldua? I wouldn't know her name. She's oh. very pretty, blonde hair, about shorter, shoulder length. Um, I think Woody's idea is good for shutting that down. Not I think you down, should lose White House it, press I credentials I don't temporarily. think it'll ever... You give, you, give each, you give each news organi organization three stars, and at the, at every month they get three more stars. You run out of stars, you don't get to come in the fucking room. If you some fake news, you like, oh, go on the marker board back, you know, behind Sean Spicer. The no, that's a terrible a, a idea. They've got that face. picture of the White House. You can't let the president choose the stars. You can't let the president decide who's – that's state-run media you're talking about. That's a bad, <laughs> bad thing. Yeah, and yeah, even yeah. if you love it with Trump, you will hate it when someone else gets in. And, Dems and, are yeah. learning that every step of the way throughout these confirmation <laughs> hearings and all this. Every time you expand – Fucking blue man's power. Red man is just sitting in the wings waiting for his new superpowers that he can fucking reach out and touch different corners of the, the economy, different parts of the government and the country. And you're right. I don't it's, think that Woody's approach would work just because not like, like if they implemented it, I think it would help. But I, it will never happen, I don't think, because it's like almost like a mutually assured destruction where it's like 
like uh, at their corest core, the top people at CNN, Fox, MSNBC, wherever, they know that they're intentionally doing misleading bullshit. Like they know. And so, and that, and they do it because they have a vested interest in it. Like it's way more interesting to say, you know, oh, all these sanctions are d- Russia could do willy nilly, run around, whatever, do whatever they want, than it is to say, like, oh, this is actually kind of something that was already in place and it's now just occurring. I'm getting a little like, tired of John McCain and Lindsey no, Graham's right. bullshit. Like, just like Fox would be like, oh, look at all this CNN fake news, and then CNN would, oh, look at all this Fox fake news, and eventually they've ruined their entire industry's credibility even more. It's already their credibility's in the tank, and like that would just further it, I Kyle think. Kyle mentioned uh, McCain and Lindsey Graham. I swear the amount that the Republican Party is fractured is really difficult to get a gauge on, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the day after the, the Muslim ban, which I think is what we're calling it, right? If it's Obamacare, it's Muslim ban, whatever. Um, the day after the Muslim ban, it seemed like the Republicans were falling apart, like, oh, he really stepped in at this time. And then he announces the Supreme Court justice, and everyone's like, oh, all right, new topic, you know, we're back together. Only... Lindsey Graham and McCain seem to consistently be anti-Trump. Everyone else is very much waiting to see how this thing works out. And, and on, yeah. uh, the, on the Democratic side, I do not know who is leading that party. I couldn't tell Neither you. Neither do they. Yeah, it, it, there it, is no one at the wheel right well, now. Sometimes and it seems like it's Chuck Schumer, right? And then that fucker gets Nancy up Pelosi. there by the mic on the mic and and starts crying about the Muslim ban. Oh my! Oh my God! This is why Trump won. This is why Trump won. You fuck! I fucking there's nobody worse than a crying Democrat. I'm so sick and tired. Grown of, ass of, man. Grown ass. Oh how, my God! Why? How are you long crying? is it going to take? That I I thought that as soon as the election ended. They all like all of those pundits and all the big people in the Democratic Party would be like, all right, turns out you can't just wildly accuse everyone who disagrees with you on anything of being a bigot, racist, homophobe, sexist, and and assume that that will stick with everyone. Turns out that that alienates, (laughs) turns out that it's alienates most average people who are like, yeah, I I walk around every day. I know people. I know that I'm not just going to walk into the store and somebody's going to be like, oh, God. Damn Jews! Oh, like it doesn't happen. It's, Is it like, bigotry if you've got good cause though? Like I don't like Nazis. Am I a bigot because of that? Because I don't no. like them because they're Nazis. It's just because of that. That's the only thing I don't like about them. Am I a bigot? No. <laughs> Let's look up the word bigot. I, I'd like to make sure. Yeah, I think actually, I might be a bigot for disliking know, Kyle, Nazis because I. You but, really are prejudging people. <laughs> intolerance <laughs> toward those nope. who hold different opinions from oneself. You're a bigot if you don't like Nazis, by by definition. You know, you're making like, a like, strong like, argument. So <laughs> I got no problem with a little bigotry at the highest levels. There's of good government. kinds of bigotry then. If you're a bigot against uh, active pedophiles, yep. like I guess, like but what, to finish why, what I was saying. Why are saying we always with, picking um, on pedophiles? Why? They why? Just fought, did you see that they busted? You know, <laughs> the, the, we were talking earlier about <laughs> Alex Jones' rantings. Did you see that? Like. I want to discredit him. I want to be like, shut up, Alex Jones. But then, like, right in the middle of it, he's like, oh, and here's a real life news story that's that you can't that you can't say is a lie. They just caught 450 pedophiles in a ring in California, right? Like, the they pedophilia did. rings are yeah, yeah. Four, it was a Alex, huge number. Yeah, Alex is 454 roughly. And what Alex is saying is like, hey, this is all part of that thing. Just so you know, there's this underbelly of powerful pedophiles and it's a smart thing to do if you're running an, an a, a, a like a secret organization pulling strings of power because if anyone's discovered if anyone rats out the group then everyone is destroyed by this pedophilia thing and maybe just powerful people like fucking kids you know the number is grown yeah. i think that the democrats are going to have to move away from the 
whole calling people bigots without evidence no. and hating people. No, they, they won't. No, no, I'm not saying that they will. I'm saying that they are going to have to eventually because it's already shown that aside, there's a vocal minority of people who really enjoy that. But I don't even think most normal Democrats aren't like that. They no, don't like not. walking around calling people bigots without evidence because that's what shitty the, people do. The problem with the Democrats is that is they are so racist that um, they, they feel like each and every one of these tiny minority groups uh, should owe their allegiance to them. A and and those groups feel like they owe their allegiance to to the Democrats. It, it, it's a true thing. Like you like like whether whether it's LGBT community, whether whether you're you're black or you're Muslim or you're you're an immigrant, if if you're a minority of any kind, it's just like oh yeah, you're a Democrat, right? Oh you're not? Oh you're stupid then. Okay, I got it. You're you, an informed. Oh, you You've been understand. brainwashed. Yeah, you don't even understand what you want. You're so stupid. Yeah, you they will pity. It. These are that that's the greatest. That's the real racism. And then you got uh, Clarence redneck. Thomas is an Uncle Tom. You know, yep. Of course. Oh, of course. Any black man who who like has this sort of pull yourself up by the bootstraps kind of attitude. Don't you try to pick me up, you white white devil kind of attitude about about the way the world works. That like, hey, we're all. Let me do my own thing. I'm a grown ass man. I don't need you fucking reaching down and picking me up. I'll climb up that ladder just like you did. Like anytime you hear that from a black guy, it's, oh, Uncle Tom. Dude, that's Uncle that's Tom. why I like the whole like voter ID thing baffles me because I've looked into it. I've tried to understand it as best as I can. And at the end of the day, all I can find is every other fucking country requires ID to vote and saying that, oh, this is going to disproportionately affect uh, minority communities. It's going to it's cause black people not to vote is really just them saying in a way, these people are too stupid to get their shit together and go get a license. Or if they don't have a license, they won't be they won't go get their ID. So we have to molly coddle and make sure it's all okay because they're just not capable of being held to that stand to that to that immensely high standard and it's like it's absurd and of course it just feeds into the the crazies on the right who want to talk about voter conspiracies and voter fraud when you've got this whole other party who's like um we don't want to use the same certification to vote as you would use to buy a pack of cigarettes a bottle of beer or a, a gun. gun like 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 we don't want anything close to that i don't understand it i don't understand it because it's it's Let's let's all agree it's widely accepted as true that for some reason this disproportionately hurts poor people from voting, right? Needing but it's an not, ID. it's widely accepted <clears throat> as people propose that as truth. I don't think well, it is truth unless you think those communities I, are really that inept that they so can't let me finish, get though. their ID. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's widely proposed, if you want to put that out there, that this disproportionately okay. impacts poor people. But I don't get it because... It, it, like, let's not pretend that like whatever guys living in the projects in the inner city are some sort of like aboriginal tribe untouched by modern America, right? Like Kyle mentioned, this is how you buy cigarettes. This is how you buy liquor. This is how you drive a car. This is how you prove your ID in tons of different Hotel places. Hotel room. I, I went to the to doctors today and they asked for my health insurance card, which I, mean, I guess they should have. They have Obamacare, but health insurance and ID, like use your ID everywhere. When I applied for a Blockbuster card 15 years ago, they asked for my ID. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like, I don't know why it's just generally accepted as true here's, that people from lower incomes are, are like, I don't know, like, I think there are these like deep tropical rainforest untouched by modern society Kyle? and even if i just were five thousand dollars or something it's still like but i don't get it how does that hurt like the minority person there in the city more than the poor guy in the middle of the boonies somewhere who happens to be white or black whatever let me let, let me read this here's here are the okay, stats yeah, go ahead. uh because From of the light 
Yeah, from state. But I mean, they're actual st statistics and they cite them uh, because a lot of minorities don't have as much use for them. The most common voter ID is a driver's license and minorities are less likely to drive. A 2007 study found that in California, New Mexico and Washington, whites were more likely to have driver's license than non-whites. In Orange County, California, about 92 percent of the white voters had driver's license compared with only 84 percent of the Latino voters and only 81 percent of other voters. A 2005 study in Wisconsin similarly found that while about 80% of white residents had licenses, only half of African Americans and Hispanics had licenses. Minorities are less likely to have driver's licenses because they are more likely to be poor and to live in urban areas. If you can't afford a car, car or if you don't need one because you take the bus or subway, you're less likely to have a driver's license. It also says that the study found that an estimated 8% of Hispanic adults and 17% of African-American adults had no current license but had a recent suspension or provocation or re or revocation. Uh, that does, so, so yeah, that, that nice that addresses that, uh, Taylor's thing, though. Like, if you're totally broken, you live in New York City, then you take the bus. If you're totally broken, you live in Kentucky, then your car probably sucks. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. also... Yeah, that makes sense from why they would do that or uh, write it in that way. But that's also completely leaving off the fact that you could just get a, a state ID. Like you could get just a state ID that doesn't allow you to operate a motor vehicle. You can go get one of those. You know what? It, and the, the $8, $12, $15, whatever it is, just increase taxes a tiny bit. And I'm fine with those being free. Well, like I'm fine with people, not free, but I'm fine with people just being able to go in and get an ID as long as you have the required paperwork or whatever now you need you've to get. added a... Oh. A hoop to jump through that you know only uh, no, it's, caveat. it's the same place when you go to the dmv you can apply for a license or you can be i just i'm just getting an id and then you could use that id because you don't need a car but you see where i'm and coming then use from that though vote. like if you but the, if but you the want to vote then to the you taylor have something that you are we're gonna get anyway and me poor person from the inner city has to go out and get something special that i don't need need for anything else it, Yes, you do. It would you, be nice you would to have ID. To buy, you'd need it to, to go anywhere where ID is required. You'd need it to buy cigarettes. You'd need it to buy liquor. You'd need it to you rent go a car. You'd need it to, to go you on to go uh, to go Actually, on I don't have the you answer for that. I don't airplane. know how you survive without an ID because I know I, you seem know, you, to, you, I need mine often. Do you know what happens when a cop asks you for your ID on the street and you don't have one? You look very fucking suspicious. You're like, oh, no, I don't carry identification, officer. It's like, oh, really? What are you, yeah. Al-Qaeda? Like, what yeah, the fuck? Yeah, everybody carries... Like, Cops it's don't just, stop it's me and ask for ID. I'm white, it's, Kyle. It's a, it's a tremendously <laughs> you know low bar. <laughs> but you, you, I think we could all agree that it's a ridiculously low bar of, I don't I can't get a license. Okay, just go get a state ID. Oh, but I, I can't get there. I can't afford the $15 to get it for all these things that it unlocks in life. It's just like, no, this is, this is a trumped-up, made-up problem that wouldn't cause a bunch of issues if they, we they, i think it just make it so that you can go in and get an id make that make the payment free make it so you can go in if you have all the stuff you need give it to them and they just give you the id like put that on our taxes i don't give a fuck you like, what they should do that. the id maybe doesn't need to be state issued right and then there'll be capitalists like prepping your id all over the place like give me your social i'll print you out an id every yeah, wall wall will be an id <laughs> thing 
I like it. They should it. definitely not make it so you could just go into a kiosk and just like down the number it pad. It works for and be the like, inspection <laughs> on my car, right? There's, there's like all sorts of people that That's do inspections. they don't care who's driving your car when it gets inspected. <laughs> what won't work is if uh, VW goes in there and tinkers with the electronics a little mm. bit. They end up paying billions. Um, yeah. A little caveat here at the end of this article. It says, of course, minority voters aren't the only group likely to be disenfranchised. Seniors, for example, are also less likely to drive. Academic studies suggest that voter laws do probably reduce turnout, but among Democrats and Republicans, but not by more than 2%. Lately, there's statistics to back that up, by not, not by more than 2%. It's a, it's a non-issue. It's another one of those non-issues that, that, that's there to like clog up the works bef- to, to keep anything real from happening. It's, I have a way bigger issue with the Electoral College. I hate the it's fucking an, Electoral right? College it's an issue so that, much. Is that, like, it needs to be rebalanced. A popular vote is not, is not perfect. But our current system is just flawed. Oh, there needs to be a rebalancing of the states. To, to wrap, we're the United States the of thing. Rust Belt. Go ahead, ID thing. To, wrap it. Like this year. No, like, for like eight years. Just, That's why Obama beat Romney. Romney was no, against but, uh, the bailout, and he lost all those auto states, and Obama just, beat him. I think this ID thing really shows the negative way in which a lot of people will make an issue include race or something to try and turn it into no this isn't just an issue of you want to minimize voter fraud and that everybody should have an id regardless of who you vote for it's not just a basic thing like that it's that you hate black people or you resent minorities and you're trying to undercut their voice and and they introduce a totally a total non-issue part of it so that they can frame it as a, a race i am holier than thou i'm righteous you're bigoted because they don't actually have an argument for why it shouldn't happen if you were from North Carolina, you might have a different opinion because like the like the federal court, like the federal judge said about our legislators, they carved out districts with surgical precision based on race. Right. That's not me talking. That's the judge talking who looked at the facts and said yeah, that also doesn't have to do with voter ID, though. But no, it's the same people is what I'm saying. So so you might view the people who carved out the gerrymandering with surgical precision based on race, also saying, we want to get ID in here. We want to shorten the hours that the polls are open. We want to have fewer polling stations. We want to do this. We want to reduce turnout as much as we can. And voter ID is one of the tools in their toolbox. Then you might view them with more suspicion than in Missouri, who's less corrupt than North Carolina, because everybody's less corrupt than North Carolina. (laughs) Move over, I mean, New Orleans. I, There's a new I, I corrupt think, king in town. <laughs> but even that doesn't change the fact that the ID thing doesn't have anything to do with race on a base level. On a base level, it is just like the reason I want it is just you should have an ID to vote. You, we need to know that you can legally do it. doesn't matter who you are. If I show up and I forgot my ID, I shouldn't be able to just go, oh, you know who I am. I'm good. They should be like, no, you have to go home and get it because we don't, we, we don't believe you. That's even literally what I did. Store, <laughs> yeah, that's what you'd have to do. And uh, when you pretend like, oh, you can't drive to the store. These people couldn't do these simple tasks. What They don't have a car, so why would they need ID? They don't smoke or drink drinks ever or go out to restaurants and order a glass of wine or do anything that everyone else in the country does. They just live in a quiet room all alone waiting for CNN to tell them what to do. And then they go out and vote and they say, I don't have an ID. I never even knew what what, what this What is this ID you speak of? Like, where could I garner this? And they say it's a thousand miles away and ten thousand dollars to purchase it and they say that's unreasonable you know what's awesome taylor when you put your hands out like this 
just slightly, you reach into the empty box that the guest would have. <laughs> so you're like, <laughs> like, like this, this is a thing that shouldn't even happen. <laughs> like, you're, like if I could reach out and touch Kyle, that's what Taylor's doing. He's, that's right. <laughs> here's, here's, I, I, I'm just doing more research. It says that the vast majority of adults do have some sort of ID. Many people who do not have ID are not registered to vote, or if they were, or if they are registered, they are unlikely to turn out. The laws may be inconsistently enforced by thousands and thousands of poll workers at a precinct at the precinct level, and uh, in many cases, voters without proper ID can cast a provisional ballot, which would eventually be counted in the event of a vote counting dispute. The and uh, also, of course, the campaigns have an opportunity to educate their voters about ID requirements as part of their turnout operation. Uh, how many times did you hear Hillary Clinton be like, "Oh, and go down to 59th Street, you want to talk to Barbara, and you want to fill out a little paperwork"? Like, like you never hear that. It's 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 not a major. It's not a major thing. It's just a talking point is all it is. It's just a lie, I think. It's just Along with that female right? wage gap. Like, 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 just couple that one right with a female wage gap. Just, just more liberal lies. I don't know it's that we finished the Milo exploit. topic. I was oh, very oh, yeah. frustrated with the liberals. Like, look, I, I'm like the only guy here on Team Blue. I, I think that's fair to say. Um, but, oh, my God, I am definitely not on Team social justice warrior crying about Milo coming to speak at a, yeah. at a thing at a, at a college Throwing bombs, hitting yeah. people with pipes. And, and Kyle said that the left is the side more inclined to be violent. And, uh, I resisted that notion for a while, right? Because they were violent at the Trump rallies at first. And even fucking Trump is like, take his coat, you know, like that's a Trump thing. Uh, it's cold out there. Trump said, yeah. And, and he's like, he, I think he encourages people to hit him at one point. Like I bet I could find that. And, um, and then he, he backed it all off, right? Like by the time he was in North Carolina, he's like, they're saying we're violent. Be nice, everybody. Right. He, he sort of undid that. You keep watching over the course of a year and see who's violent, and it's like, uh, seems like the blue team is the one that's more inclined to like burn a car, burn a city, um, yeah. wreck a burn college. Burn a Muslim business owner's limo. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? I, I missed that yeah, one. Yeah, that limo yeah. that they the inauguration was owned by a Muslim. Uh, I'm sure they wouldn't have burned really it if they knew a minority a owned it. They, they probably thought they were burning a white guy's car. You know? See, and that's what's hilarious, is that they're the yeah. actual racists. If they knew that a Muslim guy owned that, they would have, you Dude, know... Dude, I, you know, I, I was reading something today about like, um, the need for more diversity in some field. And I was like, my God, I am so sick of apologizing for being white. Like, I absolutely diversity hate isn't this. inherently good or bad. Like, if the oh, best the group of people related. for... The, the job is a bunch of Cambodian women. And it just turns out that it's like, oh, we're starting this company and all these Cambodian women end up being the best group. Then you should hire all Cambodian women. Like if, if, you, if it's all black guys, hire all the black guys. If it's all white guys who are the best at it, hire them. Like it, Dude, it, it just in, in, the, needlessly inserting diversity as some sort of end goal instead of what it right. is, which is just coincidental. It should just... The Supreme Court justice that uh, Trump nominated, Gorsuch, Gorsuch, something close to that. Um, He's a white male from Harvard. And there's a fair amount of press saying like, oh, another white male Ivy Leaguer. Like, that's bad. Where's the insult? I, I like in the most accomplished <laughs> kind really... of human being in existence, you say. <laughs> I, I, that's like, like, that's can the we ignore the white male thing, me. as you should, and say, oh, Harvard Law. Yeah, fuck off. There's nothing wrong with Harvard Law. 
There's everything right with Harvard Law. You know, did the guy have to struggle in high school to be a good Supreme Court justice? Or maybe the opposite is, is an indicator. I, 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 like Taylor was saying, like, I don't think diversity is an end goal. Just hire yeah. the best at all the time. That seems fair. I would be fine if, like, if an entire group of, like, uh, representative government was all Latino or all women or all black. If you then said, but look at their qualifications. This isn't racism. We didn't even we didn't even take that into account. We even took the names off the applications. We looked at test scores alone. These are the top ten test scores. So the top ten people are all black. I'd be like, oh yeah, you're absolutely right. Every one of those those black men that you put in charge of that government agency is I can't I can't even show me a list. I bet there's no one on that list who's even any better. And it is so I would be fine with it. But but when you see it go the other way, it's oh. I, I hate it. I hate. I yeah, hate. It's so silly when they make a huge deal out of like what the person is, like where they're like, "Oh, this person, you know, white guy or another white lady, you know, or if you're you know, someone on the right, they, are they might say like, oh, they just put another too. black guy up there just so they could say they had him or something.' Like, it's yeah, it's annoying bigger. to watch. And it also, like, I'm not black. I'm not a woman. But if I were and I got hired to like a really like if I had a good career and I got hired to a really high paying good job, like I'd want to know that they hired me because I'm like I'm the shit. I'm the one that they looked at my application. They were like, all right, stop the presses. This guy, this is the guy that's coming in. Not like get the job and then be like, yeah, it, did I did I really get it or did someone go? We're due for a black guy. You What's know, a- like it just seems condescending. Let me set up this little quick. I haven't watched the video yet, but on Jake Shields, uh, the the uh, UFC fighters Twitter, he was there at Berkeley, and I'm gonna read a little to like set this up. But then he's got a little video here attached to that link. Who uh, is it again? Jake Shields. Okay. Um, yeah, right, UFC fighter. Yeah, rioters reportedly used firecrackers, smashed windows, and assaulted several attendees with weapons. A Donald Trump supporter wearing a Make Bitcoin Great Again hat was pepper sprayed after giving an interview to a local news station. Trump supporters were also repeatedly beaten with bats and metal rods. Demonstrators were protesting what they considered to be hate speech by uh, Yiannopoulos, who has stirred audiences with his controversial views of feminism, Islam, and freedom of speech. One of the attendees at UC Berkeley uh, was none other than UFC veteran and former Strike Force middleweight champion Jake Shields. The former UFC title challenger, who holds wins over some of the best competitors in MMA, posted a video <laughs> of a heated argument between him and, group, and a group of rioters. The multiple uh, promotion MMA champion claimed to have helped a guy uh, being, quote, jumped by thugs at the protest. He said, quote, in this video, he says, you guys have your faces covered, you're attacking people, you're being fucking fascists, Shields told a masked assailant in the video below. That's, before we watch this, one more thing, that there are a lot of people showing up at these protests um, that are wearing black masks and goggles to protect them from, uh, from, from uh, either being identified or from tear gas and stuff. Those... We need to be looking into who those people fucking are and, and figure out what the name of their little group is and then calling them yeah. terrorists. Not, and, not telling and then start the using cops some to back down. Yeah, yeah. Those people need to be, like, swept up all in one big group, and, and they need to face some harsh federal sentencing, some interrogation tactics, perhaps. Let's watch this video. I'm curious as to how this goes three, or if there's anything to it. Three, two, one, play. Face covers attacking people, you're being fucking fat. Look at you guys. 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 Look
I have to make like 20 people jump a guy. I'll get yeah, my okay. ass if I have to, man. It's not okay. There's a fucking Nazi thing at the fucking university. That's There's a Nazi thing. Here. So Straight why do you have to wear a mask? What Nazi thing? Who's a Nazi? The Jew guy that was speaking? The gay Jew? He's Greek. And it's the people that come to see him. I was over there. He came over and started moving up there. That's you. He's gonna come in to a space. He knows what's up. No, 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 no. I kind of wanted to hear ridiculous. them make their points. They, they, they call them a Nazi. Milo is Jewish. He's a gay Jew. Is he Jewish? Yeah. His mother's Jewish. Oh. Which is what it takes to be Jewish. He has a Greek yeah. father. His maternal grandmother is Jewish, which by halacha, which I suppose uh, is some sort of Jewish uh, law, Word. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Word. Uh, <laughs> it makes his mother Jewish, and therefore he is Jewish. So by Jewish law, yes, he is Jewish. I thought yeah. he was like a practicing Christian. He is, uh, but Catholic. he's still Jew but, 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 but He's you know, really getting credit for both in this scenario, it well, feels like. You, I, 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 not everyone's be... aware, but you know that, that, that you know, Jews are a race of people. Yeah, both a religion it, and a race. It's tricky. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Jared Kushner, Donald Trump's son-in-law, is, is a practicing Orthodox Jew. But he doesn't have any Jewish blood. He's not descended from uh, the Hebrews or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Whereas Milo is. This whole thing is like a perfect example of how if you can convince everyone that there are actual Nazis out there and that there are actual fascists, you know, the guy that we elected is an actual fascist who's going to steal all your rights and take things. It makes all of this violence in these people's heads, I think, acceptable as like a form of self-defense where it's like, you know, if he was just another guy that we lost to in the election, we wouldn't be doing this. But he's a Nazi. And so all of this is justified because we're on the right side of history. If he's a Nazi, and we'll, then what we're doing is de facto allowed. And we're allowed yeah, to be shitty. They watch Deeper Vendetta one too many times. Yeah. That, that, that's like, that's what's going on here. They're, they're literally anarchists. Labeling. If you look closely, even in that video, you'll see the anarchists, you know, the A with the red A with the circle around and everything. They're anarchists. They're, they're the kind of people who need to be locked up in federal prison and, and, and made to see that, like, they live in a real... No? You don't think so? There's well, good and bad anarchists. Should, There's arrested. anarchists who want to just burn everything and turn it That was them. These are the burners. That, I think you... Well, okay. The, the but I guess I was thinking there are other ones. anarchists who, you know, want to buy some land and have a farm and grow their and own even tomatoes. More, still in no, high they're school. not. They wouldn't think that you could buy the land if they were an anarchist. They, they would just take that land because it's theirs. They wouldn't recognize any power that would sell it. I, I hear where you're yeah. coming from. But there is a variety of anarchists that would love to live like hobbits. And, and, and they're not about violence. We're okay. <laughs> uh, and I just wanted to point that out, that not all anarchists are like, you know, burn the police. I don't believe that. I'm not sure about that. Because whenever, whenever I hear someone like a proud anarchist, someone who has the flag, like mm -hmm. they're all about fuck the police and like tear it down, man, the whole system. They're the guys who are watching um, Fight Club. And like at that last scene when they see all the, uh, the financial institutions crumbling, they're like, yeah, we'll live in leather clothes we made ourselves that'll last 50 you know, years. They're like quoting Brad Pitt. I really don't think life would be better if all society collapsed. I think it that would not. be worse. It would be, be crazy. I, think, I don't think most everyone. anarchists, most anarchists are just kids in high school for, or college for the most part who are into like the, you know, this is so out there, like I'm truly a rebel, like nobody more 
to the whatever side than me. But I think most people grow out of it pretty quickly like when they're like, oh, man, the world – like, watch one Discovery Channel special. Like, see, there's the world with no regulation whatsoever, just animals eating each other from the asshole out, which is of the way that, like, cats eat animals a lot. I watch a lot of – as I've said countless times, I've seen every animal eaten by every other animal on the internet. <laughs> and yeah. the way that cats always start is they start on the asshole, or they tend to start that way because it's, like – softer i guess and you can get a, a good go there and yeah. a lot of the time they don't die right away i mean the cat will kill them a lot of the time right away but if it's like a pack of wild dogs they'll just eat like an impala's asshole and organs out as it's up there just <laughs> having like a panic attack like just in shock my asshole. Like you see you see impala <laughs> eyes that are clearly in shock like you I know how shit, look, they ate all my shit <laughs> yeah, you know when you when you look into like you know when you look into really stupid animals it. eyes and you just know that there's nothing home. Like, if you look into a fish's eyes right after you catch it, you can hold a knife right up to it and go, I swear to fucking God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is going to last forever. You're going you're gonna to be my bitch. I'm going to cut you bit by bit and let, let you grow back. And it's going to look at you with the same eyes that it would right before it would eat a minnow. It has no understanding of anything. It's, it's welcoming death. But this impala, a little bit smarter, still an animal that you wouldn't see feeling in if you were just looking at it. You but can it see the, the size of those pupils and the shock as it's having. It's like, oh my God, Like I swear to God, last time I checked, I had a lower half and an asshole, and now it's just a pool of shit and, and hyena spit. So uh, nature, there nature you go. Nature is metal. Yeah. Nature, nature is, is that's metal. one of the best uh, places on Reddit. I don't Reddit. care for it. I don't like nature is metal because I love it. Rough on me it's too rough on me too. I don't want to look. I, I understand that that's what animals get up to. That's their thing. It's brutal. There's no humanity to it. Zero fucking compassion, especially when you're dealing with prey and predator. Now, interspecies, you know, th within the same species, and sometimes interspecies, you'll see like what almost seems like compassion and love and uh, teamwork, mm -hmm. but. When they're eating an impala, they don't give a fuck. They don't see that as it, it's. It's like they're certainly not considering the impala's rights or no, sometimes it seems like the is victim is a baby. <laughs> they don't care. You know, it, it's it's. We wouldn't like, have done this if you weren't it, an impala, would we? It's never like tiger versus hippo, fair fight. Let's see how this goes down. It's tiger versus baby hippo, and you're like, ah, oh, that just did. It's crying out for help. Its parents are total pussies, not doing a goddamn thing about it, and and that's uh... the total indifference what? you see from the parents of the animals getting eaten. Sometimes is entertaining in a way, where you'll see like all the buffalo or the water buffalo, whatever it is, you know, around the watering hole, and then you know the little one comes up and it's just a little thirsty. It's been a long day. He's tuckered out, mm -hmm. so he leans up and he gets a couple licks in, and then a crock just just bites its head and you know for a second its legs are spasming and everything and all the the pussy animals around it are just oh fuck backing up and he drags it a little bit me. into the water a little bit into the water enough that like the mom and dad something. could come into the water and be like this is still shallow and like try and hit it <laughs> with its horns and no they just go like oh fuck like you ready you want to bang again we're making we got to make another one because <laughs> this one it's a no more water for the next one. Mark my words. But, yeah, <laughs> it's interesting to watch because it's like a total different level of parenting than humans. Like you'd never see if you were there with Colin and Colin got seized by like an eagle and was being flown away. You wouldn't stand there chewing the cud being like, Jackie, <laughs> no, you hop in your paramotor and chase <laughs> <laughs> that shit down. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> 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 
Jackie, how many kids do you like having? <laughs> Two? Okay. Well, we are going to have to go upstairs. Actually, here's fine. Well, here's fine. Someone here is. <laughs> <laughs> so he's flown away by... No, you get up there and try and help them, but those animals, they don't give a shit. The eagles took Colin! <laughs> the eagles! It's occurred to me, like, every, every so often I, I think about public sex, right? And, and it's like... You know what? I feel like I've evolved from an age where instead of catching a couple like randy teenagers or like people in their early 20s, we are just sick fucks who belong in a bedroom. You know, like, like it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different thing. It's called where it's now like this guy like has a beautiful home very close by. What the hell is he doing in this Jimmy John's parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hanging his in the open you know, backside of this 15-year-old Tacoma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 14 years old, you asshole. <laughs> Don't you disparage my truck. <clears throat> um, that's fine. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, if it's like oh. a really young person, you're like, yeah, that's that's kind of to be expected. You want to get out there and try something. But if you find like a couple... Of, and But then there's also another time where if you come across like two 70-year-olds... You you kind of you got to be a little grossed out, but also like, well, they made it this far, and I they tip should my be hat to them. You know, they 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 took off church today, came out here, lonely corner of this. Well, they they right. came to the Chick Fil A park, so they wanted to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you know that they thought the Target dressing room was more secure than it really is, and uh, and it turns out that you can see the the four feet in the booth and. I love those pornos when the, when the, I saw one the other day when there's like two lesbian chicks in a Walmart. And they're just they're just like getting naked in the Walmart and like 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 and then they go in the dressing room. They just totally have sex. They just completely disrobe and they're just banging in the in the dressing room. I like the public sex. Those are always good videos when the when the chicks are just in a Walmart or a Target getting naked and walking around and stuff. You know what's uh, happened to me stuff. as I get older? The um the MILF porn looks mm-hmm. just like regular porn to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. And then the like and the like teen porn which is 18 19 starts seeming a little dirty. Like ah, she didn't even know what she's doing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and at 18 like you just know full well she'd think I'm gross. You know, like ah. Oh, it depends what kind of porn you watch. If you, if you go to the like, old versus young category, they're into that. I don't think they are. I like that they phrase it that way. It's not like old slash young. It's old versus young. Is it uh <laughs> <laughs> versus young, not even uh, oh, two old versus young. <laughs> one, only one, only one walks out. The old versus young. Yeah, it's yeah. it's always rough. It's the it most that, like, that that entire teen section now of porn. None of them remember nine eleven. No, no. The no, thing no. is that none of them are teenagers either. Like, the, this, doesn't teen in porn mean like under twenty five? No, it means well. No, I like like what I, I think like, it does really teen. I, I don't. Maybe that is a thing where they're like just call it. Of course, you know we've always seen this porno where it's like a brother and sister fucking or, or or something like that. It's implied incest, and they're not even like talking about incest in the porno. You're just supposed to believe it as you watch right. this brother and sister. Meanwhile, like in, one's Mexican and one's Somalian. Yeah, and you're you like, really how can yeah, this be? So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, how many parents like, do these people have? <laughs> <laughs> Obama's family like, made more sense. I'm sorry, carry on, Kyle. Somewhere like they wait to the girl's like 18th birthday, and she's got like her ID and everything, and they're like, "Yeah, she's one day into legality," and like those are always fun, right? You know, when you're like, "Oh yeah, she's absolutely 18." She, that girl's in high school. Sometimes they are in high school. It's great. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's silent on this one, buddy. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> it's crazy shit out there. I... I, I, I would I never go to those sites. Like, I feel like I my like, computer... You know, people erase their history. They ruin their... This is a man's computer. Don't go on this unless you expect to see some man shit. They're, they're, I've got no shame in my game. The things that, that this computer has seen would, would, would make my mom blush. Who's watching the show? I only show. click incognito mode because I don't want my search results to be nothing but like fake vaginas and like jelly monsters getting raped in, each, in like 11 holes or something Not me. like that. No you shame. know that type ahead feature, right? If I type P and it says porn, huh, that saves me typing. I thought I was going to say something much worse. That's okay. exactly what I was looking for. If you don't he use incognito mode, your computer knows you so much better. It knows just what I'm going for. I've got a Naughty America account that I actually paid for so I could get uh, 4K porn and uh, and VR porn because mm -hmm. they, they, they like produce VR porn. It's not like some other porn that they like put in some editing software and made it so that it would feed through my Vive. It's, it's, it was filmed with a specific intention, directed with a specific intention of being virtual reality porn. And, you can, and to get like that premium content, you got to actually pay for There's it. There's no so, ridiculous, this video was uploaded to xvideos.com uh -uh. scrolling no, across. It, it, and you're it, like, I'm not no. even on that site. I think I pay like a hundred dollars a year or something, no um, joke. or something. Yeah, it wasn't cheap. I just did, you know, I gave him a hundred dollars and I was like, cause I, when I got my VR system and my 4k display, I was like, I need both of these things. And when you start looking on the open market out there, you might think, hey, porn is, is limitlessly free, right? Like who buys porn anymore? The only reason I see to buy porn is if you want those two things I want, which are like high quality 4K porn and VR porn, because the stuff that's out there for free just isn't nearly as good. And most of it doesn't even work. But VR porn is pretty cool. I, we were in our, doing our Google Hangout. Yeah, I love last this month guy. With our, this is the greatest. Yeah, we, we got our $50 patrons. If you want to hop on the Patreon, there's a link down below. You get to hang out with us every month. And uh, we're talking to this guy, and he's got his girlfriend by him. And, uh, and he's like, shoot, he has a vibe. He shows me his goggles and everything, and I got mine. Mine's actually back there in that chair. And, uh, and he was like, have you tried the VR porn? And I was like, yeah, I'm not like a huge fan of it. You know, I, I, I tried it. I wanted to see what the deal was, but I prefer regular porn. And he's like, she won't let me he look at it. He had a burning curiosity about it. He yeah. said, she won't let me look at it. Can you right. believe it? And I was like, tell her that, you know, it's, it's like you're watching a movie, not like a Star Trek holodeck where you like, you know, a woman appears before you and you can make her do things or interact with her anyway. It's like sitting back and watching a porno of someone sucking your dick, though, instead of like two people fucking. It's, it's that. And, uh, and, and, but still, I don't think she was on board. It was, that was great, a though. My favorite part of it was, so, so he's like, you know, don't you think I should do this or that? Then he brings his girlfriend in, right? And there's a call with, like, I don't know, nine people in it or something like that. All nine of us start trying to convince her to let this guy use his VR porn. All nine of us. Like, yeah, it's not. She, she, I think she feels jealous or, like, it's a cheating vibe or, or like, somehow VR porn. Is more cheating than, than traditional porn, and yeah. uh, you know I, uh, there is this meme you guys have probably seen it, where you know Google Chrome shows your most visited websites, mm -hmm. and uh, this Love woman it. is like you know, like you know does it really show your most visited websites? And the total bro is like nope, it's a known bug. Sometimes porn and gambling sites get in there for no reason whatsoever, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, right? I love that. I felt like we were all total bro in this dude. Like, oh, and every you gotta and the let commenters him. below were like, "Yep, that shit happens." <laughs> <laughs> that happened to my grandma. Real embarrassing. <laughs> this, this, 
this woman just being sold a pack of lies about her husband's pornography, and probably it was probably child porn or something. It was, it was John Podesta's wife. That's who that was. So oh, and the other thing about the whole like pedophilia, Not like um, conspiracy theory stuff, that I don't like getting into conspiracy theories because you end up sounding like a fool nine times out of ten when you mm -hmm. talk about it. And, and I don't want that. I don't want you to think I'm a moron that I'm easily like convinced by every little bullshit story that sort of fits my own personal narrative or the things that I want to happen. You know, I hear that, oh, don't I see a story that Donald Trump is a genius and he secretly made us all billionaires. I'm going to look at it with, I'm going to take it well salted. But John Podesta's best friend, an actual friend of his who was the Speaker of the House, is a convicted pedophile and he's in prison right now. Is he really? When, yeah. when did that happen? Like a while yeah, ago? Or? Yeah, that's a thing, you know? And, and like... Do any of us have, and, and hey, I, anybody can be related to or associated to a pedophile at one time or another without any, without meaning anything about us, but it's John Podesta, the guy who's already like supposedly at the heart of this Pizzagate child pedophilia ring, and it turns out his best friend, another high-ranking government official, one of the like top seven high-ranking government officials in the world, in the U.S., in the U.S., I should say, also a pedophile, convicted of it, in prison now. Aside it's weird how being... those pedophile rings form. Like there's so like some because we were just talking about the one of those 450 people or something that sounds enormous to me. I don't know if that's like the biggest ever or if that's like a normal size one to bust. But how do you know, they there were only five each, Americans? How are they finding each? I just looked that up. Like it was an international thing. Only five of those arrests were Americans. I so. think a big when they when they catch like a bunch of them like that and it's hundreds almost every time. What it is, it's all it's always electronic based mm -hmm. the the way they've done it. And you and many times what it is is they'll have the um, the FBI or whatever agency will will make their own child porn location out there. They'll, they'll yeah they'll make their own little child porn corner of the dark web, and then everybody starts eating at the at the at the water, and they just wait. And the way electronics work, you know, you get one, all of a sudden you open up a network and they let that network build until they think they've got a big enough case or they can save children's lives or they can like, you know, eat a reservoir dogs, you know, they're laying there bleeding out, the guy's ears cut off. He's like, we're waiting until the boss comes in the room. Maybe that sort of thing happens occasionally, but they got 450 people, and I don't care if they're American or Mexican or probably Mexican, right? Pedophiles. Well, you know why it mattered our, to me? They're not sending their best Canada. Because yeah. they were um, on. I was watching Alex Jones last night, and he was really making this big link between American politicians and this pedophile bust. And yeah. when you learn only five of them were actually American, it's like, oh, it was really just kind of not part of American politics. Yeah, not not, not yeah. part of it. it but it does speak to the the literal presence and that this isn't a boogeyman in the dark when we're talking about large groups of men who yeah, are in... Organized pedophiles, basically. Pedoph organized pedophilia is a thing. I mean, we've all heard of the Catholic Church, right? Yes, I've yeah. heard of them. Yeah, they're, 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 yes. They are the Iran of, of, um, <laughs> of child pedophilia. They, they, they are the, they are the biggest uh, state sponsor of child actually, pedophilia. Actually, I, uh, I think Iran is the Iran of... They are the Saudi Arabia, right? The people who do it, but we don't give them any shit about it. Oh, no problem with Saudi Arabia here, no, sir. I don't know why I'm so afraid of the Saudis or why we treat them with such kid gloves, like oh, because of their oil. Because like, like, and I hate when we talk about. All we about need oil. is solar power, and then we can treat Saudi Arabia like they deserve to be treated. They feed into like, like, like. All right, I don't, I don't <laughs> pretend to have a, a tight grasp on the global crude oil market well i do <laughs> well, you're in luck <laughs> taylor's here wrong here and maybe this will educate some of our listeners as well but 
it doesn't matter where, what, where the oil comes out of the ground, does it? It I don't doesn't. Think it no, that, it's fungible, there is a and that's what that word is. Crude yeah. oil market. Mm -hmm. So whether whether two out of ten barrels comes out of Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, or the tar sands in Canada, does not affect the price, and it doesn't make you more energy dependent if it's coming out of your backyard because there's a global uh, thing. Now, if we're talking about a world war where like. German U-boats. Well, I, I was with you until the independent thing. Like, if it comes out of your backyard, you are more energy independent. But it's not like you're only using your oil. Your your, your oil imports stay the same. You just start exporting that oil. It's all flowing in a global pool. Well, the it's idea not, being, though, like if you didn't have imports, you could burn your own stuff. Certainly, but when is that going to happen? That's a that that's that scenario I just described. This U-boats are sinking the boats. Global mm -hmm. war. Like we don't have. We don't have rail to Canada and Mexico, which is where a ton of, or, 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 or pipelines with, with Mexico or Canada. And we can't even bring it in with ships. We can't, we can't deal with our offshore rigs. Like that's a global war. I don't know like, why we'd export oil. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me because it, like under what scenario is it cheaper to put our oil in a boat and send it to Saudi Arabia and then also buy the Saudi Arabia? Like This is why I say I don't understand global mm. Uh, crude oil economics. Um, that question right there is literally it. It's it, and, and it's when I hear about the the limited number of refineries and the fact that we haven't built a refinery in this country, a modern one, since like the 80s or the 70s or whatever that number is. And I'm sure we keep ours modern, right? It's not like we're using a 1965 like oil refinery to make everything from because crude oil, like we think about it as gasoline, but they take crude oil, that black shit out of the ground, and they make like 30 or 40 products out of it. Everything from petroleum jelly, aka Vaseline. To tar that we that we pave our roads with, it's pretty plastic, important. Plastic, gasoline, diesel. Lots oh yeah, of all stuff. The, yeah, yeah. most of the plastic. Very useful. Yeah, most of the good plastics, the the, the hardy ones. I don't know about xylon. Where's xylon come from? Is that, is that a kind of plastic? Um, xylon is the plastic that Magpul uses for their gun magazines. They uh, it's 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 some hardy stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, do we need a new topic, or are we on a topic? Yeah, yeah let's do that. I don't I, think anyone's interested in the... the big <laughs> news in my family. <laughs> my daughter got into UNC, and uh, that is a really big deal. They're, like, um, so people don't know UNC is a pretty good school. I have some stats uh, that I can share. I'll, I'll share it with you guys in case I started you... Googling conservative groups, UNC. Not a single search result. <laughs> it, it actually is a little liberal. I, another school she got into was... Um, NC State, which is a little more conservative. And I was like, oh, that yeah. might be a good influence on her. But I don't think that's why I should pick a school. Anyway. As a little prank to her, <laughs> I think you should like tell her, like, look, you can go to, to, to you can be a Tar Hill, but you have to join this group. And like, show, <laughs> like the Libertarians of America or like, like some right-leaning group. <laughs> Capitalism like, enthusiasts. <laughs> so anyway, UNC is 30th in the nation as far as like, you know, the best universities. It's 12th in best value, which is something that I preach. You know, I, I hate seeing people go put themselves $75,000 in debt for some school that's 1% better than one that they got a scholarship going in to. State. Yeah, she's going Super in state. Group. It's top five in public schools, like, you know, for the non-private ones. And it's top nine in business, which is what she's going to do. I saw there was some guessing. People were giving her shit like she was doing gender studies or something. She's actually going for as a business major. She hasn't identified which one. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, international business is on her list and sales were, were two things. Uh, she's a, a very good speaker. You know, she's this competitive speaker, speech and debate person, whatever. And we thought sales might be a neat fit, too. So um, that's it. She's going to major in business at UNC, most likely. She has some choices. She got into a bunch of schools. But this is our leading contender.
That's, that's awesome. awesome news for her because that's a really good school. I've only ever heard good things about it. And yeah, you definitely shouldn't pick a college based on, oh, it's a little too conservative or a little too liberal. <laughs> like at the end of the day, like, yeah, you may have a couple shitty, annoying professors who talk about shit that they don't fully understand that has nothing to do with their coursework. But you can hang out with whoever you want. Like it's so that's the thing about college is like if it's a big school like UNC, there's like a critical mass of people where it's like. Like when I went to Mizzou, like walking around every day on campus, it was like, I've never seen any of these thousands of people I'm walking by and I probably won't see them again. Like I'll never pass this person and recognize them. Like it's like living in a city. So you can just hang out with whatever groups you want. Like there's so many little interests. You can totally custom build it the way you want. Like as long as you have a reason or interest. When I was in college, my friend had this like, leather thing with beads on it. It was pretty much a Native American Indian jacket of some sort, right? Okay. Like a poncho maybe. Like it didn't have sleeves. They just kind of hung over your shoulders and into there. And I wore that one day. You want to know why? Because I don't know any of these fucks. And these fucks won't see me again tomorrow. I, I could be anybody I want to every day. And I was like, I'm going to wear this fucking Native American Indian garb today because whatevs you know and uh, cultural appropriation yeah that <laughs> yeah, was probably the best day you ever had like everybody's treating you so nice they're apologizing <laughs> for taking your land people were like, oh, taking oh, second looks at me like i didn't belong in it for sure but like it's neat to go to, it's one of the I'm, so hope looks at a lot of different colleges one of the ones she got accepted to that she was interested in was hollands and uh, i want to say the student body's like 600 people and it was like no 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 you go, tiny. You go to a tiny high school I want you to go to a giant university and, and have that other experience yeah. where, where you don't know everybody, where every class, every time you take it is like 95% strangers, even in your major. Like that's, that's a yeah. neat thing. I like that. And, um, uh, UNC, it's, it's really good. That's the school that like, I, I, I don't know if it's like, she got accepted into every school except, uh, Georgia tech. It's the one that said no so far. And university of Texas is still out there. But with UNC saying yes, that's yeah. I don't not, think... You don't even really need to wait for those responses. Like I would rather go to UNC if I were lived in North Carolina, I'd take UNC over any. I'd take UNC over Georgia Tech if I lived in North, North Carolina. Got better football. Yeah, I, I consider she... University of Texas and UNC to be very close, now. like academically, but price wise, UNC crushes it because we get the in-state oh, yeah. tuition. And uh, Hope's deal for people. I know I mentioned this before. Um, I've always told her I would pay what UNC costs. Like that's been our benchmark since she's like 12. And I was like, if you want to go to Berkeley or something, then you're going to take on debt for the gap between what UNC costs and what Berkeley costs. And, uh, cause she'd be out of state on that or whatever. Like if she goes to some other school, if it was Harvard, I might find a way to pay. But, uh, um, the rule was always I'll pay whatever UNC costs. And she got into that. So that really simplifies things for her. So or Berkeley. Uh, did you, uh, did you just say uh, Berkeley? I, I did say Berkeley. I, it was in my head, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. If you know, if I'm a if I'm a parent right now, this is kind of a separate thing. But mm -hmm. I guess I guess it's not really like if you heard like to, if if it was Berkeley instead, how would what happened yesterday with Milo affect that decision at all? Would it? It wouldn't. Um, Berkeley is a very liberal school. Oh. And if people don't know, Berkeley is like the hippiest school in America, maybe, you know, but it's, it certainly competes for that title. That's the one that Carmela Soprano threw the letter away from when, ho when uh, her daughter got in. Oh, her really? Got in, she threw that one a fucking away, sent her to NYU. <laughs> 
Um, and that would make me a little nervous. Like, I don't know if I want a mega super liberal influence on hope already, you know, like 3000 miles away, 3000 miles away. That's, a, that's a thing too. Like, even if it was Stanford or something, the 3000 miles away is a lot. You're really on your own. And my preference would be to be within driving distance. Even if that distance is eight hours, you know, you can drop everything and go. Whereas yeah. if it's 3000 miles, you're like, She's a continent away. Yeah, yeah. You know, like a full width of a continent. Like that's a huge amount. Right. So what you were saying about like wearing, um, what was it? Your Native American Native, traditional yeah. garb, uh-huh. just because you were like, you know what? Fuck it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I did that my, my not with not Native American traditional garb, but my freshman year, me and a bunch of my friends I had in my dorm had like a, a manuary where we didn't shave or a no shave just November, oh, okay, don't okay. shave December, whatever it was. And it was one month of that. And we all had like a beard competition. See who get the longest, the fullest beard, like categories it was fun. And <laughs> I won with you. Oh, there's a soccer. <laughs> well, they didn't know, I, I, I didn't have like a beard grown out most of the time. Like I just kept it pretty cropped. And so I grew out a pretty good month beard and won the little contest. And they were like, we, so we were in the bathroom, like shaving and a couple girls were taking pictures and shit and getting into like the funny shapes. And they were like, Taylor, it would be so funny if you went to our class. Cause we all had the same class right afterward. If you went to our class with a Hitler mustache today, that would be hilarious. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, yeah, I'm in college <laughs> now. Like, that's pretty funny. People will be like, look at that guy. All laughs. Like, and so I, <laughs> so, so I shaved it into basically this amount uh-huh. of facial hair on my my <laughs> upper lip and i have a very thick mustache so it yeah. came in well and <laughs> i went out like that and i was maybe like oh this is so this my dorm was maybe a half mile from this building like a diagonal line just then across the street and you're there and i made it like way between and i was waiting at the light with the hundreds of other students who had come by the way I had a thing where I was like, I need to get to this class on time. I hate going in late, even if it's a, a big thing. And so my friends didn't come with me. They didn't mind being late. And so they were back there. And so I didn't have anybody with me <laughs> to do like the nice, like, man, that's so funny. It's so funny that as a lark, you shaved that. And <laughs> think that you believe, but I didn't have that guy. And so yeah. I was just this guy standing in there being like, well, now I cannot go back and shave it. Or I'm going to be late. So I'm just going to, I guess, sit in the back. I don't know. And so I just like <laughs> Walking across, getting eyes, you know, more like curious than like, like what the fuck? And then like, a couple people are being like, "Oh, nice Hitler mustache, bro!" Because of course you expect people on college campuses to yell it out. And so I just go the remaining walk, pretty much acting like, "Oh, do I have a nosebleed? I may have a nosebleed. Oh, let me check that out." Class, <laughs> sit in the very back. Don't talk to anyone. Don't look at anyone. Just take my shit, like boring ass, whatever class it was, and then left and immediately shaved it and my friends didn't even come to class so fuck them <laughs> like i think Jewish probably... studies class like you forgot what <laughs> or, it's it's a whole new semester you're you're back there like this you're like well, taylor what's wrong you aren't taking notes i feel like i might sneeze any minute <laughs> any minute now it's coming <laughs> well the, one of the guys two of the guys i was doing that whole contest with actually were jewish Oh, uh, no. oh okay. Well, that's fine then. So, yeah, but but you run into some fucking Israeli exchange student out on the 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 green, and the next thing you know, he's Krav Maga in your ass into submission. <laughs> what what um is it that is it what? Tell me about that um uh, that that martial art, Woody. I think I, I mispronounced Krav Maga. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going for something. I, I know I always mispronounce Krav it. Maga. Where does that come from? I, is it Israel? Like the Israel uses it in their um army. Is that where it comes training. from though? That's where it came from. 
originated I from, I suppose. Think, like, yeah, I think it's, you know, of course, it's a combination of a bunch of things that already existed. But I think uh, Israel, like, made it for their military. I'm not sure. Those though. guys are hard fucking core. The, what do they call them? The Mossad? The Israeli oh, no. Special Forces? Um, I, I've, I've watched a lot of those documentaries and little shows about, like, post-World War II, their Nazi hunting uh, exploits. Those guys are so hardcore. That is, they're going down to South America, just knocking some Nazi over the head. He wakes up in fucking Israel in court. He's like, "Oh no, uh, this Taylor. will not be a, a a jury of my peers." I guarantee it. Like Taylor not everybody's got yarmulkes. Was talking about the Hitler mustache. I, so I made what I did. My wife was out of town. I grew a beard, and every day I took a picture of it. Tried to do the exact same face and line it up. It wasn't perfect, but and then I took uh, this software that morphed. You know the morphing thing, and you could just see my beard get like thicker and thicker and bigger and bigger and then on the way off i did like the i don't know soul patch big thing and one of them was hitler mustache because it was a joke right yeah. so as, as i shaved it off it was like just this stuff just the just, just yeah. the hit. and i had a hitler mustache in the video for like whatever three quarters of a second because it would just fade and flip and uh that hitler mustache became like the thumbnail on like a dozen different hater videos. I was like, God, you fucks. <laughs> you know? Like that's the picture of, there's that one. And then haters also use, I guess someone would like do speed drawing. Like that was a popular YouTube category a couple of years ago. And there's this one particular speed draw video of me, or yeah, video of me where I don't look very good. And that's yeah, because they're not a good drawer. That's all. They, that's all they, oh, somebody did a bad job drawing you, and they yeah. used that image. And they There's the same image. Nazi racist testing dog collars to see if it's powerful <laughs> enough to properly punish his animals. You know, <laughs> uh, into. People gave those videos some view. Like we mentioned it last week, that they were almost at two million, but they're still almost at two million. Like it needs like a hundred thousand. Yeah, views go watch Woody get shocked by the shock I, collar. That's a good video. It's, it's, <laughs> it's called. Uh, I'll bark if I want to, goddammit, or something. To yeah, that something like that. Quick. And while you're at it, then go to my channel and just click autoplay all. And just go. <laughs> let them roll. Speaking let of them roll. Dude, go I to school it. with it ha going, you know, whatever. I'm happy with YouTube Red. I, uh, it, it sounds self-serving, but I used to run ad blocker, and then it started being that it, like, it took like 10 seconds for videos to play. I don't know if it's still doing that. But they would just pause on black for like the length of time there was an ad. And I was like, dude, I watch more YouTube than Netflix at this point. I'm going to get YouTube Red. Now, I feel like a little money fairy. Like I just know I'm sprinkling pennies on every video I watch. You know, because I felt like a douche before using Adblock. Like you do it, but you know that you're an asshole for doing it. You know, like yeah. this is how they make their money and, and you're not playing how by much the is rules. It? In like ten dollars a month or something, but it, it's what not about the, being able to turn your phone off and also listen to videos. So that's one thing. Uh, no ads is another thing, and then uh, you get access to Google Play, which is like a Spotify competitor, and uh -huh. um, uh, and that if you're a Spotify buyer like I was, all of a sudden it's like oh, so I get another Spotify, but I also get the YouTube things. Then like it starts to like makes sense like amazon prime does that too kind of like you get their amazon music app you get the free shipping you get the tv shows like there's a lot bundled into the amazon prime package big but, amazon prime fan yeah oh dude i buy so much shit off amazon but uh where i was headed with this is i feel like it's it's ten dollars a month that distributes right i think five of that goes to youtube creators so really i must be giving fractions of a penny on these videos i watch but i'm like you know like ah you know paramotor friend i'm being so <laughs> generous in watching the entire four minutes of your video you're getting 
here's a penny. And uh, it's how I feel every time I watch a video. Like, I'm just throwing pennies at the creator. Like, you must be so happy a YouTube redder like me is watching your stuff. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's how it feels. Anyway. I, I might know. get it. I don't know. I don't. Uh, there's just not as much of a reason to do with Stitcher and SoundCloud. And you can just get so many podcasts and content for free there. Oh. Like, it's hard for me to want to pay for YouTube Red. Yeah, there's never... So, it's like, it, it's never going to be used by me. Because, like, especially for music. Because you I don't listen to music. The only, oh. the only time I listen to music is if I'm at home either. on a laptop or computer and I have this headset on. And I just want to hear something play while I do another thing. But if I'm out, if I'm driving, or I want to, then I want to listen to talk radio. Then I want to listen to uh, the news. And if I'm doing something, then I want a book. I'm listening to The Martian right now. Uh, I don't want that's to a good one. Music. No, music yeah. is my thing when I'm when I'm driving or on my motorcycle too, because my helmet has like Bluetooth built into it and stuff. And uh, so I listen to music pretty much whenever I travel, and uh, not like real travel, like go to the doctor even and shit. So uh, I do it a lot, and I found. Amazon's music app to be the worst. I've done Spotify, I've done Google Play, and I've done Amazon's, and Amazon's was the worst. You know what's the, really the worst? It's Taco Bell's Naked Chicken Chalupa. Have you had what one of these, Taylor? Mean? I don't know. What it, I, I, don't I was know. curious about what it meant. I was like, oh, a naked chicken chalupa. That sounds maybe, uh, maybe delicious. Maybe they got some organic ingredients. No, let me tell you what they do. Instead of a chalupa uh, shell or, or taco or tortilla of any kind, they just take a piece of chicken and fold it into a taco shape and fill it with lettuce and tomato and the sauce and it's and, and that's it. You're just you've got a big chicken breast patty folded into a taco. I threw it away. I, I it's looked just at a it piece and of threw it away. Folded in half. That doesn't lettuce. sound bad to me. It's their now, chicken though, is not the your chicken. chicken. Yeah, it's okay, not strong chicken. point. Is the chicken treated in some way that makes it better for holding? No, it's battered and fried. See, how does that, I, you know, I, it, I wish I, I knew more about cheap, the Taco Bell battery. I need to look fry. this up. Because if it's I had a Wendy's good. patty, it would just leak grease all over my hands or something. What's it called? Uh, it wouldn't fold. This thing is like as thin as a hamburger bun and this big around. And when you fold it, it's sort of golden brown and crispy. And it tastes terrible. I took one bite and I was like, well, that was a fucking mistake. That was just, that was an error. Like, lesson learned. Real shit. I don't eat at Taco Bell. Like, I, I, I literally haven't had Taco Bell in probably 15 years yeah i found a, a video just mute it because it's not worth, it's not worth listening to and skip like the first 24 seconds or actually right. skip to a minute like 55 seconds he takes it out of the pouch this looks horrific what in god's name is this this is not a, a chicken breast why is he shirtless emaciated was that chicken yeah i know it's this this fat monster is sitting shirtless it's, in the oh, woods somewhere. It's processed chicken. It's processed chicken. You, you know, they, so that you know they grind up a bunch of chicken parts and they form it into this patty and they, 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 they that's what it is. It's not real white meat. To be honest, when I look at that thing, by uh, visually, it looks good to me. Not healthy. You just got to remember it's chicken. It looks like a hash brown. I like it chicken. Looks, uh, yeah, it does look like a hash brown. I, I eat chicken you, like 360 days a year. If, if you have to count turkey, I eat poultry like ah, well, almost every day. I have a day. recipe for Jackie. I, uh, did I, did I, <laughs> I think we talked about it on the show. She needs that Chick-fil-A recipe that I got where you brine the oh, chicken. Yeah, oh, my chicken's so goddamn good. I make better chicken than, than you could buy. It's so good. I'm so <laughs> proud of my chicken recipe I found. It, it's not me at all. Is it either. hard? It's, it's not easy, but it's, you know, I did it. You know, Dude, like, Jackie it's, works. It's, it, well, here's the thing. 
on a normal night, right? This is not like a special thing. Like, like almost every night she makes a different meal for me, Colin, Hope, and her mom. Every night. And these are like good meals with like two different sides and stuff. Like I had chicken, rice, and peas, right? Not extravagant or anything. Her mother had some other like a differently prepared chicken with like uh, chopped strawberries and kiwis and something else. And Hope had something else in Colin. Like everyone has their own separate. So a meal that takes like even 50 minutes to prepare, like, oh my gosh, you multiply that times four, you got a real thing going on. It needs to be good and easy. It, um, I mean, you know, it's frying chicken. It probably take you, you, you brine the chicken for six hours in pickle juice, water, salt, and sugar. <laughs> and, uh, but then, you know, that's just sitting in a plastic bag in your fridge, you know, all yeah, that time. Okay, it's really okay. just chicken in a bag and then pour some stuff in it. And then this sits for six hours. I do that in the morning. Where and, is the uh, Was it a web page? Yeah, I it was a web page. I'm, I, yeah, I'll keep looking for it. But it, it, it's so good. It really it tastes exactly like Chick fil A. Uh, this guy seems um, to like pickles. it. The, uh, the two. Has, yeah, that guy, watching that guy, that guy doesn't dislike many foods. Let's be, let's, <laughs> that guy's a real yeah, disgusting not. human being. He does his food review shirtless and sweaty. So, well, eating yeah, something I, that's so that doesn't look good. Like I, I, I would do the same thing if I ordered that. I'd get it, and I'd say, "Well, this is this is unacceptable," and just throw it away. I wouldn't even go in and complain because it's Taco Bell and it was probably a dollar twenty nine. Like it's not even worth that time. Like just lear- live. That's that's the price of li- learning that life lesson. That you shouldn't have trusted the new options section of Taco Bell because they can only bastardize the four ingredients they always use into something that's going to be hit for like three months until all the stoners realize this is the same shit as like everything else on the menu, man. <laughs> and it's like twice as much. <laughs> it's like, it, it, of course. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand how much you like Taco Bell. Like, the thought of going and spending... If you told me you have to eat $20 of food at Taco Bell, I'd be like, what is this... What, by volume, is your most expensive item? And I'd still probably have to buy, like, five of them. Like, Can that... I, yeah. I, I have can't a believe it. on a totally different topic. Because you mentioned the stoner thing. I know that you guys know people who smoke pot. Um, is there a variety, aside from edibles, that skips the whole coughing thing? Yeah, you could. They make those uh, those vape pens now. That's very similar to what Taylor uses, and you have a cartridge of um, like oil. It's a concentrate oil of some kind, and you pop that into this little battery powered <laughs> electro gizmo and and puff like cold. Can you get that outside of like Colorado and Washington you can, and such? I don't. But is, that's a if not it's a medical- legally. Well, I okay, I understood that, but I guess I was saying like if I just went down to the local campus with my skateboard <laughs> and, and hello, fellow kids, did like would, would they have oil for sale? Nah, like, that's a pretty special. Like, like yes and no. I, I think the I think that your problem would be like getting in with someone who I, I, like for what. First of all, I know for sure it's sold on like the black market, like here in Georgia, because I've seen them. I've seen like mm-hmm. friends of friends show up at a party with one and been like. The fuck did you get that back home, bro? Like, what are you doing? And, but but you know, it's it seems like, you know, it's it, they're not coughing; they're just puffing on it. Like Taylor puffs on that thing, and they seem to get high as fuck. Um, but but I think that your main part problem would be like finding the guy who has those and convincing him to talk to you and get and sell you one. You know what I mean? Like, because <laughs> if I'm that guy and you come talk to me, you look like a fucking cop. <laughs> you look like a you look like the detective Woodworth. Is what you look like. <laughs> 
How uh, much for a, a pound of weeds? How much do you buy? Uh, <laughs> like Michael Scott buying it. Like remember when Michael Scott bought the weed and he ended up buying like the the the, the salad with the mozzarella in it and stuff. He's like, yeah, it's a little rakizo salad. <laughs> a, little, a little basil there. <laughs> that was a problem in my high school. People would buy weed and they would get um, what is it that they not Alfredo? It's oregano. Uh, oregano is what, is what I was sell looking as for. It, but um, yeah. there's I, I keep. I know someone in high school who sold uh, who sold a bag of so there was a foreign exchange. This is like a few years below me, but I knew knew the people. Who did, uh, after they told me, and they took like there's this foreign exchange student from Korea, and he wanted weed, and these people he was talking to didn't smoke weed and they didn't sell weed, but he thought that this foreign exchange this foreign exchange student thought that these kids had weed, and so they told him like, yeah, man, what do you need? Like, we'll get it for you for sure. Like, tomorrow lunch, come by. And so they've got a bunch of strawberries and just tore off the green tops of strawberries <laughs> and put it in a bag and sold it to this kid, this Korean foreign exchange student for, like, $15 <laughs> or some, like, weird amount of money. Like, that's like, what? where'd you land on that for a bag of fake weed? Like, I don't know. <laughs> and then the kid $15 took bag. it. Was like apparently the kid took it and was like, okay, yeah, that's fine because he didn't know what weed looked like, I guess, and he left. And then eventually he came back for more, not to. Oh no! I don't, I, like I like what you would want to believe for the comedy effect is that he yeah. actually rolled up a doobie with a bunch of semi-moist, freshly torn off <laughs> strawberry stems. But I think that what really happened is he got home and probably opened it and was like, these are strawberries. And then it was like, God damn it. These fucking white people. Like, I'm here for two months and they're trying to sell me shit. And I think he I had a friend that went to, to South Korea. She went to South Korea to teach English with no, like, Korean language skills of her own. It was a well-paying job. I've talked about it before. But anyway, so like, crazy. like, what she described was that alcohol and cigarettes were wildly inexpensive there. She's like, she's like, it's ridiculous how cheap, like, a bottle of vodka or a carton of cigarettes are here. It's just, it, it's, a, it's, you know, it's a quarter of what it would cost in the U.S. She's like, but weed, weed is my, it might as well be heroin for real. You know, it's it, it, like, like, they lock your ass up if they catch you with weed. Like, you go to prison. Like, you're gone. Like, what happened to Miko? Oh, they caught him with an ounce. He's gone. Like, like you'll never see Miko again. There's no He's, more Miko. No more Miko. They sent like, him to North Korea. <laughs> it's like in like Saudi Arabia, where like if you get caught with booze or uh, weed or drugs, it's not like oh you're going to jail. It's like you're being executed. Like yeah, you can't sell drugs here. We're you're we're killing you. I uh, I, I always get a giggle out of that whole thing they've got in Saudi Arabia. That's literally like a bureau of witchcraft and wizardry, Harry Potter style, <laughs> who like search out and catch witches. And it's, it's funny. It's really funny to hear that, especially when you see the building. And I don't read Farsi, but you know, there's a translation next to the Dexter and everything. You're like, holy shit, that's it. That's sure. the Ministry of Witchcraft and Wizardry. And it's all funny and fun and games. And you're, ha those backward savages. And then you hear, they caught nine witches last year and killed them. And I'm like, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> like, like nine witches the past month, the past yeah, week or whatever. They caught like, like nine people who had seizures or something, who had like epilepsy. And we're like, oh, that's the devil. Get them. You know what the problem is? Is the guy who was given that government bureau in the first place started out way too gung-ho i bet his first month in charge he was like what's that guy doing he's like he's talking on a cell phone that's pretty witchy that's pretty witchy yeah, bring him in you know you're a wizard sir and we're putting you to death oh another guy over there we're gonna get him so he probably had like a hundred executions in the first month and then they were like you're doing so great like we're like we took a poll and we're almost witch free uh <laughs> 
can we uh we're gonna drop your funding or you know it just makes sense you've almost solved the problem he has to be like oh no 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 which witchery is growing at a constant pace so we will need lots of money because i guarantee 10 years from now i'll be finding witches around every corner at exactly the right amount i need to ensure i get government funding i don't know how it works there i assume the way it works there is like give me more of that oil money and they go ah you keep killing witches yeah yeah the, 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 the saudis are are, are, are uh... And I, I every now and then I'll hear some like liberal propaganda about how the Saudis are making headway. Like, oh yeah, they they're really starting to consider this. The new prince is really starting to consider this women driving thing. And like, oh, what a humanitarian! What a friend to the female race he is. Soon he won't rape them at will and beat them with his beating strap. He's got like a like. Come on, like it's absurd. Let me Women's do a, an ad read while it, what he's gone. It's a grade two people in Saudi Arabia. Grade right, two. But- you have surpassed the dog. All right, let's see. Uh, Nature Box, that seems good. What do you do when you want to snack, but all you can find is junk food? Rely on your self-control to resist the temptation? Please, you eat the junk food. Start snacking healthy with Nature Box. Nature Box makes snacks that t- actually taste great and are better for you. Uh, they're created with high-quality ingredients that are free of uh, an artificial f- colors, flavors, or sweeteners, so you can feel great about snacking. Some of our personal favorites here are the peanut butter nom-noms, the chocolate hazelnut granola, and Chiz likes those praline pumpkin seeds. Uh, NatureBox recently made their service even better. Now you can order as much as you want, as often as you want, with no minimum purchase required, and you can cancel any time. It's simple. Go to NatureBox.com and check out their snack catalog. There are over 100 snacks to choose from, and they're constantly adding delicious new snacks. Choose the snacks you want, deliver the, uh, and they'll deliver them right to your door. With NatureBox, you'll never get bored. There are, there are new snacks each and every month, inspired by real customer feedback, and if you ever try a snack you don't like, NatureBox will replace it for free. And right now, you'll save even more. NatureBox is offering our listeners here 50% off your first order when you go to naturebox.com PKA. That's naturebox.com PKA for 50% off your first order. Uh, go make it happen. Those are really tasty, uh, wholesome snacks. And, uh, and I like them a lot. I really do. We usually keep Check like a out. big basket of that shit in the house. I like it. Yep, it's a good decision. Now, if you look there in the background, you'll see three bouquets of flowers. Um, Chiz got lazy this week. Chiz is on his train, of course, <laughs> choo-chooing across the country. So instead of giving them three addresses, because that's hard to copy-paste, he gave them one address, one address in North Carolina, to send all of the flowers from 1-800-Flowers. So while I don't have a fresh, beautiful bouquet in front of me right now to smell and tell you how wonderful well, it is. But he's sending, he was on a train, like, and he, obviously you couldn't do that from the train. You only have... 30 hours of nothing. And Wi-Fi access con- constant- constantly. So, so he had no way to make that happen. Um, he sent Woody all of the flowers from 1-800-Flowers. Um, so uh, let, me, uh, let me do their little ad read. Let me tell you a little bit more about 1-800-Flowers. <coughs> there are a lot of options when it comes to buying flowers for Valentine's, but there's only one Rose Authority. That's why every year we keep coming back to 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers never fails to wow my girlfriend with their elegant and stunning bouquets. And right now, when you order a dozen multicolored roses for only $29.99, 1-800-Flowers will give you another dozen plus a vase absolutely free. That's 50% off the, uh, the original price. These breathtaking roses from 1-800-Flowers are picked at their peak and shipped overnight to ensure <coughs> freshness and your loved one's amazement. Buy one, get one free rose bouquets, plus a vase. It's an amazing Valentine's offer, but it's only available while supplies last. Every bouquet is packed with, uh, is backed, excuse me, 
by a 100% by a 1-800 flowers 100% smile guarantee. If you or your loved one has any issues whatsoever, call 1-800 flowers and they'll make it right. Uh, when it comes to Valentine's season, we don't settle for anything less than my rose authority, 1-800flowers.com. To order a dozen multicolored roses plus an extra bouquet <coughs> and base for just $29.99, go to 1-800flowers.com slash PKA. That's 1-800flowers.com slash PKA. Why wait to wow? Order right now at 1-800flowers.com. And Woody has told me that 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 room is just filled with this delicious aroma of roses. Um, he loves it. Yes. He's a big he... fan of that. Is a huge fan. Like, oh, I wish he'd knock them all over. I wish he'd knock them all over and no, they please shatter don't on that hardwood floor. Oh, don't knock them all over. Oh, my God. His bare so feet. Funny. With his bare feet. He's walking around like Marvin Home Alone. <laughs> well, check out 1-800-Flowers. And, and you, too, can enjoy beautiful flowers at home. Yeah. Or, more likely, give them to someone who you care about. Yeah. People like there flowers. There you go. It's it's hard they to do. go wrong with flowers. Like 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 some people have this talent of coming up with these elegant homemade <laughs> gifts that are that are just perfect for this one individual person. You can't go wrong with flowers. Everybody likes flowers. They smell nice. Oh, they look great. nice. And they show that you put some effort forward, which is all that she's looking for, I promise. Like, you know, uh, Bill Burr talks about his girlfriend who brought him that one sandwich four years ago, cut it diagonally, put the Fritos <laughs> on top, ice cold beer to go with it. He still thinks about it. You give your girlfriend those flowers, same thing. They just want to know that you're thinking of them, you know? Like if, flowers you, is... like if they mention, like, a vest or something, and you just make a mental note of it, and, like, four months later for their birthday, you show up with that, even if it was only, like, a cheap, like if it was on clearance or something and they wanted it, that'll mean more than going out and buying something like needlessly expensive just to be like, oh, I'll just cover my ass with money. This is $200. You can't be pissed or whatever. You, you, you give your girlfriend one her flowers. She'll treat you right like an orangutangy prostitute, right? And she will not try to peel your penis unlike that orangutangy. She flowers, will give you one You can use that tagline. No charge. Yep. <laughs> I uh, I might be a little You'll allergic to flowers. You'll be seeing a lot of 800 asshole after you give them those 800 <laughs> flowers. Remember that old Dave Chappelle joke about like training the monkey to suck your dick? They're, they're like, he's like after after that, all your friends are trying to get you to go out, and you're like, nah, I'm gonna stay at home with my monkey. <laughs> he's like he's like nigga, you know how long it took me to teach him to jerk me off without peeling it first. <laughs> <laughs> I have tea here. I have throat lozenges. I took some Claritin. I'm gonna try to stop coughing before the show ends. I'm I'm pulling out all the stops. Throat lozenges for your throat. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm missing a joke. I'm just saying that sometimes if you have a sore throat, a couple of lozenges will get it. They'll all go in the right way. That's exactly what I'm hoping. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, but he has a very specific allergy, it seems. To be <laughs> but don't let that... He's <laughs> allergic to grapes and high-quality flowers. <laughs> yeah, right. I like that. That's good. <clears throat> Mentioned Bill Purr there. We all seen the entirety of his special, his I new have, special that he just released. I have, and I know you didn't like it. And I, I felt bad seeing your, your comments. But before you shit on Bill Burr's new new show... I, I want to be sure that I, I think this is why it seems like you are such a huge Bill Burr fan that you really follow this guy. Do you follow him on Twitter? Oh yeah, yeah. You follow him on Twitter. You probably look at his Facebook posts. You you you, you watch his like live performance clips, excerpts, and shit from some random <laughs> shit show comedy show. And because you do all that, you are exposed over this last year and a half to him 
honing this this special together and putting it together, there were some reused bits. There absolutely were that we'd seen in previous specials or that had been reworked or reworded in some way. But I think you would have appreciated it much more and, and laughed a lot more if you weren't such a big Bill Burr fan. I love him, but I don't follow him anywhere. I, I see him occasionally if he speaks. I watch maybe I watch a little bit of his uh his his uh his podcast or whatever it is. It's just him talking. It's 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 hardly a podcast. It's just it's just him like flowing Ram- everywhere. But he doesn't really go into bits in that. Um, so I didn't get it. I I loved it. I really did like it. I didn't. You know, it, it's not as good as like the first time I sat down and there were like three Bill Burr specials to watch because I just had discovered him. Like that was a great day. But I think it fits in with those. I'm like. Like, I think you're totally right as far as, like, I'm such a big fan of his. Because, like, I saw him in St. Louis, like, six last year, like, I don't know, like, eight months ago, nine months ago. And so I saw, like, that gorilla bit that he did. I saw, I, I knew exactly what he was going to say there. I knew exactly the, um, uh, uh, what is it, cruise ship thing. Uh, the whole white when, guys are evil, thank God, that Kanye's ego is in a black guy. I saw that whole bit before. You know the music but I, thing? But it's only- he, like, translated like the dictators and the musicians or something because it wasn't working for him. Was that on the spot? It seemed like it was live. Oh, no, that's a bit. No, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's part of the whole thing. That was I, I think oh. he just goes into it knowing that no audience is going to be like laughing. <laughs> and, and like re- Every audience is going to have this awkward moment when you start comparing Hitler to the Yankees. You know, be mm-hmm. like, like yeah, I hit a lot of dingers, you know, six million dingers. But look at Stalin, twenty five million. That's a whole nother level. That's steroid era numbers. Like I, that, that killed like, me. I love that. That, mm-hmm. that. It's a funny bit, definitely. But like the thing with is like, like he didn't branch out from topics at all. So even though I'm an enormous Bill Burr fan, and so I knew that gorilla bit was coming, I knew a lot of the bits were coming. They're still good, but. God, like he doesn't leave those topics ever. Like he's talked about the population problem. And he's even literally talked about the cruise ship the exact same bit that was two specials ago, if I recall correctly. Exactly that same bit. He just took it a little further in a slightly different direction. And so that was, like, disappointing for me where I'm like, God damn it. Like, I've watched all your specials so many times. You start talking about population crisis. I immediately go, all right, he's going to mention cruise ships. I mean, we need to start targeting people that are on cruise ships. And he hits it perfectly. And it's like, okay, I know exactly what you're going to do. The whole uh, Nazi thing, he's stuck on Nazis and Hitler for too long because he's he's done plenty of Nazi comparison jokes and plenty of, like, Hitler as a team or Hitler as a musician, like that kind of shit in previous specials where it's like, like, God damn it, dude. Like, it's not that these are bad subjects. It's just you've beaten them so much that, like, why not expand? Why not go talk about something a little bit different? Like, that's what I wanted to see, and that's why. I, it wasn't a bad special. I was just disappointed. His because last it, special was bad. I, have a rece- I, I thought his last special was better than this one. Oh, I disagree. The last one barely got a chuckle out of me. This one, um, I was laughing a lot, but they were all new bits to me. Um, yeah. the, the, the cruise ship thing seemed mildly <laughs> familiar. But like the monkey thing, I was spellbound. I was like, oh, yeah, because I think I had watched that video myself, like independent of Bill Burr and, and his comedy. I think I had watched that fucking monkey and about how it had the cat and the cat died and and, and it was crying. And it was, it was like, ah, that's so heartwarming. And then I love, you know, how he how, the end of the bit. He's like, oh, wait a minute. Probably going to probably going to want to go talk to his friends. Wait, talk to his friends. He's probably going to teach him how to talk. And Oh, no. <laughs> I gotta kill this thing. 
<laughs> I like that whole bit. He's like, he's like I'm like, looking for my Glock. It was right here. Glock's gone. So I get this little revolver. Yeah. And then the ending of the bit is, I liked it. I liked a lot it of a lot. it's not fair because I'm holding him to, I think, an unattainably high standard because he's my favorite comedian by a lot. Like, and I think he's just brilliant with a lot of the stuff he does. But uh, that was. It wasn't as good as Triggered. Of all of his specials, this most recent one is my least favorite. Like, That's a shame. I, but, I thought it was not as good as Joe Rogan's newest special. Triggered, I know we've talked about it a couple times. Woody's a big fan. I was a massive fan of that. You know, that's his second special, and I loved his first special. I like the whole bit about, like, you know, him and the ant having this little talk. He's like, I got a can of something with your face on it, and I'll hold the button down until it's light. You know, that that's funny <laughs> to me. The monkey genetics in it. All that talk. That's funny to me. But his newest special was a whole other level. I feel like Bill Burr is getting better as a stand-up comedian. I hope so. I just want him to. I just want to see him branch out and talk about more shit. Like bring that comedy into other arenas. Because if he, like my God, Bill, like serial killers and Hitler as sports teams and comparisons there. Like you've drilled it to death. If you ever find this, just move on from that. You know the whole thing is like that. Comedians now is like, yeah, you finish your hour special and then uh, throw it all in the garbage. And it's like, you always talk about doing that, and then which makes big time fans like me think that like, okay. This is all new shit, definitely, because he's always talking about how he leaves that stuff behind. And then when you see, wait, these are half of this special is just reworked bits you've done before with uh, the Kanye West thing, the, the the Hitler thing, the especially the population problem. That pissed me off a little bit where I was just like, God damn it. We, we know how you feel. But I mean, I repeat myself all the goddamn time. But Bill Burr doesn't talk four hours a week. That's fair. Yeah, I already rationalized yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, an hour a year? God, we, we I, I, even I could have new stories in an hour a year. <laughs> <laughs> you never repeat yourself. Yeah. Something needs to happen to his wife and preferably child. Oh, um, to, to, that would something be dark. heaven and hell sent. Wait, uh, yeah, right. Like, like, so, look, look, look I, <coughs> I don't want bad things to happen to Bill Burr. He seems like a wonderful fucking person. But I know that through tragedy would come a. a, 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 a just a pool of material. Oh, if his man. wife like cheated on, here's here's what happens. And I don't want this to happen to Bill Burr and the Bill Burr the man. I want it to happen to Bill Burr the comedian. If mm -hmm. we could separate the two for a moment, I want his wife to cheat on him. And while she's cheating on him, ah, is that's a little dark. If something happens to his she kid, she needs to spend a lot of his money and be two faced about it. That would be good. Mm -hmm. And and maybe if she took the child away and like like told a bunch of lies about him about how he's an abusive guy or something. Or or forgive me for saying this, if something happened to the child because she was off cheating on him, like she's away cheating on him, not watching the child, something real bad happens. Child's not around anymore. I'm not sure that's the comedy goldmine you think it is. Dark. <laughs> dark comedy. Like we're talking about a whole new Bill Burr. He comes out there all pale and skinny as fuck. Like he's just he just dark circles under his eyes and he's just he just rants and raves about the evils of the female race and talks about how they're another a subspecies or something. Like he just loses it. Like that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah, that's, that would be like the name of his special. Like I told you so. Like, he's like, well, I did it. You know, I said in the first two specials that marriage was the worst thing in the world, and then I got married, didn't I? Then old Billy Boy went out and got married, didn't he? Oh, how was that? How'd that work out for him? Anybody know? Anybody know how that panned out? Didn't pan out well. Got divorced. <laughs> Lost my kid. No, like, or whatever he would That's do. That's a pretty like, good would... Bill Burr impression yeah. right there. That is, <laughs> <laughs> you should be his like opener. He's like, ah, <laughs> fucker <laughs> stole all my material. <laughs> yeah, I go in, man, this fucking population problem. It's a real issue. We should start out with 
cruise ships. And he's in the corner <laughs> looking through his notes, rifling through them. Fuck, fuck, what else do I have? I was banking on cruise ships to get me to an hour 20. Yeah. I'll be right back. I, I got to blow my nose. It's these fucking high quality and high prices. I'm so <laughs> allergic. I'll be right back. High quality, low prices. Oh, yeah, yeah my mistake. I fucked it up. I, I can't uh, even think the, straight. The pollen's getting to him. Yeah, yeah. no, not the pollen. No, I'm the, nobody, it's the low prices and high quality. Right <laughs> he's flabbergasted. <laughs> He's prices. got some very specific rose allergies because I've seen him outdoors and he doesn't have these problems. That's interesting. Yeah, I've, I'm lucky. I don't have a lot of allergies to pollen and plants. Like I'll get a little sniffly or my eyes might get upset, but nothing bad. Like I've, I've, I feel bad for people who are like, oh, summertime's coming around. Guess I, I'm going to be spending a lot of time inside. Which it's like, oh, that sucks. I can feel the moment when my uh, allergy medication stops working it's like oh oh it just quit yeah they've gotten better like i i i feel i don't know much about allergies but i definitely my allergies have (sighs) have gotten not as bad as i've gotten older maybe in the last four years they've improved because when i was a teenager um i can remember or in my early 20s i can remember being outside and like doing yard work and and like looking at whoever i was with and being like i gotta i gotta quit I got to go home. You know, I, I can't. And they're like, what? I'm like, allergies, man. I can't. I'm like, look at my eyes. And if I open them wide, they would just pour. They would pour until I couldn't see. And I'd be like rubbing them. And the more you rub them, the itch. My eyes are getting itchy right now just from thinking about this. And I would just go blind, basically, to the point where I was like barely could drive home. And my nose, the inside of your nose, my nose, would itch like I had inhaled fiberglass to the point where I wanted to get like my pinky all the way in there or like um, a pipe cleaner. I, I One time I remember like fantasizing about a pipe cleaner like doubled over and then stick the loop up there and just you know what I fantasize? So <laughs> Someone needs to invent a little umbrella snot puller, right? Where you can like put it in your nose, inflate the umbrella, and then just pull out like like just... Oh, they make that, buddy. You know what they, they have they that's similar that? to that? I thought well, it was actually, my it's not idea. Similar <laughs> that pot Let me, yes, I, I was just about to look up a neti pot and the image of that mm. lady just looking deadpan into the camera. And it's just a small little teacup or tea kettle looking thing, plastic full of warm oh. water, warm salt water. And you put one side in your right nostril and you lean and you pour it in and then it comes out of your left nostril. And, and if you're you a 17th century Chinaman, that's the way to clear a nasal infection. <laughs> I've never but done for the modern day American, you want the Navage nose cleaner. This is the only one that uses suction. Now this is not a sponsor, but I've $80. seen the commercials for it dozens of times on Hulu. $80. You should see this thing work. It sucks one nostril and, and like and, and suits water into the other. And, and like you can see like the, there's two water chambers in the device and the, it, the water leaves the top partition and comes down to the bottom one via the loop of this your nasal This looks to passage. me like something Trump would approve of during interrogation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, We're going to get to the bottom of this, Hamid. <laughs> Hook him up to the neti pot. <laughs> you know what's, breathe clean. What's in my head is this. Like, Kyle, like, and so at first, I got all the PKA swag. It just worked out like that. Like, she just didn't know where to fucking send it. So I'm getting, like, shirts and whatever. And then I don't know what time period, I'll say nine months or something. But Kyle seems to be like getting the underwear, the the jack threads, the I am especially jealous of the food. It's a sponsor today. Is it Nature Box? Whatever. I never got my jack threads credit. I'm just saying they're a sponsor oh. next week, but All right. Just say it. So Nature Box. When Kyle does the Nature Box ads, 
I'm legit wanting half that stuff. And uh, and I've, I've never had any of it. I even signed up on the webpage. Like, oh, send me this, this, and that. And they're like, fucking Woody. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll give Kyle what you asked for or something. I don't yeah. know what happens to it. And, uh, and then the tide turns, and I get some swag. And what do I get? Like 36 roses for my office. <laughs> Which is like biological warfare for me. <laughs> I get I get like packages from sponsors totally <laughs> randomly where I'll be like, well, I guess I'm not getting anything from sponsors anymore. And then just randomly like another me undies will show up. And it's like, oh, well, that worked out, I guess. Like, yeah. I'm, like that, that, that's fine. I got the, uh, or no, we're not going to talk about sponsors who aren't sponsoring us tonight. That, no. It would be <laughs> funny, though, if, like, you got, like, would... like hey, here's a king size mattress. I don't even have a king size bed. Ah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to buy a box spring. You guys are giving me chores. You know, <laughs> I guess I'll get rid of the couch. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Man, that is something I wish I could go back and change with college is that there was one point where my box spring when I had my own place broke mm-hmm. and I was like, fuck it. I'll just put the mattress on the ground for now. I don't care. It feels about the same. And at, at the time it didn't even cross my mind of like, Hey, most like most chicks. And by, and read all when I say most, <laughs> uh, not all chicks, uh, but all chicks, none of them want to get banged on a mattress sitting on the ground, which is definitely, and it's understandable. It's very low class looking. Like when you get on a bed, you almost have to like hoist yourself up a little bit. Like, oh, you hoist yourself up and you bounce. This is like you're getting on your knees to get on there. Like the box, it just looks shitty. So if you're in college, it doesn't look rustic or this guy doesn't give a fuck. It looks, what the hell is this this guy a serial killer? Like, did he have, like, did he end up having to throw that away because covered blood stains? Like when I was in, uh, when I, when I lived in Atlanta, um, there were these guys who had moved down from Pennsylvania to Atlanta. It was uh, three friends, and they had all moved to follow one of them. There, two of them had followed the third because he was following a girl. And I always thought that that was a cool thing. That like, wow, these guys are really good friends. Like this one guy found this girl that he loves, and the two of them moved to Atlanta. And his two buddies are like, you know what? We're going to. And they all moved to Pennsylvania down there. Well, one of these guys, Travis, was the cool guy. He worked with me. He sold cars, and he was good at it. And he was making a decent living. He was making a couple grand a month at least, enough to pay him for everything he had. Um, and he had, he was able to afford to bring all of his furniture down. And his girlfriend was, her tits were so goddamn big. And I'm really polite. Like I won't stare at your girlfriend's tits. You know, this to the world at large. But it was a struggle. It was I was like Joe Rogan at those weigh-ins when they put those fucking, <laughs> and he's just like. All right, this is the world I live in. I know the cameras are watching me right now, so I'm going to look at the ceiling, and this is going to be on the internet tomorrow because they know what I'm not looking at. Ronda Rousey got naked to make weight. I'll be looking here. Really? Uh, I don't think that's happened to her, but it's happened. Man, I bet they wish they didn't have that last thimble of water the evening before as they're stripping. I'd rather take a shit. Like, 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 I'd take a shit on stage before I strip down naked, right? That assumes like, there's more poop left. I feel like yeah, they'd I guess so. you gotta dig around in there sometimes. Um, I mean, wait, go jack off or something. So one of the guys that moved down to follow my friend down, um, he came down in the second stage of moves. I, I met my friend. We've been working for a while. And he said, oh, my buddies are coming down next week. Because um, he lived in this three-bedroom apartment by himself. And I was like, wow, you got, you got some nice digs here to, before the other two guys came down. He's like, oh, yeah, more guys coming. So the other guys come down, and I meet his friend. I like his friend even better than him. They're very cool, chill people. They knew Bam Margera because they were from the same part of PA. Mm-hmm. And uh, they went to high school with him and shit. And so it was cool hearing stories from him because I was a big jackass fan even at the time. And But the one guy had all of his personal belongings in storage in PA. 
and he could not sell a car. And time kept passing, time kept passing, until the point where not only could he not pay to move his things down, he couldn't pay to keep them stored. And so they sold them off. They auctioned off his belongings. And when I say his belongings, I mean everything the man owned that didn't come down in his luggage when he moved down to Atlanta. His bed, his dressers, you know, the stuff that like we bring with us when we leave our parents' home that first time. And maybe it's not a great dresser, but it's your dresser, you know? Right, right. Loses it all. He's sleeping on an air mattress in his bedroom. And I just remember going there and looking and being like, God damn, it ain't even inflated right, dude. Somehow one night he picked up this nasty black chick outside of the strip club and took her back and fucked her on that air mattress. <laughs> and I remember thinking like when she got in there and saw that air mattress, like what was she thinking? Right? Like like I don't think slept on an air mattress. He's playing seduction on veteran mode. Oh that's yeah. the hardest pussy you've ever gotten. I mean, she was no prize, but getting any female into that apartment and onto that air mattress is a real feat. I wouldn't want to try to attempt it myself. Um, it would be easier. It would be much easier to get two chicks than it would be to get one chick onto an air mattress. I think. Do you think that when they sat down on it at first, the it wasn't that. quite inflated all the way? So he had to be like, "Give me one second. <laughs> he lady. told me it went <laughs> flat. The, no, it went flat. <laughs> yeah, twenty minutes, and this is going to be halfway done. <laughs> it went flat like halfway through the fucking. You're and a stripper. You don't carry C cells on you, do you? Rolling <laughs> around on your mattress, you get like the like rub like sound of it like straining on itself. Like nobody wants the sound of fucking on an air mattress. Like it would oh, sound very because it's not even thick enough to hold. Like like you're humping and like bottoming out and hitting the floor mm. like through it. Like like. So you're both like stuck in the same like taco almost of no, you're just fucking on the ground with a plastic bag. You put down a tarp and you're fucking on the ground, basically. That that, that was awful. I remember thinking that was You can go too color. far the other way too. Like my my beds in this house now, like I, I think we got beds that weren't made for box springs and then we got box springs and then we got pillow tops. And my beds are tall enough that the Great Danes are like, I'm not fucking jumping up there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, you should have got a slat bed with the, uh, the the springy slats, right? They don't require the box oh, spring. Yeah. I don't know. She just I think it's a British thing. My wife was convinced that, like, oh, you, like you, box springs make the bed better somehow. I don't know, like, that it does anything. But anyway, our beds are quite tall. And yeah, I think it's a difference between American and, and maybe British slash European like sleeping stuff because Kitty's got a very different idea of what a bed is it constitutes a bed than I do. Like, like hers has this like fluffy thing on top. Mm, and uh, although I ordered one the other day, that's like the gel that says cool for my king size, and now it's. Now my Casper is a mega Casper mattress. It's huh. Huh? like, does it actually working well, keeping you cool? Like that, my cold pillow stays cold for like half an hour. Like like right up, it gets me to sleep, and it's still like this is uncomfortably cold almost. It's nice, I love it. And uh, I went, I got some good sheets on there. I'm sleeping good lately. I really good sheets and that Casper mattress with that topper and my my pillow. I, I couldn't ask for anything better than what I got right now as far as sleeping. Hmm, that's great. Until we had that other mattress sponsor, <laughs> at which point we couldn't ask for better than them. <laughs> Is Casper a sponsor tonight? Nope. <laughs> we don't have any bed sponsors tonight. We well, you know, I, I sleep on a Casper mattress, so perhaps if I if I were sent a free mattress from another uh, mm-hmm. group, I might consider that. But until such time, I will continue believing that the Casper is the greatest mattress ever made by a man. Um, use our code <laughs> when you buy them. 
Uh, I am Absolutely. feeling better. That was that was biological warfare that she's she's waged on me. That was love. That's what that was. Send some love your girlfriend's way this uh, this Valentine's Day. One of his flowers. <laughs> just thank you all the flowers. But yeah, I didn't want them either. But but you know, I was just like, it's funny to saw they're all three right there. <laughs> did you yes. get more? Did you get more? Uh, another sponsor. Did you get more meat undies the other day by any chance? Did they send yep. you their Valentine's line? I did. Yes, they're amazing. I asked for panties uh, this time for my girlfriend, and I didn't know what size panties my girlfriend wore. Apparently, and she has sent me all these medium panties that she can't wear. So now I've got a bunch of uh, got a bunch of me undies panties, but they felt real soft. So, and they and they don't ride up when you wear them either. I I, I promise. Yeah. It may sound silly, but it seems like the majority of girls wear small. Or I don't even know what size underwear girls wear. Yeah. Because I, I think that they do vanity sizing. I've heard of that before. And I've talked to people, obviously, who work in clothing stores, and they've confirmed it, that it's like they're more likely to say, like, oh, this is a, this is a small. But if you compare it to like a European size one, it would be like a medium or something like that. Or for guys, like if you if, – like I wear like a large – american t-shirt or medium sometimes and if i get like a hugo boss shirt or something like that like a foreign made shirt and i go for like large or medium it's like i'm not even fitting into this thing like how (laughs) narrow are people in europe's shoulders that this is a large shirt like what the fuck's going on like obviously it's just because we're fatter i think but we're bigger stronger uh, More powerful. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, strong. <laughs> bolder. You're bolder. Refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. Bold American sizing. Levi's Bold sizes. Yeah, bold sizes. <laughs> that's for what the we man need. on the go. <clears throat> powerful man. Yeah, I need a bigger shirt for all this freedom. They have those. Worried about shirt squares. This is not the brand for you. Like they have those magazine covers with the, uh, an enormous fat woman on there, where they all pretend that she's attractive and she's really just a monster. And they don't. They, we need to have that for America. Like the American magazine that we send out there. You know, if they can do it with fat chicks on magazines, we can do it too. Put a big NASCAR watching, big fat fuck, and big patriot. You know, a patriotic suit. You can be as fat as you want, and you still look kind of presentable in a suit. You know, you just stars and stripes. Unless your tie's too long, at which point it's Unless ridiculous. Or too short. Yeah, that's something that I. Oh my god. Too long is better than too short. It is. Yeah, too short. You look like you're an extra in like the office or something. But a like little a show too like- long would be easier to pull off. His was way too long, and the scotch tape looked ridiculous. And and wait, who's? Oh, you don't. Uh, this is a Trump thing that people have been mocking for three days now, maybe. Oh, his his tie was too long. Uh, yes, his tie was way too long, and uh, like it, it, he tied it so long that you know, like the other tie goes into that little fabric like, bridge reach, thing. Yeah. It didn't reach, so he put some scotch tape to hold it in place while his tie dangled like lower than his dick, and it. it you no, know, I have that problem too. I think it's like I don't think I'm some freak of nature. There's millions of people taller than me, but like when I tie a tie, it it's. It, by the, by I have to get tie, it just right to barely. get it. Yeah, yeah it, there's there's a real fine margin between getting the tie because I was always taught that the tip of your tie should be like right in the middle of your belt buckle. Um, okay. I don't know if that's correct or not, but that's what I learned. Um, and um, and you know that thing should tuck in there, and and that's a real sweet spot. And I can't tie a tie, so it makes it hard. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah, just tie keep a tie. rejected. Dad, do it again. <laughs> you know? no, I, I can't tie a tie for shit. I really can't. Um, it just didn't seem like a skill that I needed because once they were all tied, 
I would just loosen them and put them on a hanger and just leave them tied because I want a double Windsor knot. I want this big fat knot at the top. That the that, that that's what I want. I don't want the standard like dad tie thing. That's a little. T- it's a little um, bigger touch. on the right than the left. Yeah. It's a little tilted, a little twisted. I don't, I don't, I think that looks professional. I don't, I don't think it looks good. I don't like the big giant tie knots. I don't like huge. Like uh, who's like that small, fucking UFC like wearing guy? Thin, um, I think thin ties look really good. Like I when do I do too. wear They're ties, not always in fashion, I like but I always like the them. Thinner yeah, I always think they look good. They make your shoulders look broader. They make you look like you're in like I better feel like shape. They're a thinner I think, person's tie too. Like I think you have tie. to be in better shape to wear that thin mm. tie. Like like you need to have. area if you've got any belly at all i think a thin tie will really accentuate it and make you look mm. not good if you've got man boobs at all that thin tie right in the middle isn't isn't gonna look good yeah you, you got, got a seatbelt effect with your tits sure oh that's so yeah and and not mm. the good kind yeah not the kind with women yeah, yeah i like i like i like ties it, but yeah I've, I've noticed trump's ties very long um i but would he never choose to wear a tie you like I, I would he... never get up and be like i want to i want to dress up for fun like i only dress like that if i have to like i hate wearing a tie it's trump's taking like so much mocking he's obviously aware of it i wonder if he starts fixing the problem like, nah. like usually i, is, just, I don't notice i just want to see him go up to pence and be like pence look, how do you tie this thing you know like switch, a kid with switch, his dad yeah, switch. Switch. and now pence is just like hanging below his crotch <laughs> like pence is walking and you look from behind and you could see it like through the gap of his leg. <laughs> or, <It's> like, <laughs> he could just order his whole staff to wear ties like he does <laughs> everybody's tie needs to be six to eight inches longer than it is right now look at this model yourself after this profession yeah. tie makes you feel like a retard so quickly at least mm. for me sometimes where I'll like get it there and be like, all right, this is the correct length. That looks about right. This is the starting the point. And then, right. And then you tie it and then you like, what? This is like I'm ending at my sternum. What the fuck? Like I look like a goober. All right, do it again. And then I do it again. And I'm like pretty much holding it the exact same spot. But in my brain, I'm like, yeah, that looks good again. Yeah, that looks good. <laughs> tie it again. Fuck it up. Like, like, like when, I, when we were doing that thing in L.A., couldn't tie my tie. So there's a wardrobe girl who's there to tie the tie. And she's got to get real close to tie my tie. I was like, oh, this is great. This is great. This is almost better than that girl who like rubs the uh, the lotion on your face when it's sunny out. Like, this is great having someone tie your own tie. I would definitely, like, given the option, I want someone else tying my tie over me every time because I feel like yeah. it's going to look more straight because they'll notice all the little things. But they're standing I, in front of you. If, if they're able to do it backwards, especially if they're like looking at you and yeah, like. Yeah, they're pros then. Yeah. I um I tie my own tie so I get it just the right length I want, but I do that knot that Kyle does. I feel the same way about the knot that Kyle does, but it's the only one I know. So yeah. that's what I end up with. Have you ever tried to use one of the YouTube videos that teach you how? Yeah. They are, no, you are overestimating how much I Michael my level of concern. Oh, really? and, and some guys will try it. There's a guy whose whole channel is tying ties, and this guy's a master. He ties mm. all these fancy ones. And of course, you're, I think you're like me, that, that whole thing of like you, you start looking at like um, a gun and it's like, oh shit, well this one's got a special Picatinny rail and like, oh well the next version is the Evo model with the collapsible stock that it's swings around. Rail. And by the time you <laughs> but, but oh shit, what was I talking about? What was tying, I talking about? Tying a ties. Probably you're headed towards better knots. He ties, these, he ties these elaborate knots that 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 look like um oh I don't even know how to describe it. They're, it looks like uh knots around like knots. You know, like you've got Player a regular tie looking. knot with like a like, like you got your tie a tie as a pet, and and it just surrounds it and it it turns into bulkier knots and. I bought uh, a uh, 
a bow tie a while back thinking it would be funny to wear and i have never stepped foot out of the house because i've i've put it on before and been like you look like an asshole like you (laughs) you just look like a goober like who wears this unless they're trying to get some sort of like wow what a guy attention so i did not yeah i don't an Eldridge knot. That looks pretty nice. I sat in a hotel room one night mm. for about an hour and 20 minutes trying to tie an Eldridge knot and then I realized that wasn't happening. And I was <laughs> double Windsor and I spent another 30 minutes before I, I, literally, I literally screamed and like threw the thing and it was a red face And because like these videos will even go to the next level of putting a mirror in place so that you can do it the correct way because if they're just pointing the camera at you then you got to be like all right now reverse that and do it this way but if they put a mirror there it's all the same hand motions even then i, I don't know why i, I couldn't do it because like when we were doing our survival trip especially the first one i was over here memorizing all these like hitch knots and these like knots that would lock in place and stuff and like little knots like that are easy when it's right in front of me and i can see it but something about this thing that i can't even see and sort of like looking at the video i, I failed so hard i i I don't need that skill. Someone else will do that. I'm, Someone I'm, else will. I'm really yeah, invested really, in this knot. He's not still tying it on, our, on the screen. It's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. And I feel like, like I don't know about the gold tie, but I'm imagining like a red tie that, that wasn't just flat red. Maybe it was like a, a burgundy slash black that was kind of uh, changed colors. If you look at it at different angles, then, then those layers would really look, look nice. I don't know. I, I, I dig that knot. And I feel like if you got that knot, you know, if you go to a job interview, the guy with that knot's going to get remembered, right? Yeah. I don't oh. know. Is this the Yeezys of knots where like kind no. of you're going overboard and everyone else is like, dude, like you're trying too hard? No, nah, I don't think so because it doesn't cost more. It's not like you bought a $10,000 uh, tie. You're just tying a fancy knot, whereas those Yeezys are just clear like waste of money like incarnate, right? $2,000 sneakers that are... No better made than $200 sneakers for sure. So it looks like he ties this thing so much that the other half of the tie like just gets all used up. You'd need an extra long tie probably. Who fucking uh, knows? I, I think. Oh, he just tucks it under the neckline. He ties the crazy tie and it ends up and he just folds his collar over it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the end is just tucked in. I remember now. I haven't seen the video in a couple years, I guess. I remember, I think maybe I was watching this video in lead up to uh, Joe's wedding. I was mm. like, ah, oh, yeah, that'd be cool. To and you may have tied my tie for that. I think you yeah. did. Did my best, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I like, appreciate <laughs> it. Hey, it was, oh, better than what I was going to do. Like <laughs> Square knot. <laughs> Look like I'm being like led around everywhere like a fucking POW. Like, like you did a marvelous job. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I like Joe's wedding. I like Joe's wedding too. It was cool. It was funny to talk to him the other day and, and have him tell us about his brother getting like silently removed by the father so no shit went down. Apparently his dad's brother's a, ninja. a character. Yeah, yes. his brother's a character. I, I didn't want to tell any of Danny's stories uh, because they're his stories, but like he's he's a rough customer. He's the kind of guy that might whoop your ass in the street exactly. and might do a real good job of doing it. Like not the kind of whooping where you go home like, man, we should have fucked with that guy. The kind where you're in the ER like, we shouldn't have fucked with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Will you scratch my nose? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dan- Danny is a tough customer and occasionally proves it. And yeah, that's... I'm, I'm very polite to Danny. Yeah, the, the same like <laughs> upbringing I, I, that turned Joe Lozon into a fucking cage fighter, world-renowned, <laughs> made Danny a, a similarly talented individual. And it's, uh, it's something to behold. He's a bigger guy, too, I think. Yeah, he is bigger than he is. A rougher cut to 155. Um, and Danny likes me. But I'm always like, like 
I don't know how deep that likes go. Like yeah, one, one withdrawal from the emotional bank account. We, we, I might be in the negative. I don't know. You know, so, yeah. so he sees me. He's happy. He's always trying to, you know, hook me up with a drink or something. But uh, yeah, all I have to do is just step on his foot or something. And I worry that going yeah. to the ER. <laughs> you, you like mentioned some UFC fighter you watched on television. Yeah. Once, and he's like, that's my, that's my bro. That's my, that's my best friend. That's my best friend in the world. Let me tell you something you don't know about him. He's been treated by the UFC like a piece of trash since day. <laughs> he like, he's like, you're like, whoa, I just opened a wound here. Like, <laughs> I need to withdraw carefully right now. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. You don't even know. But I'm I have to educate you. You're like, oh, fuck. I hope that doesn't involve any physical education. <laughs> <laughs> I have a topic. Sergeant. In, oh. NYPD sergeant guilty of raping 13-year-old, what could it be? What could it be? Girl. <laughs> yes. Ah, yeah. What, what do you think? He was was I, had op- I had to open the link. I didn't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah. The, the, apparently, uh, an NYPD police sergeant raped and then sexually abused his girlfriend's 13-year-old daughter. And it brings the whole, like, rule set for police thing into it play. It says here that whenever he would come in the room, she would face the other way and gyrate in a in a sexual manner. It sounds like she, she was it. she was chained to the bed though. Oh no no, I'm still reading the monkey story. Okay, continue. <laughs> oh. oh, me too. Miss Petrover. All right. So, there was a Did you see the so there was a cop killer in I think it was Florida, but I'm not positive about that. And uh, he killed this female police officer. A few days later, the police catch this guy. And uh, he comes out of the the building, hands up. The guy had a gun, throws the gun on the ground, had extended magazine. They made a really big deal out of the fact that this gun like, could have shot all these bullets had he not thrown it on the ground. He lays on the ground, like, like you know, sprayed out, and the police come up to him and kick the shit out of him, right? They, they come up to him, and there's helicopter footage over it. Like, there's a helicopter watching them apprehend it. I bet I could – let me try and find it in a second. And uh, the cops come up to him with, like, their guns, like, you know, pointed right at him and then they kick him in the face and they beat the fuck out of him and he spent the next like couple days in the er and i'm thinking to myself like where are we oh by the way the helicopter like they're trained on this guy the whole scene as it goes down they catch the policeman kick him in the face while he's laying down like belly to ground and then, for some reason, I don't know, squirrel, the, the police helicopter points at the trees. And, and, and they, oh, they, the traffic copper just spotted, just, just spotted a seagull in the oak <laughs> over there. Yeah. That's a rare seagull, isn't it, Ben? Yes, yes. You see its banded leg? And you in the background, oh, it, no, no. And it appears to just be an entire, uh, an entire flock of rare seagulls, it appears to be. Not <laughs> yeah, that's shit, yeah, man. That's and you know up. what? The problem with that is the next guy who sees that is gonna be like, "They're not taking me alive." I saw what they did to that last guy. He threw his gun down. Like I'm gonna fucking go out shooting. Like, like yeah. you can't do that. You can't do that, yeah, especially if, especially when the goddamn helicopter's in the air, right? Like, like maybe get him downtown and rough him up a little bit if he killed your best friend. I I, I have a hard time judging that, but I don't want to see it in my police force. But I might understand it at the very least. It might make sense to me. But when you walk up to him and kick the guy in the face and whip his ass in the street when he's given up and there's news and the public and all of the officers out there and all these cameras rolling, like that's – you don't want that because of what I just said. You know, someone's watching that it's and, and going, they're not emotion. taking me alive. Like un- emotionally, you're like, I empathize. I understand that their friend died like 
they're upset about it, but there's no excuse. Like mm-hmm. whether it's there back at the precinct anywhere, like no excuse for that. Like that's like you can't. You're right. Like I, that's the best response you said right away was the next person who does that is going to be like, ah, I'm going to go out with a bang because I don't want to get my ass beat to death on the pavement and then spend time in the ER and then go to prison. Like, yeah, it's just not good. Yeah, you hear that so much coming from people. They're like, they're a, they run from the police or they get in a standoff with the police. And when you hear what they actually say, if it can be believed, of course, you know, we we usually don't lend very much credence to the 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 words of a man with a gun in a building who won't come out. We don't really don't usually ignore him as a nuts nut. But he, they usually say they're afraid of the police. Are they gonna? What are they gonna do to me? Were they gonna kill me? You know, when they're like negotiating, they're like they're always afraid of what the police are gonna do when they lay hands on them. And and that shouldn't be a thing. It should be like no matter what you've done, we're gonna take you professionally. And you know, if we got a hog tie, you kicking and screaming, pepper spray, you kill you to take you. Like that's one thing. But if you're giving up, if you're compliant, I have a slightly different opinion. But I want to watch the footage first. So I linked it to you. It should take you right to like 128, maybe. Uh, it's nighttime. They're using uh, forward looking in. Now yeah, I'm on pause and ready to go. Okay. So uh, before it starts, what you're going to see. Uh, I, I cut out a lot of footage, but this guy has like belly crawled from the front porch to the middle of his front yard. You can kind of see that he's already in the in the middle of the yard, and um, he's gonna belly crawl over to about the sidewalk while there are I'm gonna estimate like 20 police all there pointing guns at him. Right, so this guy is completely submissive. All right, so oh I'm sorry, ready, set, play. So you see him belly crawling like out to the sidewalk. Yeah. yeah. What's right. interesting is he's leaving a heat trail from his crawling yeah. in the grass. Oh, that is cool. So the police, guns pointed at him, are going to come in. And as they first approach him, the, the footage I saw was like cropped and zoomed in. Uh, they start kicking him in the face and they start beating the fuck out of him. And the cameras, like 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 the dog from up, you know, squirrel. And, and the, it's like they, they dart off in some other direction. So, so here he is. He's belly crawled all the way, like across his yard, out into the middle. There's a bunch of police. There's a dog going crazy, wanting to kill him. Then the cops are going to start beating the fuck out of him right here. Goop, kicked him in the head already. They kicked him in the head again. There's a, oh, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there appears to be a disturbance in the trees. <laughs> Yeah, there could look. be a third, perhaps fourth shooter. Yeah. And then they zoom all the way out, so you can't see yeah, any. That's of a police helicopter. Yep. That's why. Yep. And uh, and it's, so there's a real kind of like thin blue line thing going on here, where they oh, have yeah. decided not to get this guy. And I thought about this a bunch really because this is like two weeks old. <sighs> so look, I'm I'm with you. I don't like it, right? You know, I, I don't I don't enjoy it but i do cut them a certain amount of slack this is the worst person right this person killed allegedly well i I, all right you're right but he's guilty um you know in in this case anyway it seems like they got the right guy i don't even know if he's denying it or that's what they said about oj they were wrong over all wrong about that what if they'd beaten oj in the street like this he felt (laughs) terrible so uh um Anyway, this is the worst. Like they, they, it killed. I think he, before he killed the cop, he killed like a mom and a baby or something like that. And then the cop was trying to apprehend him. They killed the cop. Um, then that makes the police very angry, and they chased him and, and they beat him. Oh, I'm they sorry. Him. It, it, maybe on. I'm thinking of a different scenario. Did the female? I think I heard something about. Did the female cop die mm-hmm. in a car accident while chasing him? 
Oh, I don't think so. I think that's what that that's a thing that did happen a few weeks ago. I don't know if it's this same story. I was in. I I think that's what happened, though. I I could be wrong, though. I I don't know. Or maybe what it was is he killed a police officer and then another was injured in a crash or something like that. Because there was a a nasty story like that a few weeks ago I read about. In any case, I just don't like them beating this guy in the street because he's an American citizen and he's he's got all the same rights that we do. And they're taking this guy's rights away right here. We're watching it happen. Mm-hmm. And we should put ourselves in his shoes. You know, like, not the shoes of a fucking murderer, not the shoes of a, of a maniac, but just of another American citizen who may or may not have done something bad. I don't know. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah so I don't he, like it at all. Um, I said he killed, like, his girlfriend and the baby. Uh, he actually killed his pregnant girlfriend. And, um, and then I think I thought he shot the cop. I'm scanning now, trying to figure it out quickly. Um, it says he's accused of killing an Orlando police officer who tried to arrest him. Sounds like he killed her then. Okay. Yeah. And uh, um, so, like, the, uh, I just have a hard time shedding a tear for for this guy. And where I was headed with this, and, and I brought up the other thing with the 13-year-old who got raped and such... It's like, on one hand, I give police, like, a little bit of leeway because they're in the battle. And in the same way that I give soldiers, like, sometimes a little bit of leeway for making mistakes at war. You know, you accidentally kill a civilian, things are chaotic. Like, I I don't want to hold you up for murder in the same way that I would someone in, like, Raleigh who accidentally kills a civilian. Um, But on the other hand, like, when a cop betrays betrays trust in like a special way you know like maybe he's sexually assaulting to get out of speeding tickets or something then i feel like they should be nailed even worse than the general public like 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 they they belong on the two extremes of the spectrum Mm -hmm. in my head somehow like oh like he's worse than a normal pedophile he's a cop pedophile you know yeah because it's like you utilized that special authority and power to further and your trust. perversion there. Yeah, and trust, where you know that that little boy, that little girl, whatever, is going to be more likely to come with you because they see a cop and they think, okay, this person wouldn't hurt me. You know, they would. You're, you're sabotaging like a whole child's life. Like that's yeah. There's, so there's a up. special trust and responsibility that goes with it, and that trust gets them out of speeding tickets and it gets them double fucked when they rape kids. And that was my topic. I'm fine with that. Yeah. All right. You look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Timestamp it, people. Put this in the thing. Someone was brought up and everybody went, you know what? Yeah, um, that's fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you think they should punish the people who have the most power in that situation when they abuse it? Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> it's fair. But, um. Oh, I have a. Oh, do you have another one? I am. Well, uh, tell me what you got because mine can wait. It's a Tinder conversation. Yeah, let's go I like that. those. All right. So um, here, I, 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 in, in my head, I'm framing it in the am I an asshole? Because I think that my opinion on this is, uh, is atypical. So um, it starts off, the guy says, yeah, I'm busy. Hot, or the girl says, yeah, I'm busy. The guy asks, hot date? Question mark. Well, well, message me whenever. And she says, actually, yeah, good guess. With another guy? No, a girl. <laughs> yes, a guy, LOL. Okay, so what the fuck? I, I'm not getting a try now or what? And she's like, what? I thought we were meeting up on Saturday. He goes, why would you go on a date on Saturday if you're going to go on a date tonight? And she just gets confused. 
Like, I'm not into the whole talking to one, more than one person at a time thing. So have fun your date tonight. Good luck. She wrote, you matched on Tinder. You think you're the only person I matched with? I'm not a huge fan of your attitude. Maybe Saturday's not a good idea. So now, who is the asshole on this thing? Him. Well, nobody's oh necessarily an asshole, but his his, his thought process is 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 crazy. Um, mm-hmm. That's just not how dating has ever worked. Um, I've never used Tinder, but I don't think that's what Tinder take Tinder is. out of the equation. You know, take Tinder out of the equation. Like like if it's just a girl you met at the bar last week and you got her number and you're gonna meet up on Saturday, if you text her on you know now, she might be in a date with someone else because she is dating people. She didn't just find you like it, it, we're not in Saudi Arabia. She didn't say yes, I'll meet you Saturday and every Saturday from then on forever. Like, you to know, be I mean, honest, ca- that's how I dated, right? And and I swear, even me of today, and I know I dated a long time ago, but uh, and I wasn't an asshole about it or anything. But I remember, like early on with Jackie, I think it might have been first date or something. I was like, you know, we're gonna try this on to see if it fits. We're not gonna see other people while we sort this out. And uh, and she's like, yeah, yeah, like like we were on the same page with that. And never in in high school or college or whatever did I like really date two people at once. Um, uh, or did, did my girl like they, that was how I worked. And I kind of like, to me, you said, let's take Tinder out of the equation. To me, Tinder is essential to the equation because it's an extra special sort of like disconnected meeting. Like this is an internet app that paired us up. It's really not a commitment. It makes his case even weaker it than does. it is. In- it, uh, yeah. But I would, yep. I swear, like, Maybe by the first, like by the day, by the time we actually met, I feel like I'd want the end of that date to square away whether or not we're seeing other people, and I think I'm weird that way. I think no, of it that- as it's never established that you're not seeing other people unless you establish that of like now we're exclusive, like it's just us because this like like both of like. The guy is definitely the asshole in this one. The who was saying it because it's like like all if even if that's what he thinks, all he had to do is say like, oh, that's all right. I, I'm I'm more into exclusivity. I'm more into being an exclusive. Based on his spelling, he probably doesn't know what that word means, and so <laughs> no wonder he didn't wrong. use it. But that's all he had to say. But instead, he was kind of he was just bitchy to her for no reason. And it's like, dude, you are on Tinder at the end of the day. Do you really think that this girl? It's a girl on Tinder, you jackass. You don't think that she's gotten ten opportunities to get laid since you started typing that first text? But it's let, nothing. But yeah, I want to fuck you. Yeah, I want to fuck you. Yeah, I want to fuck you. Let of me just I pitch fuck you. Yeah, this. I fuck you. Like, is it possible that when you say hot date question mark? That you're not probing for the real answer. That, that like maybe that's just yeah, that's a thing that people say to someone at the office or to just you know a, a brother or to be a, snarky. Yeah, like it. it you know, because th- there's a there's an argument that says, "Hey, don't ask questions you don't want answers to." But I don't know that he really did that when he said "hot date." Maybe he did. Maybe he was trying to probe a touch. But, I think he did because of the way he followed up. If he had said hot date and she said, actually, yes, LOL, good guess. He would have been like, ha, don't have too much fun. See you Saturday or whatever instead of hot date. Actually, yeah. Aha, you've fallen into my trap. And now <laughs> I know your ruse, you a witch, you whore. And he calls her a whore at the end, which is not a great way to, to engage on, on Tinder, I wouldn't I think. Not going to catch a lot more flies with honey. I'm with you, but what if you are wired like me? And you know, I, he hasn't even met her yet, so so I don't think no, he has Tinder. any any rights to possession, you know. But uh, he's eHarmony, not Tinder. It's not even <laughs> possession, though. It's more like like it's possession. I think word. of more as like when you're in a relationship. Like yeah. that girl can be like, 
that is my boyfriend. He is not fucking anyone else. And that guy can go. Nobody better be fucking my girlfriend. But this, not at all. What if you want like that this, from first date? Right? No, he's been waiting for the first date. I to think you have. Yeah. I'm with you. He has no right to get upset on this girl he hasn't met yet. Right? All, her he's level of commitment is swiping right. He's getting hypothetically upset about what could happen and how she may live her life. Yeah. Like, yes, so, what, he should, what he should say is, me too. I, I hope they both don't work out and Saturday we get to connect for reals. Have fun. I, like, yeah. like, you dropped that out there. I, She's, no. Her mind is blown. Ah, <laughs> this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Not that, only is this guy not able to get pussy, but he can't spell very well either, which I look it, down on strongly. If you do Did what he, Kyle said right there, which yeah, is brilliant right. response, you're also putting in her head an, an available contingency plan for that date she's going to that night. So she's going to be on that date, that date night, that night, thinking like this. You know, I guess this really isn't working out. Maybe the you know that Saturday one's going to be better. You know, this this isn't going that great. That other guy though seemed pretty like she's already going to be thinking about you in the middle of it. And, and my observation is every time I have a girlfriend, like that's been back in the day when I dated. It'd be like dry spell, dry spell, dry spell. Get a girlfriend. Suddenly, I'm sexy as fuck, right? Now that I'm off the market, everyone look, thinks I'm hot. Um, and the opposite would happen. There'd be girls throw themselves at me, and I'm like, eh. They date someone else. Oh, I'm so stupid. You know? <laughs> I never realized how hot she was until she was unavailable. And, yeah, that's uh, thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, but th so this guy's an asshole. I'm with you on that. I, I just I, I wonder, like, how soon can you say we're exclusive? Today. You can't. It, well, well, there's no set. It, it depends on the person. So mm -hmm. I feel like if, if that's what your aim is, then and let's say the first date goes really well to your in, in your right. opinion, and you feel like she is going to be into that too, you can might maybe throw it out there like, hey, I, I thought that went really well. I'd like to see you again next week, but I got to ask and, and maybe throw this out there. I hope this doesn't weird you out or make me seem like I'm too possessive or one of those nuts that gets crazy and red faced and screams, but. I like to have an exclusive situation. I know we just met. Hey, I'm not looking to marry you or anything, but just just for your information, I'm not going to be looking for anyone else on Tinder between now and next Thursday when we go to the movies. And I feel kind of weird if you were on a date with another guy tomorrow night. Let's let's at least give it till next Thursday. How's that sound? Like you can sell that shit if you fucking make it sound like it's worth buying. But if you come in there calling people whores, it doesn't work. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering if, if Woody-style dating even worked in 2017. Yeah, it totally works in 2017. You just don't get as much sex. Yeah. Or you get as much sex from fewer people. You don't people. get to fuck as many people. Yeah. But, yeah. But I feel like you can get just as much sex. It just will be fewer people. Ah, uh, they wear out after a while. That's not true, that's, actually. That's a fact. That's true. <laughs> I've read they that. don't. <laughs> hey, no, that's true. Kyle told me. I've flipped the odometer at this point, and it's still going. <laughs> 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 Your wife would like you saying that. <laughs> that, is, that is a very funny way to put it. <laughs> it still it runs like new. So, so like, and it was just days. one day, one day in mid-pump, you look down, and you're like, Mike, what? Nine, nine, a brand nine, new nine, nine. <laughs> yeah, Holy that's... shit. Hang in there. We're and we're back to brand new. You, know? <laughs> you can go get those vaginal rejuvenation surgeries where they go in, they tighten things up. And I imagine that is like going to a shady used car dealership where they put the drill in there and roll back the miles. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the vaginal rejuvenation surgery is for people that have had babies, right? Sure. See, that's, yeah, that's a one thing of the that reasons I... you might want to have it, or maybe you just want a, you know, a tighter vagina, independent of babies. Huh. 
Yeah, I. It is a great curiosity of, of mine. Not that I'm going to satisfy, but Jackie's only had C-sections, so she is stock. She's never pushed a baby <laughs> out there, and uh, and I wonder what the difference is. I wonder what the difference is. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll share this. <laughs> I don't know if I should share this, but here we go. Um, Jackie was on vacation. We would go on vacation with uh, like another family, right? You know, we're like childhood friends or whatever. And um, oh my god, I'm sharing this. She had to borrow a tampon from someone who had had a bunch of kids naturally, and uh, she's like, "Holy f- smokes!" And the woman said, "Yeah, well, you know." You- three or four kids and you know that's when you buy these big ones and <laughs> and uh so that's like all i know on the topic like i haven't like been with thoughts of the, that's what i know so i'm like ah oh, like what does change down there how so it's just like Gollum walking around the ship <laughs> like, 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 like knees raised like a football player i think she ship. just had to adjust you know i, I don't know i, I could ask her but uh <laughs> Let's get her on the show. No, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably get a good call. But um, but yeah, and I and the, these things are not discussed in polite society, but but here in PKA perhaps. And uh, I, it's it's not a lot of opportunity to like gather information on on this. Yeah. That's so, something that you, you realize, you know. Like I wrote a thesis on this about mm. two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. There are definitely different sizes of vaginas out there, but they are all, um, you know, more or less equally satisfying in one way or another. And there's a myriad of positions to get in to, to change the tightness or or um, looseness, if you will, of a vagina. You know, if, you, if if she's like facing you on her back and you like take her, le- her one leg and like fold it over the other and like make her cross like cross mm-hmm, her legs mm-hmm. like lady like like and then you just keep crossing the legs until they're almost like 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 a T. Like you've got a very tight. Uh, uh, thing going on there. That there should be a name for that in Brazilian thing. Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, they yeah, put her half the, guard. The, the cradle. Crisscross <laughs> applesauce, and if she doesn't tap, then you get a real tight job. <laughs> you put her in a Kimura, and that's going to open things up a lot. Trust me. <laughs> um, so, so there's definitely that. But I don't know. I've I've been with um, a really tiny girl before who was mm. like maybe five foot one or something like that, and it was like, oh my god, like this may not work. Like we may not be physically compatible. But I've also been with like a 40, I don't know, early 40s, like, um, you know, lady who'd had a couple of kids and had these giant fake titties. And, and there was definitely a difference there, but it was still good, good times. Like there was no like, it's oh, like, this is yeah. this is there was no like disappointment. It was like, oh, this is a different pussy. This one <laughs> does different stuff. Oh, it's like yeah. a cheeseburger or a pizza or something where it's like, yeah, there's some that's like really, really good that you're going to think back on. But you never get like a burger at some pub and like have to send it back because it's just unpalatable. Like it's always good. I have never it's sent pussy be back. Fine. It's all pink <laughs> on the inside if you order it medium. Never sent pussy I have back. never sent pussy back to the chef. Not once ever. Well, um, Kyle I, likes pussy more than Taco Bell. I do like pussy more than Taco Bell. <laughs> the same but, for him. Uh, that's a, that's a date one for his Tinder gals. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, but 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 yeah, there's definitely a noticeable difference. But whether or not it's a a a plus or a minus is definitely up for debate. Because I'm sure that some people are like, yeah, my wife's pussy is huge. We do all kinds of freaky shit. I can fist her. I can I can put these like I, I've seen they make those alien toys we looked at that look like a weird alien like mm, the penis. dragon and thing. They, and they put eggs in you. They like lay eggs inside of your pussy. I looked at those and it was awful. 
They're and so then she has to like give birth to the alien eggs after the, the, the dildo impregnates her. Like maybe you're into that and your wife's laying these big slimy green ostrich sized eggs and like while you like you, hit her with a Hitachi and she's just like Argh! and she lays these eggs. Do you, like, if that's do you think it's like those wrong uh, with that? Those ball guns that pump where you go like and then you go and you try and collect it and you put them all in there and you're like, God damn it, there's space at the top and I don't know where any of the balls went. I guess I just don't have ammo. You think that's what that thing is every once in a while where you're like, there's five eggs and six eggs and there's there's another egg in there. Then she lays an egg. All right. (laughs) We lost one. (laughs) (laughs) They just vanished. Introduce that into a relationship. That has to be something that the woman in the relationship introduces. Because I can't imagine any woman out there, like, bringing toys into the bedroom. Like, if you mention it to her and then she's like, oh, she's got an image in her head of, like, you know, vibrators or whatever, like, standard shit. (laughs) And then you bring in, like, this is my egg hatchery. It's actually (laughs) actually a version from StarCraft 2. StarCraft 2 is a version. And I'm going to use this to put six eggs up inside. No, no, come back. Come back. Come back. Come back. Come back. No, no, no. Come back. The door's locked. The door's locked. You can try. Uh, oh, where's the here? Oh. Look, I'll yell too. I'll yell too. Try to get the less- combination. Try to get the combination. Here, I'll help. 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 I can't get out. See, nobody can hear you. Nobody can hear you. Now we're going to do the eggs. We can do it now. We can do it later. You know? <laughs> no, come back. You're going to put that bib on. Or there's going to be a mess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna you someone trying to the car. It's not going to work. Yeah. You know? I have <laughs> a smock for you. you. Creep all over the bed. Zerglings come out of your asshole. It's going to be a great <laughs> shit show, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but just, just to top off the vagina <laughs> thing, like, like I, I've definitely experienced like crazy tight vaginas where it was like an effort to get going and even start the sex. Mm. But I've also had some that was like, oh, you've had a few kids. I don't care at all. This feels amazing, too. Um, so, so, so that's never been like, I suppose tighter is better in the end, I guess. I don't know. You don't have as many options with tighter. Let's I keep you on a medium pussy. One that's one that's ready for some some work. Right. It, it, you know, it, it's, it's not going to get up at the crack of dawn and like work till 10 a.m. to take a nap like this. This pussy's ready to go to work and mm-hmm. get the job. Mm-hmm. But also not a pussy that's 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 been like Conan the Barbarian, like pushing a, a mill a mill for their entire lives just walking in a circle like getting you don't want like out. a snuggie of a pussy that's just ah. enveloping your whole like you're sinking in but yeah yeah yep. speed well i mean we should probably keep it kind of even like we've been making you know what we should do jokes stuff I, I like we should bring up we, about what you said x Oh, like a, a big. You know, a, 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 a we need topics like this with a guest, right? This is the kind of show that we do with no guest all the time. I really want to bring on like, like comfortable. <laughs> what we talk about, I think. I, I but I think like, I have a fun time with this, and I, I feel like yeah. like we just need to get like a good. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a guest who wouldn't a be porn star. No, the opposite almost. Like someone oh. who doesn't know the scoop headed into PKA. Oh, someone to educate about like the weird like <clears throat> dildo, dildos that, like, that lay eggs in you and stuff. Maybe such. they're open-minded and they try to keep up, but we just keep reaching deeper depths. Uh, yeah. Like, like I don't know. Would that happen if we had on um, like Philly D? Would that happen if we had on? You need someone who both has nothing to lose and is a bit innocent because Philly will, you know, he's a professional. He'd be like, oh, I ain't talking about that, guys. I don't know anything yeah. about that. We you should know? get <laughs> like, like he won't be like a, a, a spoiled sport. He won't be like, oh, I, I don't want to talk about that. That's a little gross. Don't you? Why are we talking about it? he won't do that? 
Right. But he also won't engage and like, then admit to be an alien. Know, I know someone from Seed Layer who we've never had on. Yeah, I listen to his podcast every week. His name, Dar's moniker name is Dick Masterson. He was known for. Do you I've know who that him. is? I've heard it he before. Kind of got some fame being like the original troll, like a hardcore troll. Where like in two thousand five or something, he went on uh, Doctor Phil and a bunch of talk shows as like a complete character of of like what people, what an actual chauvinist is. Yep. Like he wrote a book. I own the book. Like. It's hilarious. It's obviously satire. It's just called "Men Are Better Than Women," and it's, and it's a whole book of like clearly comedy, but it's the kind of comedy that upsets, upsets people. But it's because there's a little truth in it. Yeah, yeah. But his book is great. But he would be an awesome guy to try and get. Because <coughs> I agree. I have also seen him on the Doctor Phil thing, and and he's like the the, the crowd is like giving. If you haven't looked shit. at Dick Masterson, Doctor Phil, you should. For it's really else. funny it's really stuff. Fun. Yeah, yeah. I, no, no. I agree with you, Woody. Like it would be fun to like. I don't know. Like, like, like a random pro gamer or something. And then just I want like someone who's this religious. breaks I, out. Oh, you want to go the other way. Yeah. You I want to go hard at him. Uh-huh. I want to educate someone. You know, I want someone who's open-minded who isn't going to call me the devil necessarily. Although that'd be fun too. Milo would be fun with this. Well, I, I talked to Milo about like how he cleaned his asshole out for those gay men he fucks. Like, like you couldn't make him feel uncomfortable. That's he was like, hey, you know, a little preparation. <laughs> I, I just, I, he, I, it's not what I was talking about, but I feel like if yeah. we went into this, he uh, he would be one of the hosts. Both feet. Jump yep. right in. Yeah, he, yep, he's yep. got no problem with that. I'd yeah. like to have him again. I would, too. I don't know if we can get him. You know what he's doing right now? Probably right talking now? about Berkeley or something. He's on Tucker Carlson's show. He's, 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 uh, he's on fucking Fox News right well, now. I like hope it. he respects how much PKA has helped him. A huge boost. Huge. <laughs> huge. Helped him bigly. Bigly. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> he's big league today with Harley Davidson. Uh, that, was, that was funny. Um, hmm. I liked his Harley Davidson little thing. Did you see it? Did you catch it? Trump met with the, 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 the higher-ups of Harley. They rode their Harleys to the White House wearing leather jackets, like all the CEOs and such. Mm-hmm. And he's like out there with them looking at their bikes, like in front of them. It, that was, I liked that. And he's like, yeah, that's a nice bike. And he's talking about it. And they get in the boardroom or whatever. And he's like, ah, oh, there's just something about the sound of that Harley. And, you know, that's music to the Harley guy's ears. Yeah. Like, yeah, there is something about the sound of a Harley, right? There yeah, that's is American something to the power. sound of a Harley. Of course there is. They got, <laughs> they got a very, very special harmonic they're going for there. They, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a, that, that noise is patent pending. Um, and he brought up, you know, Reagan putting the tariffs on the fucking Japs back in the day to keep the Hondas and Kawasaki's from running Harley out of business, which is a great thing for him to be throwing out there right now if you're trying to, like, make some conservatives and maybe There's some independents look, and look at you as more of a reasonable human being. There's a thing happening right now the motorcycle community is upset about. And I'm going to mess it up, but it's, like, all European motorcycles that have less than, like, 500 cc are getting a ridiculously high tariff, or at least that's the, what's on the table. But it's bundled into some larger, like, agriculture bill. And, and I don't know why, like, these motorcycles are impacted like they are. I wonder if I can hmm. find it quickly. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I, I don't know. I like watching Trump do his, his meetings when he's got everybody in that boardroom because there's so many people in there who are just terrified to do anything but agree. He'll, be, he'll, be, he'll ask him a question across the... He'll be, he'll be like, you agree with me, don't you? And the guy's like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, 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 absolutely. You know what I'm talking about, right, Carl? He's like, Carl's like, uh-huh. Absolutely, Mr. Trump. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, nobody wants to disagree. Here I- it is. So it's a, it's a tariff to exclude, like, different meats. Guts, bladders, stomachs of animals, whole pieces, and 
thereof. Fresh chilled, Fuck frozen, salted, in brine, dried, or smoked, and low CC motorcycles. Like, 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 I'm like I don't know. I don't know why this is happening. That's and, a very niche group of things. I feel like there's one Saudi billionaire whose entire net worth is made up of nothing but brined meats and low-powered motorcycles, and they're really targeting him <laughs> with this. Yeah, right. I, I oh my brined meat and sausage empire <laughs> slash Kawasaki motor cartel is over. Yeah. <laughs> it only hurts European motorcycles, so like KTM, BD, BMW, and Aprilia, oh, okay. and whatever. And it's from fifty-one cc to five hundred cc, like the smaller end. Okay. I don't. I, I I've looked. I've Googled. I can't find the justification. Like like. I think the only way that you're going to track down why this is is you're going to go back to find who proposed this thing. Like whose baby is this? And it's going to be some goddamn senator who's like. They, there's some fucking Japanese guy with a porno of him fucking three kids or something. He's like, ooh, you make the European motorcycle cost more. <laughs> like, it's something like that. And then he's like, it's got to be somebody's strings are getting pulled. Whenever you see, like, brined meats and motorcycles on the same bill, that's a lot of pork. That, that, that's just pork trying to get, you know, Senator McConnelly and Senator Phillips to get on board with the same shit because one of them's got an interest in the brined meat imports and one of them's got an interest in opposing European motorcycle yeah. imports. Like, the core of the whole thing has to do with the U.S. beast trade dispute with the European Union and then motorcycles. I, Interesting. I Maybe those are big import items from Eastern Europe to the United States. I mean, they don't have a lot. Right, we always talk about what Russia has, and they mock that. They're like, "Yeah, we need machine guns or oil." It's like, what's Slovenia making anyway? I bet it's brined meats uh, and underpowered motorcycles. Somebody <laughs> has to squat in all those tracksuits. <laughs> <laughs> that meme is uh, is on the rise. It's yeah, on the rise, and it, for good reason because it is true. Or at least it was in all of these like '90s and early 2000s pictures of Russia that I'm sure we're looking at. <laughs> in uh, Czech Republic. They and Czech Republic, all of those Eastern Europeans. Let me do all an ad read here. <clears throat> okay. From legendary game designer, John Van... All right, let's do one that I can pronounce right off the bat. <laughs> um, this episode of Painkiller Already is sponsored by our friends over at Squarespace. Whether you need a domain, website, or online store, make your next move with Squarespace. With easy-to-use tools, you can create beautiful, a beautiful website with Squarespace's all-in-one platform. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade. Ever. You can create a beautiful website or online store with an award-winning template. Uh, Squarespace's award-winning templates are the most beautiful way to present your ideas Hi. online. Squarespace also offers a unique domain experience that's fully transparent and uh, simple to set up. They're trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world. Squarespace is used by a wide range of individuals, uh, creatives and people, uh, musicians, designers, artists, restaurants, and more. Everybody needs their own corner of the internet today. So uh, get started and start your free trial today at squarespace.com slash PKA to get 10% off your first purchase. That's squarespace.com slash PKA. Uh, begin the next move in your career today with Squarespace. If you need a website, there is, this is definitely the one-stop shop. Tell anybody you know that's you know, about to pay some jackass you know, a ton of money to make them a website, go to Squarespace. And better yet, go to squarespace.com slash PKA to get 10% off your first purchase. Do that. Check them out. Squarespace. Build it beautiful and at okay. a reasonable cost. Let me now, tell you. Um, I'm very excited about listening to Kyle's pronunciation on this. Yes. What could it be? <laughs> <laughs> From legendary game uh, designer John Van Kanagan, 
Creator of the Heroes of Might and Magic series comes Creature Quest, an adventurous RPG that brings a new level of depth and strategy to mobile games. Creature Quest is an innovative blend of collectible RPG and strategy. All roads lead to adventure as players embark on quests to explore new realms while encountering a variety of creatures and obstacles along the way, with over 500 creatures wielding powerful abilities to collect and upgrade, and addicting battles with lots of treasure to discover. Players will constantly yearn for just one more battle. Creature Quest also boasts a unique PvP mode that allows players to use their own creature collection to build their own dungeons and challenge uh, other players for great rewards, in addition to guilds, chats, and uh, much more. <clears throat> From fun and unique stories in each quest to hundreds of adventure-seeking creatures with uh, upgradable abilities to st strategic, fast-moving battles, Creature Quest will appeal to anyone who loves role-playing, collectible uh, strategy, or fantasy games. Available on the App Store, Google Play, and at Amazon, download Creature Quest for free today and uh, be a part of the best turn-based collectible RPG. Your quest for adventure is paved with adventure. Your quest for creatures is paved with adventure. Quest on. So there you go. Check them out. That's a uh, new mobile game. Uh, it's a uh, nice blend of collectible RPG and strategy. Creature Quest. That's Check them cool. Out. It sounds like Check it'll be awesome. Out. We. Uh, Taylor wants to teach me how to play Magic the Gathering, and I, I have no excuse to to dodge this. So he's bringing that with him. Uh, um, mm. it, Taylor and I are going to hang out with Kitty in Colorado, and uh, there's going to be a bit of downtime, so apparently I'm going to learn to play some fucking Magic Oh, Gathering. you're going to learn more than just to play. We're Man, gonna I've play... been watching... I will. I have no problem. I have no qualms whatsoever. Peer pressuring people into playing Magic until after the point where they've made it visual to me that they're unpleasant and they're no, not I'm enjoying gonna it anymore. I, I'm going to tell you right yeah. now. I'm going to like. It. <laughs> oh, I, you I, will. I, I'm being a downer on this, but like I'm excited. I've been watching videos, and while I still don't know how to play, um, I get the the basis of it. Like I know how to like move my cards around at least at the start. You know, I know mm -hmm. where my my kill pile or dead pile is, and I, I know where you know where you get like seven cards yeah. in your hand or something, and mm -hmm. you cutting the cutting each other's deck. Like I know a little bit of the decorum and the Magic the Gathering. Um, what I don't understand is quite a, quite a, exactly what you're doing with um, the land cards and the swamp cards, and how I'll see them turn those sideways, and then like like they're adding the mana that this, yeah. or so something. Basically, I, so, I've I've uh, watched fifty games right of, of roughly, and I have no idea how to play. And they do shit like, like, all right, I'm going to tap the card. And I'm like, nothing happened. Nothing happened at all. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know why you did that because it, did. it clearly see, didn't so the way do it, shit. So the, <laughs> the reason that they're doing that is uh, if you look up like a card diagram, which might help you before we try playing, Kyle, it'll show you the cost of the card. And the cost of the card is done in mana. That's just the mm -hmm. unit of currency in the game. And that mana is produced from those land cards, which are those ones that you see at the bottom of the play area. And they can be green, like a forest, or red, like a mountain, or white, like a plains. And so if you have something that costs, say, a mountain and a swamp, which is black, you would need to have available one swamp and one mountain. And you would tap them. Tapping is the term in magic for turning, meaning that you've spent those cards for the turn. So you tap those two to show that you've added one of each of those colors to your spending pool, and then you use those colors to play that creature card. And So, so when you're really, turning those cards horizontally, they are tapping them and uh, utilizing the, mana, the mana that that card uh, provides to play their yes. creature card 
um, that requires that fuel or mana to, to be played. And then that creature card will have an effect on the other player's either creature card yeah. or, or, or maybe it's a, it's a defense. And so if or it's debuff. like Creature, for example, they'll put it on the field and it'll be there, and it's a game of resource management. So let's say I have 10 available land that I can tap, and I have something that costs 10. It's a super powerful monster troll or something, and I tap all of it and play it. Now, those don't untap until the next turn. They get a turn in between when that untaps. So if their turn comes up and they go, I'm going to play this two-cost, return any card on the field to its owner's hand, I'm going to return that to your hand. And you go, well, fuck, I can't play anything to stop it because I went too big too fast and spent all my money. So it's yeah, a, you would want to play something smaller so that you could save up for some tactics mid-turn or just to make them think that, you know, make them think, oh, I want to play this, but he left four untapped and I know he has that card. Like, I don't want to risk it. Uh, you'll like it a lot. And what's cool about that anthology deck that Taylor has behind him is it's made for doing this. I think that that that, that within that deck are like eight sixty card decks that are each like demonic or uh, one Angelic, of the different classes, yeah. um, yeah. elves or whatever. And so it's you could play eight handed with, with with your deck back there. So that's pretty. Was it cool. I had this that, that set two hundred. It was bucks? like one hundred and seventy bucks or yeah. so around I considered there. buying one, but then I I did some <laughs> research and I realized that like you had everything I need. Um, yep. So, so yeah, I think that'll be fun. I, I think that'll be fun. I, I'm down to play this game. It, on, mm. I, I, like we saw we Magic the play. Gathering, and I, I guess being an asshole, thought that is a game for nerds. I pass. And Onslaught thought this is perfect, and uh, he had all the fun. You know, it, it, he he was yeah. jumping in. He was learning. We we took Taylor, who was our ace, and we put him up against this girl, and. I think he won the first game, so... We split games, yeah, one-on-one. Yeah, one. so I was like, oh, he's clearly way better than her, and then it didn't work out. No, oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it goes up and down. I, a magic story from, like, maybe, like, six years ago now, probably longer, like, right when I was getting into YouTube, I played whatever magic was on Xbox with. I was playing a four-player with me, Hutch, Dunkus, I think. Haven't even thought about that dude in six years. I don't know, I haven't talked to him in forever. And Onslaught. And some of these games go a long time, especially multiplayer. And because you get little alliances and you go, okay, I'll long? team up. Yeah. Does uh, everyone no, have no, 20 no, no, points? No. <laughs> so explain the 20 point thing. Everybody has 20 points of life. Is that Everybody correct? Has 20 can I, life and that can be replenished and diminished, uh, uh, it right? It can be replenished or diminished, yeah, depending cool. on cards. Uh, different races do different things. So, like, white, white is like justice and life and that kind of thing as a theme and so they yeah, i want to play as demonic that's so that's racist insane. is black like evil and criminal well, uh, and stuff it, it's like different approaches to like the strategy so if you're playing white you can kind of guarantee that that white opponent you're playing is not going to play a card that just sucks a bunch of your life down you know it's mostly going to be boosting their own life and preventing damage themselves mm -hmm. if you play against a black swamp card or this is so oversimplifying but it's trying to help you understand it's yeah. going to be more like uh like tendrils of destruction, I think, is a card where it it sucks their life out, and then you get their life, or so, you just all out. Attack so white their life. is goodness, and black is what projects? Did you say? Yeah. No, black <laughs> is uh, is like the, I think all the all the coolest looking creatures are green. I think because green's big thing is like growth, mm -hmm. like they don't fuck around as much with like little spell cards and counters like blue does. They're just like, all right, these are my creatures, and I can make all of them gigantic and attack easily with all of them all at once so green's a lot of fun especially if you're new but um yeah it's it's a ton of fun you're gonna I like wanna, it a i want the demonic deck that seemed fun 
Like, like, yeah, you I can definitely play, want so, that. And I think there's like an angelic deck too. So, yeah. so, so it just, yeah. it's four different sets. So they, they do dual decks every so often where they release two decks that are made to play against each other. And okay. this is a collection of the four most popular dual cool. decks. So I've got, uh, there's goblins versus elves. Oh, but it's which eight is, uh, total, right? Yeah, it's eight total decks. Cool. And so, so like goblins versus elves, those are cards from a ways back where when they were ridiculously powerful. So if I played goblins against angelic, I... It, I me versus me, I'd beat Angelic's ass with goblins, who is red. And then they have Demonic and Angelic, which is black and white. Um, they have... Uh, and then some, like, Planeswalkers, which are, like, basically generals. And it's, so it'd be, like, Chandra versus Garak, or whatever the fuck. So, like, the red queen versus the green king, or whatever. It's it's so much fun. I know people out there probably don't give a fuck, and they're bored to tears, but... Yeah. No, that's give, they, they, they just skipped that yeah. part. They never even heard all this. So yeah, yeah I, uh, I I'm definitely into it. Uh, I think I'll have a lot of fun playing. Um, and, and, and you know, like most games, you've been, he, Taylor's been trying to get me to play this uh, this strategy. Oh, Total War Warhammer. Total yeah. War Warhammer, and I, Chiz Chiz nailed it. He, he's he's like, don't don't Kyle has a problem. Don't don't get him into that. It's gonna go bad. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because I get sucked into these games, and I want to be I want to get to like competitive level at them in two weeks. And yeah, and and sometimes happen. I do. Sometimes I do. Like like I felt like with Asian mythology, I got really fucking good really fast because I played like I, I was. I remember just playing all like for eight hours at a time, and I would just start off with my build order. And the first mistake, and I mean a little mistake, a, a five second mistake, I'd be like, "Whoop, scrap," and I'd start all over again. And eight hours of that was like fifty hours of PvP. It was like a hundred hours of PvP, maybe, because I'm just I played so many, so many games, so many repetitions of like memorizing the early game until my early game was just solid as fuck, and then mm-hmm. it was just a, a little luck, and I can I can beat you. So I, I I'm not gonna download that game. I have watched the videos <laughs> of that game. It is all of the things that I love. It is <laughs> macro and micro and mythology and magic. And those are all of my favorite components yep. of a game like that. And the, the graphics are good. Wizards and the battles themselves, like the actual fighting. Like it, when you zoom in on a lot of these games and you see the actual conflict, it's just like a bunch of guys with spears in unison being like, ah, yeah, the ah, models. like this is like, you know, if you send like a Minotaur rush in with your Minotaur unit, like they'll all do like different shit. Like they've got different weapons, like different axe shapes in their yeah, hand. Yeah, just to be clear, forms. like, like you're setting up a gigantic Lord of the Rings style epic battle yeah. that that where thousands like the, of thousands of units that are in waves and you can combine your various kinds of units based on what race you are. You know, so like you might have a bunch of skeletons and a bunch of zombies up front as meat shields, followed by some like badass trolls with hammers and stuff. And you've got some sort of dragon lord who's like debuffing the enemy front line while simultaneously providing um, support for the morale of your front line. It's yeah. very deep with the you're like, macro. You're watching morale and shit where it's like like you'll think that like a unit is fine in battle. I'm still learning. And so I'll think like, oh, there's like of the 60 people who are in that unit, there's like 42 of them left living. They're fine. And I'll ignore them for a second, and it'll be, the Cravens are fleeing the battle, my lord. And it'll, and you'll just look, and it's like them running. It's like, God damn it. Like, what the fuck? Like, how did they lose that confidence so quickly? And then yeah. you look into, like, the little details of it, and it's like, oh, they were fighting a fucking black orc, which causes more fleeing, or a biggin orc, which is just, you know, too powerful, it scares them away, or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's so much to keep track of, and it is right up your alley. 
I know it, it is. is. Those so battles. Are, I've, I've watched a couple occupies YouTube videos. the middle of your alley. Yeah, I've, I've watched a few YouTube videos. I kind of want battles Kyle to play. So the battles Anyone, are so Leave big. a comment if they're, you want Kyle to so play. Big. Leave a comment if you would like to see Kyle go down a really self-destructive route towards this game. I'm bringing I'm my gaming laptop so I can still play. I'm over here, like, so working play. out and, like, 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 like fucking right? doing, like, yeah, I'm over, I'm over here trying to do, like, He's got into squats. health. He started a business. He's an entrepreneur, I got exercise power. freak. And, and <laughs> you give That's him exactly a really... what's going on over here. Like, I, I'm doing business stuff, and then I'm like, all right, let's get two hours of workout in. I'm in there fucking hitting heavy bags. I got power bands on my legs doing, like... Like like shuffling across the force, sidestepping, and here's Taylor on my shoulder. This little Taylor devil. Like, don't you want to come play some games? <laughs> I got it. Would a be good a shame one. for your investment. <laughs> I got a great one for, for your you. investment in that PC to go to waste, though. I mean, that's true. From I a business that perspective, uh, yeah. Mike, Mike, if you look it back looks there, awesome. I've got my. We would look at. That, uh, I don't know if you could, my, my, my Vive and everything's over there in that chair. I've been playing, I played Vive like three hours today and two or three hours yesterday, I guess. Just, but I've been having a, I've been having a good time with that. It but seems to me that playing on the Vive should count as working out. It does count as working mm -hmm. out. I don't, I like, like, I don't feel guilty when I play the Vive. I really don't. Like, it, it's not like I took time off of like something productive. I feel like it's, it's a brain workout. It's a, it's a body workout. There's some hand-eye coordination training to it. Like, I'm in there like... Lots of buttons and like moving physically at the same time. I'm dodging lasers. I I I got a, I, I I play uh, that raw data game. That's one of my favorite. That and Brookhaven I've talked about before. But now I'm using the sword in uh, raw data. So like the bad guys are shooting their lasers and I'm just doom, 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 and, like hitting them back at them. They're hitting them in the head. It's it's a lot of fucking fun. Oh, you throw the sword. You uh you throw the sword just right and it just through the air and then it comes back like a boomerang. And when you catch it, there's a, a haptic feedback. So you feel it snap your snap back to your hand, and it's like yeah, fuck yeah. And after a while, I'm just a ninja in here. Just like, it look. I bet if you looked at me, I look like I'm like on acid, like raving, like like <laughs> if you put like techno music, like, doo, 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 and I'm in, I'm here just spinning around and looking everywhere. But I How love that. You have two shit. swords or one? Uh, in that game, it's one sword in your right hand, and then your left hand is like telekinesis. Like uh, okay. you like charge for a second and go boom, and like push them all away. Um, that, but, but you play as multiple characters in that game. So one guy's got a pump shotgun that shoots grenade launchers too. And one guy has a pistol. Um, but mm -hmm. I, I definitely prefer the sword. Uh, I don't know. I dig that game a lot. And with the 1080, it looks so much better. I turned the super sampling up to 200%. And it doesn't even fucking stutter. It just takes all I can give it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving this computer. It, yeah. It, from a business perspective, it was neat to see NVIDIA come out with something that really just... Like every year, it gets like five percent faster, five, and then doubles or whatever the hell it did. Like it, yeah, it, it, it changes. It's, 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 it's so fucking good, and I like that they're they've waited so long to put the TI out because I don't feel bad about this decision at all because that they're not even talking about the the 1080 TI or at least I haven't read anything substantive. It's not coming out of Nvidia. It's people like, oh well, the Pascal technology will definitely move in this direction, and they'll do this and that, and there'll be this much power, and it'll use this kind of a. Uh, uh, this mini pin connector, and I'm like, okay, well, that's good. When's it coming? This is all hypothetical. You don't even know if it's coming this year. It'll yeah. probably be holiday season. It's good for this you. One. I've always had the opposite experience. Every time I buy a graphics card, and mind you, I get them expensive. They're like a grand, and uh, immediately something better comes out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, that's lame. Yeah. I, I, my monitor's done the same thing, too. I'm really happy with this purchase. I was scared when I pulled the trigger on it. I was like, oh, man, if next week Asus comes out with the better version of this thing that's like 4K and this size and curved 
and it's only like $200 more, I'm going to feel like shit because I'm already spending $1,300 on a monitor. <laughs> but I fucking love this monitor. I did have this monitor up in my bedroom on a, like next to my bed, and it rotates like 280 degrees or something, like, like much farther than you would think. And so I could twist it completely out of the way when I was asleep. And then when I wanted to, just by twisting it, it almost came into my lap, into the bed, and I could play Xbox on it. But I've got it back on my PC now because I'm going to play some uh, Battlefield 1, or at least I intended to. Then I, I got feel, stuck on the Vive. I feel that way about my monitor, too. Like, it's ultra-wide. It's, it's a lot like yours, except it's not curved. It's just a big, wide, flat one. And uh, the only trouble is you can't fully enjoy it if you live stream. I used to try to live stream and it didn't fit the 16 by 9 because I had it wider. And uh, I don't know, everyone felt like it was worse. It's like, no, it's better. You're getting more on. And no one felt like it was better. <laughs> yeah. So, There's a few games that don't support it, which is lame. Um, yeah, if it sticks then. you, if it sticks a fucking 1080 screen there, like, like with these big black ends on it, like, I'm like, well, what the fuck is this? You know, like, like give me 34 by 3440 by 1440 support. But yeah. most games have it. And, uh, and usually when it doesn't, I just, Oh, it's not in the room anymore, but I just get, put that 4K monitor up here and watch out and do, do it on it. I like that too. Like I bought that. Me and Chiz both bought those 4K TVs, Amazon TVs, and they're fucking great. There's not enough input lag on that thing for me not to have fun on. I mean, maybe a shooter I wouldn't, but mm-hmm. um, like strategy games, like RTS. Yeah, we have a 4K TV. I don't know how big it is. Call it 50 inches, something like that, and uh, it's really nice. Like my eyesight is not as good as it was when I was 19. Like, you know, I, 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 we've talked about it on the show before, but it's degraded. To some, I can still definitely, when, when 4K comes on, I'm like, whoa, like, that is nice. And uh, right now my mother-in-law watches it all the time, and she feels the same way. And she's like 76 or something, and she's still like, this TV is great. You know? It's next like, level. Yeah. Like, I feel like the big knock on 4K was that, like, oh, I guess it's a little better. It's hard to even oh. tell. You live with it. And it will become your new standard, you know. Yeah, I never had that knock. Like, like, like mm. I go back and forth. I've got. Uh, I, see, there, there's the question of like, what visual resolution do I get from my 72 inch 1080, 15 feet away? You know, visually, like I might be experiencing 5K. You know, because of the distance I'm sitting back from those pixels. Like it, mm-hmm. it, 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 it but. I go from that to like the 4K into this 3440, and like, man, 4K looks fucking sick. Like water droplets. Like I, I'm just, everything is just incredible. I saw today um, something about some new liquid crystal technology that's supposed to increase resolution by three times or something like hmm. that, with then be cheaper and run cooler. So Everyone's I think we need gigabit. <laughs> need uh-huh. that eight. I want that 8K and uh, and uh, 8K resolution, and then I want to watch Guardians of the Galaxy on it. I, I see those charts like, well, at this distance, you can't even tell that. Fuck you. For one, yeah. that chart doesn't pass the sniff test, right? That's what I call the, like, does this make basic common sense? You know, like, it, it, it came from math. And when my daughter would do her math thing and, you know, 9 minus 6 is 13, I'm like, hmm, hmm. Does that smell right? You know, and uh, so when I look at those charts, and they're like, "Well, at this distance, all humans, you know, are uniformly can't tell." This sounds like a rule of thumb chart to me, and mm. it certainly doesn't fit me, and I'm not special. And uh, 
anyway. picturing you sitting at home with Hope as she's young, teaching her math, and she's like, five plus six equals 14. And you're like, Hope, just look at it. It's clearly wrong. <laughs> and she's like, I don't see. And you're like, that's the problem. You don't see. <laughs> I'm not that kind of monster. It was usually no, like, like what it would be is like, Okay, four answers come in a row. We're doing uh, fractions times fractions, but the answers always seem to come out as like three, seven, nine, two and eleven sixty-fourths. Hmm? Does that one seem suspect to you? you know, do, do you think they put that on your third grade fraction adding <laughs> test? Do you think they gave you an eleven sixty-fourths? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, Can um, you my... simplify that fraction? No. I don't know. Eleven's a prime, prime number. Um, yeah. The uh, oh, here's one. I I learned about the that sniff right. test when I was studying for my SATs. Uh, they they said that on the SATs, I don't know if it's still the same way, but the math questions got progressively harder. Not perfectly progressively harder, but the hard ones were at the end, and the easy ones were at the front, by and large. So they had this question, and it was it was like, all right. So the second to last question is this: Joe's rides his bicycle to Mary's house. He goes five miles on the way there, or five miles an hour on the way there, and 15 miles on the way back. What's his average speed? And if you're like me, the knee-jerk reaction is, well, five one way, 15 the other. It's probably 10, right? You know, you add them and divide by two. It's not. Uh, it's something less than 10 because he spends more time at five miles an hour than 15. And, uh, oh, yeah. And shit. <laughs> so Sneaky how far does he have to go? Then that would make this easy. I think if I knew how far he had to go, I could one do this one. Yeah, you would weight it, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. um uh that was the number I didn't have. Yeah, but well, it was probably in the test. I don't know. But uh the yeah. thing, it was a test taking strategy, and they're like, if this question is at the end of the SATs, right, where all the hard ones are, and you see this, look at a little cross eyed and, and you know, don't fall for the easy answer. Ah, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I've and, and sometimes if you see a question that's far too easy for the test anyway, to, like, like if the mm -hmm. test looks wrong at all, because teachers are cocksuckers. Have, <laughs> did either, either of you ever have a teacher or professor or whatever who did this one? The beginning of your test has like a, a ton of instructions, like a paragraph mm -hmm. of instructions. And you've got like a, a 45 minute quiz to do. And you just kind of scan them and then you get right into algebra or history or whatever it is. But in the instructions, it says... Mark A for every single answer, sign your name, and put in the red slot on the teacher's desk. Don't say a word to anyone. And that's the <laughs> test. That's the test. I'm like, got, I got two of those tests separately from separate teachers in high school. I, I, it was, I, I got both of them. I got both of them. I read Because I remember see, I was just like, oh, I better read these goddamn instructions. I hope this doesn't hold me up. And it's just like, wait a minute. This is a different kind of test. <laughs> I'm, looking at, I'm looking at people like, oh yeah, okay, like like working shit out and doing like like trying to remember who fucking Socrates mm -hmm. is, and I'm like, a a a a. I've never had that. I can't imagine that working in like an actual like uh, auditorium in college because it would take one person to read it, and then everybody who didn't read it would see the person stand up two minutes into test and go turn it in and he probably someone would go hey it's in the instructions it's in the instructions hey he fooled us and the teacher would be like shut up he gets an f and nobody else read the instructions like, Keep reading. oh fuck my whole plan you know i guess everybody gets an a <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did you think uh, auditorium classes uh, were harder or easier uh, i can't tell you how many times i was taking math tests mm. which classes 
like huge ones. People get nervous. You're um, lagging sometimes. But people get nervous about classes that have 400 people in it. And in my experience, anyway, those are all easy classes. Like, if there's a class with eight people in it, you're taking fucking, you're, like, you're going to be a doctor at the end of it. But if there's a class with 400 people in it, they're teaching you to use the library. And, and it's yeah. not a problem. Like, I, I had a, an economics class with, like, 550 people in it or so. That sounds hard. And it was, like, one of those classes where they were, like, or it was, it was like, a bust them out kind of class, you know, where it was, like, something required for some majors, but required for all finance and econ majors. And they tried to like weed out people, you know how they have those weed out classes. Mm -hmm. And this, uh, what was she? She must've been, she was Korean and her accent was so thick. She couldn't understand this chick and the one who teached it. And she would tell us, she's like, you know, most people, you know, there's about a 55, 60% pass rate and about a 40% fail rate for this class. So about almost half of you in here aren't going to pass this class if pre previous years are any indication. And I kind of like looked around and at the time I was a senior and this was a freshman class. Like I just hadn't taken it yet. I just needed to go back and do it. And it was like looking around like, Oh, hot dog. Because I guarantee this senior is not in that 40% who's going to fail because I'm at least old enough and wise in big air quotes enough with M Mizzou and in school to be like okay i really do have to put my nose to the grindstone with some of this stuff like there there are so many classes in college that people fail just because they're lazy like not because the content is actually hard i have so i have an uncountable number of friends in college who had to spend extra years extra semesters uh just ended up dropping out in certain cases after putting in a couple years because they were lazy pieces of shit in the end and they was like hey mike we should probably get ready for that test we have and that class we share. You know, I know you were talking about when we were drinking last night, you said you had a 1.7. That can't be great for you. So maybe you want to go study. It's like, no, fuck that. It's going to be so easy, dude. It's going to be so easy. It's Sometimes like, the profile of that student is that they were able to get through high school on intuition, right? People be like, oh, they're geniuses, whatever. No, no, no. What it was is they were able to take tests and get through the courses with what was common sense to them, you know, and, and uh, then they get to college and just like intuition doesn't get you through microeconomics. And, yeah, you know, I like, got like I didn't have to. You don't have to study a lot in high school. Like even the finals, it's like, come on, like it's not a real final, like a university final. But yeah, you're exactly right. Like it's almost like it's so easy that those people go, yeah, my geometry teacher told me this is a real hard one, too. And then I just blew right through it. And so so many people that first semester in college just treat it like that and then lose easy credits. Like mm -hmm. like if you're if you're in your first semester in college or you're about to enter it and you're listening to this, like you got to cement your GPA high like you will kick yourself if you got a bad grade, one bad grade your freshman year because there's no excuse for it. Like it, you can get an A in all those classes unless you're like taking, I don't know, engineering or something really tough that would bend me over. But even then, yeah, it's, freshman, it's, it's, uh, it's just annoying that so many, much of the failure in college you see from friends or acquaintances is just because they don't do it. Like, I don't know how people would do that. I would, I get, I would, I get so stressed out to do with school. It's like, Hey Taylor, you want to go out, go drink and go to a bar? It's like, no, I have this. It's due Monday. It's like, yeah, it's Saturday night, though. It's like, yeah, if I go, I'm not going to be able to enjoy it. I'm going to be stressed out the whole time. I'll just get this done, and I'll meet up with you later tonight. Like, that's the I thing don't that's unique to school, too. Like, it, it's, you're uh, uh, growing up now. Does your boss ever, like, like uh, you know? Do, do you have 
tasks now where you're like, I can't go to the movies on Saturday night. You know, yeah. I, I'll just be completely. But I, I never like I work. I thought I worked a lot, but it didn't re- like school is the only place that has this expectation that they own you 24 hours a day. I felt like that was unique to school. Whereas at work, they're like, oh, we want you to have work-life balance. It's important to us because if we burn you out, you're not going to be good when you're 52 and, you know, whatever. Not that you'll be working yeah. there, but whatever. It, it, they just have this expectation that people are happy. And that doesn't seem like a goal in school. Yeah, definitely not in school. But I mean, it makes sense. Like you're getting paid for work, so you have something to be happy about. Whereas with school, most of the time you're paying huge amounts. Does it? Is it for, does that not make sense? Isn't it the opposite? Like at school, shouldn't things be a little easier because you're the customer? But no. Oh yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, no, but they need to make sure those customers keep coming back. So no, it's it's like a weird thing with university now. It seems like they have to make it so easy that anyone can get some degree, you know, because obviously they want as many potential customers as possible. But they also have to keep like the quote real majors hard enough that a bunch of fucking goobers aren't going out there and being like, I'm an accountant too, willy nilly, hope for the best. Like, there you are, Kyle. I came back and I was not on the call anymore. Oh, well, I guess I just well you are randomly. back, and that's what matters. We were concerned. I knew we'd be back. I was knew never what? scared. Did anything <laughs> fun happen while you weren't on the call? <laughs> <laughs> no. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> it was only a minute or two. I was going to bring you back to hockey talk just so that. Are they would losing? That way. Uh, Blues are up four to one. End four of the set. to one with the new coach. This is his uh, first game, right? First game. Yep. Spurring them on to victory. So I think you can expect to outscore your opponents by quadruple going forward. I think that is fair, unless the Blues pull a classic St. Louis Blues here and let in four goals in the third period and lose by one, or even more Blues would be to let in like five goals and lose by two. But. <laughs> Uh, fire hazard <laughs> fire hazard she was raised by a fireman and oh did she bring him back in there uh just the empty uh, oh just the just the empty bookshelf the pollen covered shelf I, <laughs> right I, behind. how much better am i now than an hour ago like i was, I was cough, so much better. sneezing my eyes were like what you had to get some specialty <laughs> yeah that was that, that that i didn't expect that effect you are oh, definitely we're... allergic to roses we're getting in. How how long are we into the show? Three thirty. Are you, you looking at the calling? Tale. Do you want a what? A Bible tale, a story oh, of. Uh, you know I biblical. do. Oh, I thought you were asking to end the call. To which I was going to say, no, no. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I, I was I was asking because if you if you had said like three minutes and or three hours and fifty minutes, I'd be like, okay, we can end on a Bible tale. But it's not going to be half hour, so we'll just tell it now. Then. I still want so the Bible tale. We talked about. Elisha some last week. You guys remember he's one of the Jew wizards known as prophets from the mm. Old Testament who magic things. He's the guy who they called him bald head, bald head, all the children, you know, in the town. And then he summoned the two bears to slaughter the children and told them, you know, that'll that'll show you to be a little snarky from now on. And so that seemed like an am I the asshole story where he was totally an <laughs> asshole. And so I wanted to even it out a little bit. Like, Elisha couldn't have been that bad. God gave him superpowers. And so, here's a, a better side of Elisha. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it's a more obscure Bible tale, so a lot of people won't know this one. So, there's a guy named Naaman, 
and Naaman was a general for Syria or Assyria, whatever the fuck it was back then. And they didn't get along great with Israel. Uh, if you read the Old Testament, it's pretty much just over and over of Israel being like, and then we ran into the Moabites and they were total assholes until we <laughs> conquered them. And then we ran into the Ammonites and even bigger assholes until we conquered them. And just kind of that story. But they weren't getting along at the time and Israel had the lower hand. He was more powerful. And this guy Naaman had leprosy. And leprosy, obviously, very bad. I don't fully understand how you can be like a general and have leprosy because I feel like it's super, super contagious and anybody would get it. But he did. He had leprosy and he wanted to try and get it cured. They tried everything, honey rubs, you know, goat uh, milk, all, all the things, all the, all the classics, and nothing worked. And so he goes to his king, I'm going to go seek out the king of Israel because that dude has this guy Elisha in his bench and he's magic he's an actual magic man who might be able to save me from leprosy so i'm gonna go give it a go and so this guy reaches out to the king of israel and goes hey i'm coming over don't panic just coming over for a bit if you could hook me up with elisha and try and heal me that would be awesome and the king of israel is like this is so shady bullshit like there's no way he's coming over he's gonna come try and conquer us and elisha overhears the message that was sent to the king of israel and goes hey just send him straight to me just send him straight to me it's going to be fine. Send him to my little hovel, my hobbit home, wherever I live. And so this guy, Naaman, brings gifts, chariots, gold, spices, all the stuff, all the stuff that you want back in the day. And he shows up at Elisha's house waiting there. He's got leprosy. The boils are so sore. He's been walking over the desert all day. Imagine doing that in bullshit sandals and, and covered in pustules and boils with a necrosis occurring on your little appendages. And he's waiting out there, waiting you know, Elisha, Elisha, are you coming out? Elisha, sitting in there, tells his servant to go out and tell him, hey, I'm not available. I got a lot of stuff going on right now, so I'm not coming out. You're not going to see me. Just go bathe in the Jordan River seven times, and you'll be fine. And Naaman is pissed. He's like, I just brought shit. Look at how much, how many people are here right now and how many chariots and how many things i brought all of this just to be like just i he, he told him like i expected you to come out and wave your hands and place hands on me and get rid of this leprosy and instead you tell me to go take a dunk seven times in a dirty river miles from here it's ridiculous i'm going home and so naaman's about to head back and of course apparently one of his servants had seen a netflix series at one point because he's like no dude this is obviously like a woo gotcha kind of thing that he's doing so let's give it a go we're gonna stop at the jordan river on the way back either way we have to cross it just dunk yourself fuck and so they get to the river he dunks himself seven times and he comes out pristine clean as ever completely cured and he is like so he's elated he tries to again to send all the gifts to elijah you know so just give it to him i don't care what he says just make sure that guy gets it this is the best like i'm not gonna die i'm great like praise to the israel god sends him all the gifts and elisha again says no no i'm not taking any gifts take him back and so naaman's like whatever dude fine and so he takes all the gifts back brings him home the guy doesn't have leprosy what uh Elisha's servant then does is some really sketchy bullshit. He goes to Naaman and says that whole gift thing. Hilarious, hilarious story. He thought that you wanted a gift from him and he said he didn't have one, but we definitely want all those gifts. We want all of them. All those gifts you brought the other day, I'll, I'll lead them back there. I'll bring them back, okay? 
And the and Naaman's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I trust you. You just saved my life, so take it. Take the chariots and the gold and whatever and keep it. And this guy, Elisha's servant, ends up keeping all of it from Elisha and doesn't t- tell him that he took that gift. And so this guy's now loaded off of his ass, off of a bunch of stuff that he didn't do for Elisha. Elisha, of course, is a wizard of sorts, a prophet. And so he figures this out. I don't know what the servant thought he was going to do by pulling the wool over this guy's eyes who just cured <laughs> leprosy. <laughs> he just cured somebody's leprosy. And he's like, this is the guy to screw. Like, fuck this guy. And so he gets it. Elisha finds out, brings him in. It's almost like he's getting fired, you know, where you get called into the office and it's quiet and it's, you know, We've had a lot of discussions in the past about issues of behavior. Uh, you've read our code of conduct and our ethics policy. You know who, how we do things here at Jews Incorporated, and this is not how we do it. And the servant expecting just to get fired or let go, like, oh, I can't help this old wizard man anymore with his daily duties uh, in between curing people. And Elisha flips the script and goes, actually you're going to get leprosy. (laughs) And he goes, actually, no, that's not it. All of your descendants will have leprosy. Now get out of my house. (laughs) And so this servant, for stealing stuff, gets venge leprosy from a prophet and that's not even enough. It's if you do manage to get laid with your necrotic leprosy cock, that kid's (laughs) popping out like, you know, uh, covered in welts and boils and whatnot. Like your whole livelihood is ruined. It's all for nothing. And, and there's no chapter in later books where they revisit it and they say, <laughs> you know what? It's been years. You've learned your lesson, haven't you? And he goes, and my tongue fell out. But I <laughs> and then he goes, okay, fine. They cure him. Like, no, it doesn't happen. They just let him die of leprosy. So really, he didn't even cure leprosy. He just transferred it to another soul. That's what now, happened, at the yeah. start of it, you said, hey, I'm going to point a, you know, paint a light in a kinder light. I, I'm not if sure If you, you did cut that. out the last few lines, it's as positive <laughs> as a lunch <laughs> <laughs> those, those Old Testament prophets, like the stories they tell you about them in, the, in Sunday school are not the interesting stories with those prophets. They'll tell you the ones of like, oh, and then he came out and he, you know, uh, there's blindness and he put his hands on the guys and the scales fell from his eyes and he was able to see once more. They never tell you the fun shit about bears attacking the children or vengeful leprosy given out by a madman who won't accept (laughs) gifts from an enemy general who he cures of leprosy. Um, And to be fair, the end game of all of this is that Israel conquered um, Moab those those people there in Syria or whatever it was. So mm-hmm. in the end, it's like, hey, you, you don't have any leprosy, but we're coming to kill you in like three weeks anyway. And that did end up happening, and they slaughtered 10,000 in the city and conquered it uh, for 80 years. So it did pan out yeah. for Israel. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah, it, uh, it, that's the thing with Bible stories in the Old Testament. If you take off like the last 15, 16%, <laughs> they're very uplifting. Yeah, those always end really harshly. It's It's almost like some... Roman senator came back later and put something in there to frighten the masses. Yes, fluoride. Mm. Fluoride. That makes them gay. <laughs> fluoride. <laughs> That's why all these A senators Senator are Alex Jones, I believe. <laughs> senator Alex Jones. From the great state of crazy motherfuckers and scam. I believe that was Senator Governor Jesse the Body Ventura. <laughs> I love that. Elisha never cured that leprosy. It's a rumor. 
<laughs> started by the establishment to let them take full control of health care in this country. <laughs> That's the level of stuff he says. Yeah, he's great. You know, he lives off the grid, as he says, oh, in Mexico. In he's Mexico? In Me- yeah, he lives in Mexico. <laughs> off the grid. Is he rich? I can't tell. He looks poor. Yeah. He looks yeah. uh he looks like he should be begging for money in New York City. He looks poor, but let but not in a money way. He just mm. looks poor. He hmm. has a poor look about him. He looks like things haven't gone well um, in a long time. For one thing, I mean, he's bald, but he was always bald. He always shaved his head. But he's got that, like, last remnant of hair way in the back, grown down to his shoulders. And it's like a foot long. Before. Yeah, that's a terrible yeah, look. That's it's a terrible look. It's the old crazy man look. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the guy was a governor of a state and, uh, you know, a it's professional a wrestler, a movie star. Uh, no. and, and yet still, uh, he's a bit of a madman, but I, I think he's crazy like and a fox because he does all those, he does all those conspiracy, uh, shows and he gets paid a bundle. Like, like part of his off the grid thing in Mexico. I think that's a show he does where he's, it's like mm. off the grid with Jesse Ventura. This you know? week on off the grid. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> Is yeah, there any good I, on uh, Netflix lately? Um, Anything good, you asked? Yeah, sometimes people like The Crown. I haven't. I tried to watch it. I didn't give it a proper chance. I tried uh, Frontier. I gave that uh, that show a go. It's got um, I don't know what his name is. Carl, but the guy who played Carl Drogo. <laughs> yeah, Carl is his name. Yeah. So he's like a fur trader, and it's one of those shows again where like I really want to like it because I want a mm-hmm. new series, but it's just not pulling me in. Mm. Like, uh, you see the new, uh, You see the news? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. The making a, a murderer style one. No, I'm more I have behind. not. I'll have to watch. Um, I, I, I liked it. It's the, the, each episode this season has been very different from from the last, um, and this is a whole new like form factor of an episode. You know, they they completely rip off the making a murderer uh, documentary and do it in that style. And you can imagine, of course, they recreate the scene of Brendan being questioned <laughs> in the. And it's he's Charlie, like, though, right? Yeah, it's Charlie on cat tranquilizers. He's just like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not how this works. You tell me how she died. Pile driver? Pile driver. <laughs> they're, like, you know, they're just like walking him through it. But it's it's called uh, the name of the episode is um making a making Dennis Reynolds a murderer or something like that. Making a murderer the Dennis Reynolds. And uh and it's all about if Dennis Reynolds is a murderer. And uh it's it's filmed if, in that same style. You know clearly he either is or will be. You know that guy's. He definitely psycho. will be. He yeah. definitely will be. And and, and I, I'm not going to spoil anything. But but I liked the episode. But it's very different than you know. It's as different an episode as the musical episode was. It's not their standard fare. I liked that but, one. It's, and Chiz hated it. I think. Yeah, Chiz, that was definitely a bad one. In Chiz's opinion, I liked it. Um, no, no, no. The musical. No, no. Chiz loved it. Taylor hates it. Oh, is that I haven't mixed up? Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that at all. They're they're yeah. like I, I have high hopes for Sonny's songs ever since the um, Nightman or the Dayman <laughs> musical episode, which is just like I rewatched that one recently because it's so fucking funny. But there's the songs just weren't. I don't know. It was it was a disappointing episode. It wasn't that great. The rest I of the season since then that I've seen has been it. much better. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I think it's I think it's a good season this year. Um, it, it's very impressive that they're making good seasons and new original stuff and going to different places this this far into their tenure. Uh, I dig the show. I like it a lot. It's one of my favorites. Uh, I watched it today, the new episode, um, and I liked it. Like I said, I liked last week's episode too. I loved the water park episode, um, and the the musical episode was just okay because and and it was just okay for me 
because of what you just said. The, the, the songs were not, in my opinion, up to the level of the Dayman uh, and that episode and any of the songs yeah. in the Dayman. Um, but yeah, I love that fucking show, man. It's great. I'm trying to think what it's else I'm watching. You mentioned you asked, find something else you asked about Netflix. I've been watching, I've been rewatching the Trailer Park Boys a bit lately. I went back and I discovered there were a few holes in my Trailer Park uh, Boy uh, repertoire. I had never watched mm-hmm. Say Goodnight to the Bad Men, which is the 46 minute um, higher budget episode that was made to be the end all be all uh, Trailer Park episode, like the final after season seven. Um, it's supposed to go there. And then, of course, Netflix picks them up for. Um, uh, maybe seasons eight, eight nine, nine and, ten. and ten. Yeah, and then there's um, four movies. There's um, I, I don't know the trailer parks boy. Like I'm of the opinion that these shows don't get worse. I just get tired of them, and that's kind of what happened to me with Trailer Park Boys. Like it, I, I feel like it's the same story now for like the tenth year in a row. Oh, it totally, definitely is. Um, in, in many cases, literally, like they're not even doing different stuff. It's the same like, um relationship dynamic issues it's like oh it's an issue because mr Leahy's drunk and randy is with somebody else and we someone else is going to try to take the park and we need to sell enough drugs to buy the park that's like every episode ever right you yeah know? and and you know the money troubles are causing this stupidity is causing that problem you know this like um who's the main character blonde dude ricky ricky yeah you know he can't seem to get along with his baby mama because he's stupid and uh like because she's stupid and a whore yes <laughs> and, and, i don't know it, 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 i feel like george it's the Green. same show for 10 years in a row I it do- probably is i i dig it though i like every little nuance of it and all those little characters and how shitty they all are um i i, I like what a whore lucy is like she's literally fucked every i was i'm, I'm watching and i'm like She's fucked that guy and that guy and that guy. They're all in the same room. She's fucked them all. Well, that's the case <laughs> with so many of the characters. Sarah's another one. Sarah has fucked everyone, the redheaded chick. I like to watch Sarah, the redheaded chick, as the series goes on, get fatter and fatter and fatter. Um, most of them do. Almost all of them get fatter and fatter and fatter. Um, you know, Cor- uh, Trevor. Who doesn't? Maybe Lady. The, the, I don't know if it's Corey or Trevor because I, 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 I think it's Corey. I think Corey's the black kid or the mixed kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, he he stays in shape the whole time. Uh, in fact, he's the alcoholic more does too. I mean, he gets older; he can't prevent that. But he doesn't get Wh- fat, does he? They're all alcoholics. Which one? Good point. The, Ricky's dad, the bald guy who wants to be a cop, Mr. Leahy. Yes. Uh yeah. Well, he's got the body type to stay thin, I guess. And and he was old when it started. He he was like fifty when they started. It seemed like you know. So he. He'd gotten to the slow metabolism years where drinking a 12-pack of beer doesn't do it anymore. But Ricky has gotten real big. Uh, I, the most recent thing they've done is some sort of like trailer park boys in Europe. Mm-hmm. And it's just so contrived. Like, like the whole idea of why they're there is stupid. Why, why are they there? Oh, God. I don't remember the, the reason mm-hmm. they went there. But once they're, they are there, they're on like this tour of Europe where like they have to jump through hoops to get cash. Like they've got no money and no drugs. And it's like, ah. Here's your challenge for today, boys. And really, it's just a good reason to like put them in odd scenarios in Europe to make this stupid fucking 10-episode thing they made. I hate it because they're all fat. Even Bubbles is really fat. And they're just doing stupid shit in Europe that, that isn't comical at all. And I, you know, I want to see them in a goddamn trailer park living in poverty. And uh, when they win, 
I want that to mean they get to live on the inside. And when they lose, it means they like are literally homeless people outside. One of them's in a tent. We're drinking out of the bottom of a two liter with the with the like the the bottom of a two liter cut off. And like one guy's got to drink out of a cat bowl because we ran out of two liters. And I, I love the poverty and the just the white trash bottom of the barrel kind of humanity I, that they show off. I just off. feel like they like I haven't seen the Europe stuff. I guess it's terrible because you say it is. But like to me, I'm like, I'd like to try something different. You know, I can't watch them fucking try to raise money to save the trailer park for the 11th year in a row. Oh, they're gonna. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, if, you, if you watch, that's what you're gonna get. I don't know if you've seen the... The 10th season is shit, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I don't like the 10th season. I feel like it jumps the shark a bit. They've got um, Tom Arnold, uh, Snoop Dogg. Oh, and, I did uh, see that. I didn't care for that. And I'll tell you, the worst part about it, was, uh, it wasn't Tom Arnold or Snoop Dogg. It was that fat, lesbian woman with the pink baseball bat who kept like pushing all the main characters around and saying really disgusting, disgusting stuff. And you know, it takes some pretty coarse language to make me feel uncomfortable, <laughs> but this bitch talking about her love stick or whatever, and like jerking off her pink bat. It's like, yeah, like, no, there are no women who think you're attractive. You big fat dyke. Like there isn't, you're, you're no one's cup of tea. Like, why are you so like proud of what you look like and what you are? You're disgusting. And, and she's just pushing all the guys around and I'm just waiting. I'm like, Oh, She's gonna get her come is up. She it's rich? Just like, no, she's no. she's 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 just say, part she's of another. wealthy enough. Someone will like her. Fucking no, Donald no, Sterling got some ass. Yeah, she's just. I'm just thinking like, oh, she'll get her comeuppance here at the end of the season. By season eight, we'll fucking have her in prison or something. No, nah, she never gets put in her place mm. at, at any point, and that rubbed me the wrong way. I I, I really dislike the, the tenth season, but shit, the first nine I'm, I I can watch over and over. I really do like them, and I've seen all those goddamn movies. If you watch Trailer Park, it is awesome to have Kyle as your Trailer Park tour guide. Is it like she just was not into it till I put him onto it when we yeah. were in Colorado last time. That's what made me think it's of it. Depressing. She just like, tried like to watch it. And it just wasn't his show. And then Kyle's like, "All right, you know, watch this." And and like I remember, um, you pointed out a couple things to me. Like as soon early in the first episode of the first season, they put a drink in Julian. Brand, Julian, thank you, Julian's hand. He's like, you will never see that guy without a drink. You know, this, it almost this, never happens. There's like a couple like, exceptions, and Kyle could probably name him. And uh, so, and you watch it, and you're like, damn, yeah. And then like, like, oh, do you see when he climbed that fence? I'm making this up. And there's a tear in his pants for the next four years. Pants are torn now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't untear, man. They don't. They don't. Pants are torn now, and for like years, four years, five years, that damn car that they have. It just keeps getting oh, yeah. worse. That's yeah. It, it was Julian's grandmother's car. She gave it to Julian. Julian gave it to Ricky so he could live in. He lives in that car for the majority of the the the, the trailer park boys like saga that it is across multiple platforms. Occasionally, he gets himself a trailer, but it's rare. And usually, it's not even a livable trailer. Like there's a it's whole not a livable car. He burnt that trailer down. That yeah, was his dad's trailer. His dad just finished that 35-year-old mortgage on that single-wide trailer, and he burns it down cooking French fries. And so then his, and and then that was their lowest of the that was their lowest point ever. Right after Ricky burns down his dad's trailer, they're all living outdoors. I don't I don't, I don't <laughs> think that Julian is in an army tent. Uh, Ricky is literally sleeping on the ground in this episode, and Bubbles. I, I don't know where he was. He may have been in a shed. He may have had have, have had his shed, but I don't recall. But I just remember they they wake up, and Ricky has made the last of the bacon for his father. And Bubbles can smell that bacon. He comes over. You guys, you guys got any bacon for us anymore? And they're like, "Sorry, Bubs, but 
just cooked all the rest of it up for the old man. But here, you can split one of these bread heels with me. He's like, I don't bread heel. And a bread heel is like that last piece of bread that's yeah. like, he's, he crust. tears it. He tears it in half, rubs it in the bacon grease, and gives it to Bubbles. And bu- the look on Bubbles' face while he's eating it, he's like, it's like, an, it's, like, it's like a forced frown in his mouth. He's just so disgusted by it. And he's like, here, wash it down with a little of this. And he gives him a, like a 20-ounce bottle that has been melted until the point where it is like this. It's melted into this shape. And he goes... And he just looks so sad and depressed. He's just so sad and depressed that he's having to drink and eat this stuff. It's like this is a low, boys. We got to get our shit together. That's why I didn't watch. Like I had, I needed the same kind of guidance to get into the show. I needed someone to be like, no, just give it, just stick with it. The first couple episodes, because the first time I tried watching it, just on a lark. I got through the intro in a couple min- minutes, and I was like, this is the most depressing show I've ever seen in my entire life. This is making me sad. Like, I'm sad for these people because, like, they all just have what looks like horrible, horrible lives. It's a couple of the, of the lowest caliber criminals, and they aren't good at it. And then they're semi-mentally handicapped friend who keeps yeah. cats in a shed and has no family. And it was just, like, to they're get past— good at, like, one thing. Can I? Yeah. What is what is Bubbles good at? I I, I want to talk about Bubbles. Is Bubbles. the smartest of them all. He has the he, first of all. He first of all he's the one to be like, Jesus, fellas, we're having a gunfight in the middle of the street. Like, <laughs> and no one else realizes. He's it's the weird. only one who's got enough like common sense for that. And then occasionally, Ricky's like, Ricky's like, oh, how much is this going to cost with the tax? It's like a hundred nineteen dollar like model. It was a ninety nine ninety nine rocket or something. It was like a hundred dollars plus tax. And Bubbles goes. And like, $104.13. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, like, he can do math, okay? That's all Bubbles really has going well, for him. He's, he's, good at keeping him, he's good at keeping him safe because he'll there's, stop Ricky from, like, what? like there's, like, some point where Ricky's, like, going to go beat up Leahy. That happens, like, 50 times throughout the series. And Bubbles has to, like, stop him and be like, oh, Jesus, Ricky, you can't just go over to Mr. Leahy's and hit him with a hockey stick. You know? <laughs> there's an actor <laughs> named up, Chris Burke. You know? This guy has Down syndrome. I think that's it's just uh, ailment. Yeah, he is. And uh, he played a guy named Corky in a TV show when I was a kid. And uh, I always thought it was neat that a guy with Down syndrome could be an actor and like memorize lines and act and do stuff like that. So when I watched Trailer Boy, Trailer Park Boys, and I saw Bubbles, I was like, oh yeah, that's neat. Like they're doing it again. You know, like Bubbles Bubbles had Down syndrome. Clearly, Bubbles. Like in my head, I was sure that this was a real life disabled actor. And, uh, you know, he's, he's doing the show and like he never broke character. He's very convincing to me. And I was just convinced that Bubbles was freaking like, just a little slow. Something was wrong with Bubbles, undoubtedly. Yeah. I saw him in a YouTube video, like behind the scenes or something. And I'm just like, huh? Like, no way. No way. Like he was acting that whole time. I, I was convinced that much like Chris Burke, Bubbles was retarded. Nope, he is. Nope, uh, he's, he's a regular guy. old guy. Um, you know, Mo. Mo is friends with him. Our, our friend in New York, who's the wealthy guy that we that we hung yeah, out with yeah, that yeah, time. Yeah, I like. He Mo. knows. He knows Bubbles. He's had Bubbles come to things with him before. Like, like, like that was one of those things. He was like, ah, I'll try to get Bubbles to come to this thing in New York, and we never got to see Bubbles. But, but yeah, he's a regular intelligence guy. Probably smarter than average because you know he's an actor and he does a good job at it. Um, those glasses he's wearing are legit. 
like he cannot look through them. They give him nausea and headaches, and he has to wear those same fucking glasses the whole run of this thing. For, yeah, because if they didn't have a prescription, then his eyes wouldn't look weird and stuff. Yeah. He has to have a fucked up prescription. He's like he's like looking through magnifying glasses, basically, like in order to get that level of distortion on his <laughs> eyes to fill the whole thing up. So like that would be so nausea. That would be like oh, it's the terrible. stick. You just know when they started it. They were like, all right, you're always going to hold a drink and you're always going to be a fuck up and not be able to handle basic shit, but you're great at getting out of crimes and you're going to wear these glasses. And three episodes in, he had to be like, this is this is horrible. Can we please, yeah. can I not be, the, can I be a sunglasses guy? And they're like, no, you have to be Bubbles, the guy who wears these Coke bottle glasses and talks with his mouth out there. And Jesus, Ricky, what are we going to do? <laughs> that you know, happened that to Jordy of- from Star Trek Next Generation. He put on a, like a woman's, like it was like a hairband or something, mm-hmm. and he put it in front of his eyes. And the director, producer saw it, and they're like, you know what? That looks really cool. Let's run with it. And the poor guy had to wear that shit on his face for like the next nine years. Yeah. And it's got slits cut in it, these like vertical slits all the way across. And he's like peering through that, like to see shit, you know? It's, it's a real. More slits. He we lobbied need- for artificial <laughs> eyes. He's like, it's Star Trek, goddammit! Give me some ocular implants! And it was like eight. It was like the third movie before they actually did it. But they got him some eyes eventually. But he, eventually. wait, did they get him eyes eventually? I, I thought. Yeah, they wore- got him. They got, they got him. So, so there was. So okay. So they're in one of the Star Trek movies, the one where they go down to the planet that has the rejuvenative effects. It regrows his corneas and makes him able to see again. But then, and that was a, a movie. That was one of the movies. But then later in the other movie, when they go back in time with with a uh, with Cromwell and they like redo the first uh, warp flight and all that, uh, he has these like blue mechanical eyes that if you zoom really close in have like you know metal pieces turning in them and stuff they're like an artificial eye of some kind but yeah they get him away from the visor by the end in the movies though like he did the, the all movies. the tv shows with the damn thing on yeah except for one episode yeah i have a question for you kyle totally new topic but i thought you might know this so i sometimes burn my boxes because we get like so much stuff from amazon that i can't recycle it all and as a way to like catch up i i incinerate things and um we have these couch cushions that we're not using anymore and they are filled with feathers of some sort down or whatever do you know if feathers burn yeah they burn it's gonna smell like um like burning hair or burning flesh but if i get a good fire cooking it'll burn them right up they'll melt like plastic yeah okay i think i have a plan that should be fun. Maybe I'll. I bet somebody wants a vlog of this. <laughs> Woody burned feathers. But I want to yeah. see your dogs tear those pillows apart in the yard. Is what I want to say. Ah, you know, I'm it'd like be fun, but it would everywhere. train in the wrong way. It'd be a terrible, terrible mess too. Oh, my dogs! They're ridiculous and they're gigantic and they're enthusiastic. Oh, the other thing about, about everything. The other thing about Julian that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a little thing that that like repeats throughout the ten years or whatever. He's always got the drink in his hand and he's huge, right? He's a big guy. Me and Chiz had this talk the other day. I was like, I read it after voice. the fact. Yeah, he was trying to say that they're both fat, and I was like, first of all, Julian is fifteen pounds away from being fucking Vin Diesel or something, like yeah. an action hero, very strong, and like. And Ricky only has like a tiniest amount of fat that goes over his like pants, even when they're tight. Back in you know the, in the show's home. Ricky's stretch. the now, blonde, right? Yeah, yeah. He's got the the facial hair and the the wolf's hound uh, or the hound's tooth, or whatever shirt and everything. Julian's the big muscle guy, and then there's Bubbles and there's Ricky. Um, yeah, it, all right. It, 
I was just arguing with him. Ricky's that, that pretty fat. I think. I think that Ricky. He's chubby. Ricky's definitely fatter than Julian, but oh, Julian sure. is like, uh, like big I know fat. What you're gonna say? Did like you see he's, that link I sent? I don't know. Like he's not, he's not strong. He's, he's not in like bad shape at all. He has like a Midwest corn-fed kind of. You gotta see the yeah. Corn-fed, I think, is a good like just like you're big and you're muscular and you really are just a big guy, but there's some fat on you. All right, so check out this p- picture. Um, this guy to me looks like a fucking okay well then he's yeah if that's what then he's in really good shape i guess you would describe that as as really good shape i would describe that as i I should have i should have described it differently i should have said very muscular he's muscular he's a he he needs to drop a little bit of body fat and he'll have a great body that's what i say 15 pounds of fat off that and he's like vin diesel He's, he's a fucking action star i feel like like he's 15 pounds of fat away from being like incredible looking like a, like a real fucking action star I think he's he incredibly big more than 15 on him and he's a big dude yeah. uh, like, like, like already but anyway the thing is he's always got that drink in his left hand which only leaves his right hand free and he never picks fights with anyone you'll notice that tw- julian is is definitely not a bully he never looks for physical like altercation with anybody but guys will try to come to him often and every single time it ends the exact same way one right hook and they're unconscious and he just he's just like <laughs> Why'd you make me do that? <laughs> it's like every single time, like, like it'll be like there's like Cyrus would be like, "Get him, Sam!" and Sam Lott will be like, "I've been wanting to take on these muscles ever since you put me in prison." Come on, Jules and Julian's just like, "Bam!" and he's just like unconscious on the ground. It's like, "There's your caveman." He's just fucking knock him out. I I I really dig that show. I like all the ancillary characters. I like. Make me want to watch it again. So you need Kyle as a tour guide to fully appreciate Trailer Park Boys. It, on the surface, it can seem like such a, a shallow pool mm-hmm. of, of content, and it is very repetitive. What you have to do is you have to get into those ancillary characters and like really listen to what they say and like get their inside jokes. Like I didn't get that, what was it, Mike Brouard or whatever joke the other day. There's this, all right, so here's the scene. Ricky has a towel super glued to his face that was, that it had super glue on it because they were using it to build a, a model of something, so it's it's glued to his face. So he's constantly huffing glue. He looks in. <laughs> he That's looks in the premise. window. He looks in the window of the vet's office, and he sees bubbles fighting Mr. Leahy and Randy two on one, and he's beating both their asses. And he's got Randy in a headlock, and he's got his Mr. Conky puppet on one hand, and the Conky puppet is talking shit while while Bubbles chokes out Randy, and and he and and Bubbles and 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 Ricky looking through and seeing this scene. He goes, boys, I think I'm high as shit. I, looks like Bubbles is in there choking out Mike Burrard. And I had to look it up. He's some NHL player, some, some, some Canadian NHL player who looks vaguely like, like Randy. So he and when I got, an eye, Taylor? Is that the guy from the Rangers who got his eye poked out? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. All right, sorry, continue, Kyle. I'll look that up. It, uh, I, I just love that, that, that. I'm trying to find the image of, uh, of that because it was funny. It, yeah, Brian Burrard. Brian Burrard, yes. <laughs> the guy with one eye. The people say I don't know my hockey. Come on. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's all the trivia I need to make my case. But they're just, they're, you know, even J-Rock. I, I like J-Rock's char- character. He, he thinks he's black. He legitimately thinks he's black. <laughs> He's like these very he's degrees got blonde black. hair. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a hundred percent black. So blonde. <laughs> he, he's, he's so very blonde. We were. Uh, I, I actually bought the uh, the Ricky. Uh, so they they play street hockey, 
and uh, they've got jerseys, and I bought the jersey that Ricky wears. It says Sunnyvale <laughs> across the side. It says Ricky on the back. And uh, so that led Chiz to be like, oh, oh I got to find some Bubbles glasses. We I got to find some. What, what I, is it? I, we didn't talk. The, the jersey thing. Um, isn't this going live the day before the Super Bowl? Yes. Hmm. So did I already tell you about the whole interest in sports and based on how much they fight? Yes. All right. Yep. So my interest in football is not that high. But who's going to win this thing? Oh, well, it, on paper, the, the Patriots are, right? You got, you got probably the best quarterback of all time in Tom Brady, a guy who just keeps getting it done and has just ridiculous numbers. Uh, that he's I, totally but, overrated. All he's good I can't at is even appreciate his numbers. I, I can't even appreciate his numbers. They're so goddamn good, and I know so uh -huh. little about football. But <laughs> right. I'm, of course, you know, a big Atlanta fan because I'm bandwagon Bill over here, mm -hmm. and uh, and so I want Atlanta to win. I want us to bring home a championship. Were I, you I, gonna I buy like, a jersey? I thought you were buying. I, I bought happened? the Sunnyvale. I bought the Sunnyvale ver instead. jersey instead. <laughs> no, yeah, because it, it was so it was so much more. Uh, it was so much funnier. I, I'll, I'll link you to what I bought. It's uh, let's see. I bought the Ricky Sunnyvale. I like that as a running oh, bit, Kyle. Just yeah, the I, ultimate bandwagon fan with, with with bright, crisp, like freshly ironed jerseys. <laughs> Every time a team I, starts doing well, I like in uh, Trailer Park Boys when they're playing and they're on their Sunnyvale street hockey team, and like Bubbles actually gets upset because Ricky does exactly what Ricky personality would do where he's like ricky you can't keep bringing the puck right up the middle you're just losing it and then i'm stuck here back in gold and you're not back checking you know and, <laughs> and then like, bubbles were trying to score you know whatever you say like, <laughs> uh, yeah i got my trailer park jersey I, i'm pretty happy with that i like it dude but, under but, color there's literally ricky and julian is the colors yeah, yeah you can yeah, because it's it the says it on color. the back on the back it says different things if you look over in the top left of the amazon page it shows what the backs of them look like his number's they 420 can't, yeah they, can't, that's they great. can't afford plastic cups they they don't they don't have away jerseys they've got one <laughs> one set of sunnyvale plain shit jerseys in in but, men's beer league you can make your number anything you want like 420 and shit works so 69 well, yeah, a fraction. I played with a guy. His number was the symbol for pi, which I thought was great. And uh, and I played with a guy who was gigantic. He was like six four and just muscular and even a little fat. And his number was seven forty seven. I thought that oh, was clever nice. too. Well, anyway, I, I bought that jersey, and uh, and Chiz was like, ah, oh, I want to find a Julian costume. Or no, excuse me. I and I suggested that Taylor, Taylor. You get the Julian one because of of us all, you look the most like Julian. I suppose you have the darkest hair for sure. Let's let's leave it at that. And 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 Chiz was like, ah, I wish I could find a Bubbles costume. And I almost was just like, you need to look for a Randy costume. You yeah. for <laughs> my fucker. <laughs> Yeah, from So what uh, he, but that's the cheapest one, right? He just goes shirtless. Yeah, just, like, all he needs is some all he needs is some pants from like high school to slip and try to jam into those things. Right, right. Dude, no shirt and he's set. You know when you see like those actors who we were talking about whatever his name, Christian Bale, how he would go from thin to ripped to thin to ripped to fat-ish to ripped. That's the almost that's like only a little more impressive than what Randy did on Trailer Park Boys, which was stay exactly 
the same amount of overweight for oh, like 12 yeah. years. I'm so wrong about that? that shit. Oh, yeah. First, I thought I, that he was like, a, he had the same round belly the whole first like 10 seasons, didn't he? Okay. Two things about oh, Randy. Belly. Yeah, no, he, that belly grows. I haven't watched it wonderful. Long time. Two things about that belly Dude. that I love. One, oh, that belly. He gets bigger as they go. It does get bigger. And Every later on, year. he shaves his chest. He's like, oh, I shaved my chest because I was eating so many popsicles and I get all sticky. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you know, for my popsicle art. And Sarah's like, uh, you know, you can just buy those in bulk at the store. They're not real popsicles if they don't have popsicles on them. But so that belly just keeps getting bigger as they go. But popsicles. You know, you don't think of the Trailer Park Boys for their cinematography or, 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 or how well they frame shots, but there are so many examples. I don't know, six or seven. That's not so many examples of them framing shots really interestingly using his belly. That, that belly will take up like one third of the screen size or like when, when, um, when um, um, one of the characters is pregnant. And they're like Lucy is pregnant, and they get both of their bellies in the scene at the same time, and they're coming from both corners of the screen down to the middle and making these bellies. And then you're just looking in between at the action. I I I, I can't get over the trailer park boys. I've probably seen too much of it. <laughs> I'm just looking at an example of like like artistic framing of uh, of the belly. Like there's a couple <laughs> of them in there. Sure. Yeah. Like that's some Breaking Bad shit right there. <laughs> get it right in there. And uh, there's another one. There's a GIF. I wonder if I can find it. Where he's on a bus, yeah. Rand, you 15 cheeseburger eating Rico Suave looking motherfucker. He's got like that, that, that kind of fat that's like way funnier in a way than like a jiggly fat belly would be there. He's got one of those like hard fat bellies where it looks like look at that oh that's he's just like i was pumping into this lady <laughs> <laughs> oh i wish it's too small for the the show to show well but her face is so disgusted i don't even know if she's acting but yeah i trailer park voice oh, is yeah. funny i it, love that he bumps into her oh and another thing every time and i mean every time someone shoves randy um, and it's even part of the drinking game for Trailer Park it's Boys. Awesome. Like every time someone shoves Randy, you drink. That's one of the things. They get, gr- they're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, oh. Right. oh. <laughs> they always have that, that sweat all over. And they're like immediately disgusted. They're like, have to wipe it on someone else or on themselves. <laughs> be like, that's totally Take his fucking shirt off and like wipe the sweat on his shirt and throw it away. Or he takes his pants off. Like, unlike most people where they, they're about to get in a fight and they take their shirt off, he doesn't have a shirt on, so he'll be like, you know, I'm tired of you picking on me, Ricky. Enough's enough. And he'll like, start taking his pants off, and then Ricky runs over and just pushes him while his pants are off. He's like, God, you got to wait for me to take my pants off all the way, Ricky. Can't, can't fight otherwise. At the end of one of the seasons, like, he actually takes his pants off and fights. It's great. Oh, God. Listen, listen to this insult from Jamie. I thought Because Jamie's belly insults are probably the best. Like he calls him like Gut Cassidy in the Sundance Kid. <laughs> he, one episode he's wearing a tuxedo. He's like, "Oh, I, look at you all dressed up in your gutsedo." <laughs> Are you guys ready? Yeah. Oh, uh, wait one second. Ready, set, play. Hey boys, what's hey, going Randy. on? Everything good? Yeah, 
Everything's cool. I know what's going on here. I really don't care. I just want some cheap stuff, just like everybody else. Randy, you better fucking go on with your perm coupon. You know what I'm saying? Gut Cassidy and the Sundance cheeseburger. What? What are you looking at my eyes for? I got no candy for you. See some candy? Gut <laughs> <laughs> Cassidy and the Sundance cheeseburger. What you looking at my eyes for? I ain't got no candy for you. <laughs> Uh, I guess that's a Canadian insult. That whole I ain't got no candy for you, boy. What you looking at? What you looking at my eyes for? I ain't got no candy I, for you. They do it a few times. I just interpret it as a fat insult. No, it's more like a don't be looking at me. I, I'm not your daddy. Like 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 you right, like, it's like, right. it's, you're like calling him a little kid and let him know that like, like you came to the wrong place if you thought this was gonna be a different kind of thing than it is right now. Kind of kind of insult. It's like I ain't got no candy for you. What, you want a cookie? It's. I, <laughs> I, I love that Randy's is my favorite joke in the show that like keeps coming back over and over because that belly, the sweat, and, and their sex life. Oh my God! If you have not seen the episode where it's like season nine, I think where um to to, to basically Randy and Mr. Leahy get caught after a night of drunken sex in their living room. Mm -hmm. And when they walk in, and Barb walks in and screams when she sees it because Mr. Leahy has, has cheated on her again with, with Randy, gotten back with him and messed up whatever they were trying to do. And Mr. Leahy gets up completely naked and wasted as fuck. All, the only thing he has to hide his shame, if you will, is a toilet bowl roller placed on his cock. <laughs> and this man has the tiniest penis I've ever seen in real life <laughs> outside of micro penises because... It's just it's just on there on his cock and like you can kind of see his little dick in it at one point when he turns toward you and his balls have like white pubic hair floof coming down and he's so pathetic but at the same time he gives no shits cuz he the man has no shame he is a legitimate actor cuz like he gets naked does whatever the show needs him to do and still still fucking puts on a show when he'll do when he, he'll be like walking backwards with those aviators on drinking a fifth of like booze as <laughs> and, until the whole thing is gone and he falls and smashes it and like i, I mr Leahy is one of the best characters in the show i guess because his life is ruined by the trailer park boys whenever you see an instance of them being gone for like a year you'll like season um either, i think it's one of the movies it begins with mr Leahy jogging he's jogging and talking to the camera he's like well since the boys have been gone, I got a new lease on life. Dropped 20 pounds, quit the hard liquor, and I started up my new trailer park, Leahy's Home Estates. Ah, yeah, things are going great. He's like, <laughs> this is Mr. Leahy without their influence ruining his fucking life. He goes to the hard liquor, and I, my favorite line I he has, <laughs> I am the liquor. And, and Randy goes, yeah, Mr. Leahy, you've always been the liquor. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just giving him more because if you get him drunk you've just opened you've, you've unleashed a monster <sighs> that's a good show so yeah if you've never seen trailer park boys get into it and and and, and dig a little deeper than you might with with most shows because you got to get in there and, and taste it a little you before you know what it you'll ruin the is. show if you multitask while you watch it oh yeah yeah that's a yeah for sure pro tip calling it a wrap i think everyone's thinking it yeah, I think so. Let me let me read one more thing. Make sure I've got uh, told everything there is to know about our sponsors. I believe there's a little tidbit about uh, Creature Quest before we sign off from legendary game designer uh, John Van Kanegem, creator of the Heroes of Might and Magic series, comes Johnny Creature v. Quest. Johnny V, <laughs> an adventurous RPG that brings a new level of depth and strategy to mobile games. Available on the App Store, Google Play, Amazon. Uh, download Creature Quest for free today. And be part of the best turn-based collectible RPG. Your quest for creatures is paved with adventure. 
Quest On. Uh, check them out along with 1-800-Flowers, Nature Box, and Squarespace, our sponsors for this glorious evening. And uh, that's all I got. Very good. PKA, episode 320.